warning. Pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 354. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a walk brat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushover. Pop culture. Joker here, the Clown Prince of Crime, and you're listening to my least favorite podcast, Pop Culture Leftovers. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And we're the Leftovers. We're the Leftovers. Wow, man. Well, you both fucked that one up. Yeah, and we're the bad timing. Yeah, no shit. What the, you, you fucked me up with the timing, and I was thinking about, oh, my God, he's waiting here. Why are you waiting? And then I, I didn't even finish. Did I wait? I felt like I did it right away. I felt like, I felt like there was a momentary pause. Maybe there's a delay in our Skype connection. No, don't no, don't even blame it on that. I'm, I'm blaming it on you. You were fine. Every, everything <laughs> everything up until this moment was just fine. And then, <laughs> uh, you know what else fucking sucks, Jake? Almost everything. Yeah, pretty much everything. Uh, fucking uh, no iTunes reviews. People don't give a fuck anymore. Oh, that does suck. People don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's been two weeks too. What the two fuck? Weeks. No excuse. Dude, no excuse. Like I think, no, I think we've lost our luster and shine. We used to have this sheen to us back in the day. We were like, you know, we were the we were the uh, shiny new toy, and now nobody gives a fuck anymore, Jake. We were like, no. we were like, we were like the hottest prostitute on the block at one time, Jake. Everybody was fucking. People were lined up to fuck us, man, and nobody gives a fuck anymore, man. We're like. Uh, we're like this loose STD ridden prostitute that's fucking old and shit. Nobody gives a fuck. Like even the cops don't arrest her anymore. She's that pathetic. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just sad. It's just, it's just sad. Like even the cops are just like, I let her walk. She, nobody's gonna. There's no Johns picking her up anywhere. Anyway, she doesn't have long to live. As <laughs> no shit. Oh my god. Yeah, all the Johns wanted to fuck us back in the day, Jake. Nobody gives a fuck. Two fucking weeks, 14 days, everybody's forgotten about us. Yeah, I think the last time we had a new listener was 2018. Is it because we've, we've shown all of our fucking new tricks? You know what I mean? All of our tricks, we've done them all. We got nothing left. I, maybe it's our, it's our fault, Jake. Here I am bitching, it's our fault. 
That is true. I have no further tricks. I ain't doing anything else. I haven't learned anything new. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still still pulling out all the old shit, all the classics, all the, yeah, all the go-tos, all the favorites. (laughs) Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. We could use some new blood. I don't know what we need to do. Yeah, man. Speaking of blood, I haven't bled in forever. I fucking went through menopause. (laughs) <laughs> fucking I'm an old prostitute that, that analogy just keeps on going doesn't it it makes more sense the more you talk about it, <laughs> it does. we're not alone I don't think I, you know what fuck it we're not alone but it ain't gonna help ain't gonna it I don't it don't fucking matter who we got on this fucking thing <laughs> yeah I don't know who could be on that would help we got June welcome June yeah, hi guys there she is hey you know hey. I'm here yeah hey no, I'm actually I'm in the middle of writing an iTunes review oh, as fine. we speak have you not written an <laughs> iTunes review no because I, I felt weird doing it because I've been on the show so, oh god I don't know it isn't weird I you don't have to admit that you've been on the show if you write an iTunes review you can just I don't know Jesus oh I'm you know what? I'll do it when you introduce your next guest, and I'll write it. Why didn't you write it before you were on the show? See, all these, all these things, I Jake. Know. I'm sorry. Shoot, <laughs> having a bit of a Skype delay too. More an iTunes to review delay, of like fucking three, <laughs> four years or whatever the fuck. Oh, uh, Steve, welcome back. Spoiler, Steve. Hey guys, still online. Where's your Stop. fucking review? It's in there. It's still there. It's still there. Thank God. Thank God. Last week you were sober, Steve. You were deemed sober, Steve. No. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. I remember a lot of last week. I was like, I'm like making sure this week to be cool and calm and collective. I was like, last week I was like, man, I think I talked too much. I was pretty drunk. Oh my God. Last week, man, I, I, I fucking, I mentioned the expanse and you just fucking like spread your legs and start Oh my god, it was insane. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that did it. Uh, that that's like I'm done, like going all out on the expanse. It's like yeah, it's good. It's uh, good. Like like after that, I'm like yeah, it's good. Check it out if you want. You were you were expansive <laughs> on the expanse, Jake. Do you see my play on words there? Yes. No no new true. tricks, man. This is this is the same <laughs> fucking bullshit every fucking week. I say the dumbest shit. It's just dumb. <laughs> I should just wrap this show. <laughs> oh, man, this is hour one, too. <laughs> hour fucking one. I did get an email, though. Did get an email, and this one comes from uh, AJ Simons. No, thank you, Steve. Thank you, June. I was supposed to have you on last week. Last week turned into whatever the fuck. Last week, we just couldn't do a real show, so we, me and Steve did a bonus episode. And so thank you, Steve, for the bonus episode. Like, without you, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, no, I'm glad it, it could work out that way. Anyway, we we got an email. <laughs> what, Jake? <laughs> yeah, I just love that segue. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Next. Yeah, I'm like I'm like that old prostitute just rattling off the prices right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> this, is, this is what you get. Twenty bucks for a blowy. You know what I mean? Ten bucks for a handy. Whatever the I don't know. What are the prices anymore? I don't even know. I could not tell you either. I don't know what the prices would, were years I would ago. Hope that you guys would not know the price. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. It's got to be expensive these what? days. Really? 
especially in these times, right? I think it depends on where you're at. Well, yeah, it's true. I don't think they do. They didn't give they didn't give a fuck about contracting anything That's before. Gone. I don't think they give a fuck now. <laughs> you think you you think you think your hookers are wearing masks while they're riding it's, your it's, dick? It's an extra fifty for the mask off. Jesus. Oh, that's smart marketing. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's real smart. Oh, man. And then you're just like, oh, no, honey, you can put that back on. <laughs> yeah. we were, we, a movie, too. No kissing, no kissing. <sighs> email here from AJ Simons, uh, who was on an episode of uh, What's Your Story, hosted by Mark and Lenny of the Nerdaholics. And this is on the uh, Leftover Army podcast feed. And uh, so you can find that on What's Your Story on uh, the Leftover Army podcast feed with AJ Simons here. But uh, he goes on to say in this email, hey, Brian, I've gone back and forth on whether to send this email, but I thought now was an appropriate time. I'd like to say thank you to you, Jake, and everyone involved with PCL. My thanks extended to everyone in the Leftover Army, as well as the Facebook page, Discord chat, and Snapchat group. And there's a Snapchat group, Jake. I had no idea. I'm scared. <laughs> There's a fucking PCL Snapchat group. Is there, hey, June, are you in the Snapchat group? No, but I think I remember someone posting something in the Leftover Army page about, like, hey, wanting to, like, if people were interested. And I guess they were. How many fucking groups do you need? How many fucking... <laughs> <laughs> how many fucking we need the official uh, PCL TikTok? What the fuck? Is, how many? Well, here, oh God. how many fucking groups do you need to talk to people on? Really, only one. Yeah, it's like we're, oh, we're talking about like, we're talking about Facebook Messenger. Now we're talking to Discord. No, oh, let's move this over to the uh, Snapchat. Let's move this over to. The... <laughs> I got some dick pics I want to share. Let's oh, move geez. on to the Snapchat. No. Oh man, over the over the past couple of months, I've gone through a tough time. Um, my fiance's mental health took a bad turn and because of that, mine also did. Thankfully, she is in a better place now, but I've struggled to bounce back. My history with mental health has gone on for just over a decade and I've had ups and downs, but it has mostly been fairly level. And when I say level, it's still been at the lower end. I stopped listening to all podcasts for about a month because of everything going on and I've only just restarted listening again. I started back up on your bonus episode of Mulan and Tenet. And in about a week, I've binged back up to date. Listening to you, Jake, and everyone else has helped put a smile on my face. From Winkler's drunken state to the climactic tale of Greg's sexual soiree. It was really, uh, it has really helped me, uh, really helped make me feel happier. PCL is truly a uh, place to escape. Like many people say, it's like hanging out with friends talking about all things pop culture and it helped bring my mood back up. So thank you so much. Thanks to everyone. Um, goes on to say Winkler, how have you never listened to Firestarter? Best wishes. Stay safe out there. And that was from AJ Simons. That's awesome. What the fuck is Firestarter? Prodigy, bro. Oh, the song. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that came up. That must have been an episode I, I wasn't on. Ah, uh, you, pr yeah, you were not. That was me. Oh fuck. Oh, that was me. Farshid and Winkler, I think. Yeah, yeah, you were not on that one. You were working or something. How could you not have heard Firestarter somewhere in some movie or television show? You had to have heard it. Mm. He's younger. He's younger. We need to start treating fucking like these these younger uh, guests and stuff like that like they were in a coma. Or something like, what's that fucking Robin Williams Awakenings movie with De Niro? 
like they thought, awakenings. Yeah, awakenings. Yeah, you just need to start treating them like that. Like they just fucking, you know what I mean? It's like, think about that, Jake. If you're born in like fucking 1990 or whatever the fuck, you know, oh, God. they got, they got like, there's like, and I was born, you know, I was born in the late seventies. There's like a whole decade plus of shit they got to catch up on just to get to where we are. That's fucking hard, man. Yeah, that's true. It still feels like that song should be transcending. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. It definitely was an, I, I feel like a lot of prodigy songs. Like if you were one, born in, my bitch up. Yeah, but if you were born in, ni- if you were born in 1990 or whatever the fuck, when that song came out, he was fucking eight. He's fucking like, he just got out of, he's probably watching Yu-Gi-Oh and shit. He's not listening to fucking Firestarter. I'm a Firestarter. No, he's <laughs> fu- he just got done fucking watching Elmo a few years ago. Give the kid a break. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen up. You named other prodigy songs. I don't think I could have done that. Oh, yeah, smack. they they used them a lot in action movies. Like I remember Charlie's Angels, the remake with Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore. Like they used the smack my bitch up and oh and yeah, like, that oh, one I did know. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's no excuse, Winkler. Should have been watching that fucking Charlie's Angels movie, you son of a bitch. No excuse. June's right. <laughs> I hate this fucking episode. Anyway, um, this <laughs> is <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, uh, what see? Oh, did you see the article about the clumsiest names in America? Mm-mm. Yeah, clumsiest. Yeah, lawsuit loan funding service just released the most accident-prone names in America after analyzing internal data. Is it data or data? Uh, it's either. I think when I read this article, I said data. Most of the time I say data, though. It's interchangeable. I wanted to sound smart, so I said data. (laughs) I don't know which makes you sound more smart. I think it's a regional thing of where you are. I think it's smarter and not more smart. No. Is it more smart? No. It's smarter. Thank you. I'm saying I don't think it has to do with like how you say it is like a level of smartness. I think it's more of like where you are. Like, I think if you're in California, I think you would actually probably say data. Or, yeah, instead of the long A sound. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Uh, cl- right. And now I officially hate this episode. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Fucking, it's fucking it's terrible. Awesome. I think Steve left an hour ago. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll fucking blame him. Um, but <laughs> he's going to watch the catch. He's going to catch up on all the stuff that he missed in the eighties because he wasn't born yet. Yeah, he was like, I'm. He's no. He's listening to the Firestarter, so he doesn't feel like a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Dude, oh. I thought we were past this. <laughs> anyway, what do we got here? Yeah, this is this comes from uh, today.com and the. The most accident-prone names, uh, accident-prone names in America after analyzing internal data on personal injury claims involving slips, trips, and falls. Kyle topped the list for males, followed by Blake, Brian, Ryan, Daniel, Mark, Bob, Samuel, William, and James. All right. I'm glad I'm not on there. I'm fucking – I'm on that list. <laughs> I'm fu- and they spelled it with my I too. B R I A. I was about to say, was it spelled the oh yeah the I or the Y? It's me. It's me. The Y. The Y names are fucking there. They're not slipping and tripping and falling all over the fucking place. Right. Those are all male names, huh? Is it a separate list for female names? <laughs> yes, there is, Jake. 
<laughs> Haley. Number? I like I like the use of words here. Haley fell into first place for FEMA. <laughs> <laughs> Um, followed by Taylor, Linda, Barbara, Kimberly, Mary, Angela, Deborah, Gabrielle, and Louise. Those are the uh, clumsiest female accident-prone names in America. Louise? <laughs> People still name their kids Louise? Louise. Oh, Louise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same question. <laughs> oh my god so yeah chances are if your name is kyle and Haley, and you're listening to this episode you might die during it so there's that you might fucking anyway what's going on what's going on what are we doing now oh my god vote for pop culture leftovers got another fucking uh um just like the podcast awards thing that we're gonna lose so vote for us in that uh, we, I don't, right. we ended up on the best society and culture category for some fucking reason. I have no idea how we made it. <laughs> I honestly think that all of our listeners that fucking nominated us just nominated us for every category. And the only one that we fucking got in on was best society and culture. <laughs> we weren't good enough to make it to TV and film. Fair, like to, to be fair, I didn't find out about this podcast awards until like late in the game there was only like a few days left to fucking nominate so i'm glad we even showed up on one list best society and and culture jake we don't even talk about that shit oh we're gonna win no we're not we got this one no we don't Go to awards.discoverpods.com forward slash vote forward slash to vote for PCL and best society and culture. You don't have to vote for anybody else. Just vote for us and then call it a fucking day. I'll put the link in the show notes. I couldn't even name one other society and culture podcast besides Pop Culture Leftovers. This American Life? Oh, June. God. Thanks, June. You just ruined it. No, I'm just. No, they're gonna win now. No, I'm kidding. I, 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 <laughs> I got nothing, Brian. When have you, Steve? <laughs> I am just so like disinterested <laughs> in everything today, Jake. <laughs> You'll have that, man. I, I get it. <laughs> uh, Love and Monsters contest. I'm going to run it tomorrow. I'm not going to do it on this episode. And I will cho- I'll not choose the winners, but I'll randomly select the winners and I will send you your fucking email to let you know if you won. So you'll get, uh, you'll find out if you won that Love and Monsters tomorrow, which will be Sunday. I'll just send you a fucking email and let you know. A lot more people entered this one, Steve. Remember last week I was bitching about that? Yeah. I was like really thinking about it. I was like, I saw, I was like, ooh. And then I was like, ah. And I felt like if I click it and then I win, it's just like people would be like, wow, what a dick. Oh, you should have entered. That was like my mind process through it all. It oh, you should have entered. As well, but, yeah. Anybody can enter. I'll enter the next one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll draw the winners tomorrow. I'll let you know. Let's Jesus Christ. Let's let's all jump off a fucking bridge. How about that, Jake? Let's let's, show me the way. God damn it. Oh man, here we go. Let's uh, let's jump into good pop, bad pop. I'm gonna haven't even pulled up the bumpers for this week. Here we go. Good pop, bad pop. 
time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. Oh man, clumsiest podcast names. I think we're at the top of that list. I think we won that one, Jake. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we just fall down over and over. over. And we're just tripping, slipping, and falling the entire fucking episode. <laughs> We've got those rails that you see in showers sometimes. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like one of those stand-up bathrooms. It's got like the chair in it for old people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Can you? Oh man! We can you imagine just taking a shower, sitting down, Jake? I, I can't imagine it. That'd be weird. <laughs> Wait, you didn't have to do that when you had your foot surgery? No. I, when I had my foot surgery, like I had to get one of those fucking shower chairs because I, I couldn't put any weight on it. Uh-uh. I on was, my foot, I so. was, I was taking, I was putting, I was putting that foot and the knee up, like on the side of the shower. I wasn't, I am, I ain't buying no fucking chair. Oh my god, yeah, I had to get like a fucking shower chair. I had to do that for like a month. It sucked. Mm-mm. Oh man, good pop, pop, pop. Uh, did I get? Did I talk about the rating system, Jake? Did I do that? No. Oh yeah, yeah, we rate shit. All right. Um <laughs> uh, Good Pop Bad Pop is where we talk about the uh things of the previous weekend or weekday that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things and if this is your first time listening, this is our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Real quick, if you're a fan of uh, Tim and Eric or anything that Tim and Eric have ever done, uh, like, I don't know, like Bedtime Stories or Beef House or whatever the fuck they've done on Adult Swim, um... YouTube dropped a uh, Tim Heidecker uh, comedy special yesterday, An Evening with Tim Heidecker, and I watched it. Uh, I'm a big Tim and Eric fan. I knew that this was going to be not just like the standard stand-up comedy act, and it basically – it was not. This was very experimental comedy, and if you're not familiar with this comedy, you might not get it at all, and even if you do get it, you might not like it. It's a deconstruction of stand-up comedy. He just kind of goes through all like the stand-up comedy things that people do and just kind of like deconstructs it and in many ways just it's very awkward. But I enjoyed it, so I'll give it a high taste it, but this is not for everybody. And that's all I'm really gonna say about that one. So just watch it if you're a huge fan of Tim Heidecker. Um, I enjoyed it, but then again, I'm a big Tim and Eric fan. Um, let's speaking of stand-up comedy, June. Let's talk about the opening act. This released on video on demand, I think, on the 16th. So it's been out for a couple weeks now. Uh, the film follows Will Chu, whose true life passion is to become a stand-up comedian. When he, when he is given the opportunity to MC a comedy show opening for his hero, hero Billy G, he must decide if he wants to continue the life he has set up or pursue his dream, the life of a comedian. This one's written and directed by Steve Byrne in his directorial debut. It features Jimmy O. Yang, Alex Moffat, Cedric the Entertainer, Neil Brennan, Bill Burr, Whitney Cummings, Jermaine Fowler, Ken Jong, Russell Peters, and Debbie Ryan. And... June, I know you watched this one. What did you think about uh, the opening act? I really loved it. I'm actually going to give it a Tupperware. I like. I really like Jimmy um, Jimmy O Yang. I first saw him on Silicon Valley, the uh, HBO show. He's so funny in that, and um, I thought the way that this 
movie was kind of framed though it was interesting because it starts out with um, his love of stand up comes from the bond like bonding with his dad over stand up. But I actually, when Crazy Rich Asians came out a couple years ago, I saw him on, um, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, because he was in Crazy Rich Asians. He was the crazy cousin who throws the bachelor party. And um, he was talking about how, like, his parents don't really understand what stand-up is. And so it, it was just, it, it's just really funny how he talks about how, like, they don't really get what he does. And, like, they're like why can't you just go be a doctor? Um but I really, I just, I love to see his journey and I thought it had a lot of heart and I loved seeing all of these, um, standup comedians in it. Um, there's so many cameos by so many different standup comedians. So, um, yeah, I really did love it. So. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked, I, I think I liked it a lot more towards the end. Um, I, I think the end really came together well. I'm going to give it a high tasted. I think it kind of gives, you a good look of like what it's like starting out as a stand-up comedian. You've got kind of like, like the different tiers of stand-up comedy. You've got like, you know, the somebody fucking did, uh, your <laughs> cupcakes done. Like what was going on over there? Sorry. No, that was my dog barked and his bark collar went off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's a bark collar? It beeps at him. So he doesn't bark so much. Hmm. Okay. I need one of those. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, for yourself. My for myself. My, neighbor, when I start getting my angry. neighbor's making noise, so he barked, and the bark collar went off. When I start getting angry, Jake, bark collar goes off. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Yeah, the thing would be fucking going off all the time. Um, <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. Like, it, you've got, like, different comics, like, in different uh, stages of their career. Like, you know, just starting out, like, uh, Jimmy O. Yang's character. And uh, then you got, like, the seasoned veteran that, like, had their own, like, show and uh, kind of, like, is kind of, like, their, their, their career is kind of, like, winding down. And then you've got, you know, people that are, like, real up-and-comers and, and um, you know, out in the road all the time. And they've been performing at colleges colleges and, and things like that. I I thought it was really good. I think the ending really came together. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sweet personal story. Um, I, I really did enjoy it. It's the opening act. It's out on video on demand. This will probably get picked up by a streamer here in a few months, I would imagine. So probably Netflix or Amazon or something like that. But I, I enjoyed it as well. Yeah, the opening act, I'll give it a high taste it. Not everything was funny though. There was some stuff that was super funny. There was, there were some moments that were like laugh out loud funny, but I don't know. And I think Bill Burr, as much as I love him, I think like the character that he played did not suit him well in this movie. Oh, like the dick manager of the, uh, that branch of the insurance company. Yeah. yeah I think it was like a little out of his comfort level to play that yeah. character. I thought Cedric. And then what's funny is Whitney Cummings was like her character was like super sweet. Yeah, yeah. Like super sweet. Um, I thought Alex Moffat did a good job as like the side. You know, I've only seen him in um, you know, doing Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, he was great. He was really I good. He was really good. And I thought I thought uh, Cedric the Entertainer was really good. I did too. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I really loved about that though is you know he is super successful. He's the headliner of this uh, three day long comedy, I guess festival or like big comedy weekend in philadelphia and you know yes he is very famous and he had this he had his own show and a show had a catchphrase but i really like how he talks about that's also in some ways been a detriment to him as he's gotten older in his career because he can't do anything new 
Yeah. You know, like a, a lot of stand-up comics. I think when you have a kind – if your comedy has a shtick to it, then that kind of becomes you. And then if you try to break out of that box, like, no, they just want to hear the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought it was really really good. Um, I'll give it a high taste that you gave it a Tupperware. So this is this is a definitely one that you're gonna want to check out. Uh, whether you watch it on uh, video on demand or whether, uh, when it gets picked up, I did go to the theater because it looks like probably theaters are gonna be closing again. So I was like, man, what if they close again? And I've missed my window to keep going. I'm gonna go see a movie. So I went and saw um, the Kid Detective. And I know it sounds like it sounds like a kids movie. This is not a kids movie. This is an R-rated dark comedy, and uh, a once celebrated kid detective, now 32, continues to solve the same trivial mysteries between hangovers and bouts of self-pity until a naive client brings him his first adult case to find out who br- brutally murdered her boyfriend. Uh, it's directed by Evan Morgan. He directed a movie called The Dirties years ago, and uh, this is his follow-up film. And he's doing this film seven years later, and uh, it stars Adam Brody, Sophie Nalise, and Sarah Sutherland. And uh, this, I, oh my God, I really, I really enjoyed this one. I am so glad that I saw this movie in the theater. Um, it can be super funny. But then it does take itself super seriously as well. I mean, um, I was not expecting this movie to go where it went at all. You've got this guy, you know, and they, they flash back to like when he's a kid and he's solving these cases of like, you know, who stole like the, the, the missing money at the fundraiser? Um, you know, who's been stealing candy from the candy store? Um, you know, there's this, there's this really, but then as he's an, as he becomes an adult, he's 32 now, he's still doing, he's still like the town, like detective. And at one time, like the newspaper was covering him, like, oh, he's so smart. This kid is such a, such, he's got such a, you know, a knack for figuring things out, solving mysteries, these little, you know, these small little crimes around town. And people thought it was like really cute and really fun. But then people started to put a lot more pressure on him when a girl in the town goes missing. And you've got kids in the school that are expecting him to solve this. And I mean, this is like a real, life missing child and they're putting and he puts this on himself and you know this is one of those things that he he can't solve he did not solve and it kind of carries with his character and he becomes like this really dark kind of like um character that that uh, that you see later on in life where he is you know drinking a lot and he hasn't really moved forward you know he's kind of like um still living in the past and um there's there's a scene where he you know solves a mystery of like you know who's been stealing candy at this candy store and and uh, once he does that like the owners the owners like you're gonna get free ice cream here for life and there's this scene later on in the in the movie where he's an adult man and he walks into this same ice cream store to get his free ice cream and you can just tell the owner is just like you got to be kidding me. Just like, still. like we're, we're still doing this. Oh my god! And there's this whole scene that is set up where he's trying to, you know, figure out more about this murder, and he's following these kids around that were around this, uh, around this guy who was murdered, and 
there's a whole scene that they set up and that it just, it's brilliant. And it ends with, I'm not going to spoil it, but it ends with a sneeze. And I was just like, wow, they set this whole thing up. It ends with a sneeze and the whole thing's over. And I was like, I just did not see that coming. And it was just super brilliant, super funny. And like the ending is something I never would have guessed. I never would have guessed. It really kept me like on my toes. I, I really enjoyed this movie. This was refreshing. Um, just the story of like a kid detective who like just kind of never stopped doing what he did and really never made anything out of himself. And people thought that he was going to be like this, like this big detective or, or move on and do other things. And, and, um, yeah, I highly, it's called the kid detective. It's out now in theaters. I do know, I don't know where it's going to go streaming, but I do know that it is going to be streaming here somewhere in a few months. So I highly recommend the kid detective with Adam Brody. I thought Adam Brody put on a really good performance in this one. And I was ready for like a, like a R rated comedy. And like this really, it delivered. I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, that sounds really good. So I'm curious to see kind of what that dark left turn is that the movie takes. <sighs> yeah. 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 I really enjoyed it. Did anybody see on the rocks? Yeah. June, did you see, no. did you see on the rocks? I did. I did. Okay. A young mother. This is on Apple TV. A young mother uh, reconnects with her larger than life playboy father on an adventure through New York. It follows a father and daughter uh, as they tail her suspicious husband. Um, It's a comedy drama film. It's written and directed by Sofia Coppola. And we got a cast here of Rashida Jones, Bill Murray, Marlon Wayans, Jessica Henwick, who's, I mean, Jessica Henwick's been in like everything I've been seeing lately. You know, I first saw her in Iron Fist and now I saw, we talked about Love and Monsters last week. She was in that. I saw her in something else recently. She's showing up in anything, uh, everything. Jenny Slate's also in this one, but, um, yeah, you've got Rashida Jones and, um, she's a, she's a writer and, uh, she's kind of like, uh, not been, not been able to write her book and um her husband his his business is booming right now and he's always on the road and he's got uh you know some uh, an attractive uh young woman that works with him played by Jessica Henwick and it gets in her head that there's this there's a scene where he comes home really late and he's on Xanax and he he starts kissing her while she's in bed and then she starts talking. He realizes like what's going on. It's her voice. And like, he just like rolls over and goes to bed. And she thought for a moment that he didn't realize that it was her and maybe he's cheating on her. And he's, she starts to see all these things. She starts to see all these things, all these, all these warning signals. So her and her father played by Mill Murray tail this guy to figure out if he's been cheating on her and um what did you think about this one june you know i do like sophia i I like sophia coppola as a director i do like her movies a lot i mean i love lost in translation um this one it it i will give this a i'll give this a middle of the road taste it i thought the plot i thought it was so predictable like there are just so many things where yes I don't know. I just thought that it was so predictable and I Yeah, let's not spoil. Story. Let's not spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm just saying like it just as it as in terms of where the story goes, you you can see where it ends up pretty early on and 
you know, I, I expected it to be a little smarter than that because Sophia Coppola is very, you know, she, she's a very great writer. Um, so I was a little disappointed in that. I think Rashida Jones is fantastic in it. Um, she, her face is like, she has these moments where, I mean, you just see the pain and anguish on her face. She doesn't have to say anything and you feel it. And I think the emotional beats come from her, especially. But yeah, it's, for me, it's a taste it. I enjoyed this quite a bit. And I think the standout performance for me was Bill Murray. I thought, I thought Rashida Jones was great. And she is great with her facial expressions. There's like a scene where, you know, like she gets a, she gets a present and you can just kind of like see her whole face just kind of change. And I'm like, wow, she's really good. But I think Bill Murray, man, I thought, I thought Bill Murray was fantastic in this. Anytime he works with, uh, Sofia Coppola, I, I enjoy the, uh, the end product. I thought he was fucking great. I thought his humor was great. I thought the character that he played was fantastic. Um, I'll give this a high taste it because of the performance of Bill Murray. I thought he was fucking really good in this one. I enjoyed him quite a bit. I didn't think it was as predictable as you thought. I don't know. I guess I just didn't watch this as like trying to like guess like what's happening here. I just kind of, you know, um, and I kind of got wrapped up in like, uh, you know, my own past experiences of like, you know, this kind of thing happening and, and seeing all these signals and stuff and they, you know, and so, I, um, I just kind of, I, 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 I appreciated the movie quite a bit. I, I, and I thought Bill Murray was just phenomenal in this. I thought I haven't seen him, you know, and it was, just, I guess it was just nice to see him do something other than, and I love him in Wes Anderson movies, but it was just nice to see him in something other than a Wes Anderson film lately. <laughs> well, I mean, he, I think Wes Anderson and um, Sofia Coppola, like they're like his two kind of go-tos. Yeah, I know, but I like, I, mean, I, I like because yeah, like when you said either that or Garfield movies, so. Did you hear, did you see the story that, that fucking, that, he thought that that Garfield movie was being directed by somebody else? Did you see that story, Jake? No. He, tell me more. I think like the, the, he thought it was the Cohen brothers that were directing it, and it was like, I guess it was, I guess the guy that directed it, his last name's Cohen, but it's spelled differently. I'd have to look it up. I don't know. I saw a story. Oh my I, gosh. I, I'm looking for it now. So that's why he took the role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought he was like, oh what the fuck? He's like, the, one of the Cohen brothers is doing the Garfield movie? So he's like, you know, I like working with the, I, I want to work with those guys or I like, I don't know if he's worked with them before, but, uh, I guess it was. He's, he's kind of an odd dude in, uh, in real life. Oh, he's um, awesome. He's awesome. I, I, I was thinking to myself, like, he's just like an old crotchety old guy at first. And like n- now seeing him and why he makes the choices of movies that he makes. And like, I've seen him like on Reddit, like stories where like he ended up going to, what was it? He ended up going to a theater to watch a movie. And when everybody got out of the movie, they found out that their tickets were paid for and they all got like oh, refunds. He paid for cool. everybody's ticket in the theater. I just, I just think he's a really yeah, I think cool he's guy. He's a wonderful guy. Uh, he is, he's a little odd though. I just remember he was actually on, um, ESPN game day. His son went to Clemson and this was maybe about, oh God, this was a while ago, but, uh, it was that game that one Saturday, the game day was, at Clemson, so like Bill Murray, they had they brought Bill Murray on because his son was at school there at the time, and it was it was a very odd pairing with him and the rest of the game day sportscasters. But interesting, but no, this movie I thought was it did it not remind you a little bit about of Lost in Translation though, just the way like the sweeping sort of like camera like over New York City, it it, it was it was very reminiscent of Lost in Translation for and me. And I love that movie. Uh, I do too. I thought that movie was fantastic. Um, 
Yeah, no, I mean, you know what, this movie, I thought it, thought it was good. Um, I think Rashida Jones and Bill Murray had really good, ca- like, they balanced off each other very well, I thought. Um, Jenny Slate is in this movie. She's got a very small role, but she's actually so, every time Jenny Slate popped up was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I like her. Um, I like the scene with uh, him getting pulled over. <laughs> oh, my gosh. In that car. <laughs> and that fucking car. Yeah. 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 That actually, that that was a laugh out loud, loud moment for me when she walks out of her apartment because he's picking her up and like just to see him sitting in that car. That was actually, I did laugh out loud like then. Um, I did like some of the small, like little things that they like. And I don't know if any, like, not everyone would notice, but like, you know, she's, Rashida Jones, she's a mother of like, I think her oldest daughter, maybe what, like seven or eight. And then she has a toddler. I mean, that's a lot to handle. And she's constantly carrying them around to like school and, you know, ballet class and music class and everything. And like, you, you see her, like when she's dressed, like she's got a shirt on with like, like a t-shirt with holes in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. she's, she's like, she's actually realistically like she's a mom. Like she's doesn't really care what she dresses like because she's got other things to worry about. So. Oh man. So I like the, I like the small things like that, that I did notice. And I thought that was smart. Jake, I know you watch supermarket sweep, man. Well, did anybody else watch the new supermarket? Sweep? I did. Yep. Leslie Jones, Jake, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Hey, well, hey welcome. Um, what, what'd you, what'd you think about the, the reboot, uh, of, uh, Supermarket Suite with Leslie Jones? I liked it a lot. Um, I mean, I'm a big game show guy and this is one of my favorites from childhood and I thought it worked better than it did then almost. This was a Tupperware for me. I thought Leslie Jones was a great host. Uh, it cracked me up how during the actual supermarket sweet part, she would get on the uh, overcom. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, I, I liked this a lot. I thought the mini games were, I like a game show where I can actually play along with the contestants. And I thought this did a good job of that leading up to the actual shopping spree part. I loved guessing the logos, just a lot of really fun, different mini games, earning the contestants minutes to do their uh, shopping spree. Yeah, I, I really loved this. This was great. I'll be watching this every week. I'll give it a, I'll give it a taste it. I think they got to tighten it up a little bit more. I think the original is still better. Uh, I think they added some stuff that I really liked. I did like the logo guessing. Um, I liked how they changed the actual sweep itself, how it can keep going. Even if you get the three things on the, you know, even if you guess the three products, the game isn't over. You can, you can add an additional 20 seconds and then go from 25,000 to 50,000. And then if you get that one, you can even go higher, get an additional 20 seconds, and then go up to 100,000 if you can find that product. And guess that kind of like riddle. I, I enjoyed that part. The music kind of sucks when they're out there though. And they're, it, it, it's kind of clunky. And the, some of the editing is a little clunky. And, and even the, even the contestants were kind of, kind of, <laughs> Some of the contestants for I'll, I'll give you that. I was screaming at the grandma in the second half. So I, I, I think it needs to be tightened up a little bit. It, it, it does. It needs to be tightened up a little bit, in my opinion. But um, for the most part, I, I enjoyed it. I'll give it a taste. It, um, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be watching it week to week religiously. You know, um, but uh, I enjoyed it. What do you What do you think, uh, June? I'm going to give it a high tasted. Um, right. I do agree. It needs to work some kinks out. 
like it's there's some stuff that's clunky um you know I, I like you said the music and the editing and i think some of the contestants um might need some you know a little more charisma um but like you know i thought i love leslie jones like i i've always loved leslie jones and i think she was a great she was a really good host she has tons of energy and you can tell that she generally like she loves she she's loving doing this like this is fun for her like she even joked when she starts the show like oh i always wanted to be on the show <laughs> you know and oh my god that would have been great to actually can you imagine seeing leslie jones as one of the contestants would have been awesome but no i thought it was a lot of fun and i did like the uh the guessing of the logos or, you know, things like that. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it a high taste it. Yeah, you can watch, uh, you can watch this on ABC or if you want to watch it like on Hulu, if you have Hulu, they got all the episodes there. So yeah, I think just one or two have been released so far. Uh, just one, just yeah. one. The second one's on tomorrow. There you go. I really like the whole Sunday night. Is it ABC game show lineup? I, I kind of enjoy all three of those shows. I like the new millionaire millionaire and I like the card sharks with Joel McHale too. I haven't watched any of those. And I, I yeah, what's uh what's uh what's her name? Jane Jane Lynch. How is oh, she, I Jane? love her on the new I, I love her. I, I love Jane Lynch, but um I was wondering what she's like as a host. She's great. She really? is a perfect follow up. Uh, she's almost more mean and insulting than the original. Huh. I have to watch uh, that's that. The weakest link has always been one of my favorites because it, it kind of has that survivor element where, it, you know, it's a strategy. Do you vote the dumb person out or do you vote the smart person out so you, the dumb person, have a better chance of winning the money? And I always like the dynamic that happens there. I, I love that show. Hmm. Yeah, I, lo- I love the original. I just haven't watched the Jane Lynch one. Steve was going to do the catchphrase. Eh, who's doing um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire now? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, Regis actually passed the baton to him before he passed away this year. Oh. Did they so. actually make that a thing, like in the show? Yeah, yeah, they show the clip. Um, they do a very touching kind of Regis memorial segment that I thought was oh, wow. really well done. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Well, I didn't check that out then. Because I, I remember like growing up like in fifth grade, like – who wants to be a millionaire coming out? And that was like the thing the family watched because we were huge Regis fans. So I'll have to see how they, they followed up with that then. Yeah. It was kind of the first game show to bring on the uh, horror music during all the questions. <laughs> where, that's like a thing every game show now. Like, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, now they do it with Hell's Kitchen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jake. Hell's hey, so- Kitchen. This is raw. Oh, God. Fucking Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Oh man, uh, the witches, Jake. Uh, is this this is an HBO Max original? So you can only get this on HBO Max, and yes. uh, this is based on Roald Dahl's 1983 classic book, The Witches. Uh, the story tells a scary, funny, and imaginative tale of seven-year-old boy who has a run-in with some real-life witches. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis. It's written by Zemeckis, Kenya Barris, and Guillermo del Toro. Um, and uh, yeah, it stars Anne Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, and Stanley Tucci, and it's narrated by Chris Rock. What did you think about The Witches, Jake? I'm going to give this a very high taste it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought much like the original, it has that great, like, it's definitely a family movie, but it will scare the crap out of certain 8- to 10-year-olds. Like, that's still there. Um, 
what's keeping it from being a Tupperware for me is I thought some of the mouse effects were a little bit wonky and not as good as I would be expecting them in a 2020 movie. I felt like they could have done a little bit better there. But I thought all the effects on the witches, especially the lead one and Hathaway, were pretty amazing. Like just lots of really good scares for the younger set. Perfect Halloween movie for younger kids. I had a lot of fun with this. Just as good as the original to me. I haven't seen the original probably fucking 25 plus years. I, I, like, I was just, I was looking at it online and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this and I remember the fucking rats and all that shit. It just wasn't one of those things from my childhood that like really stuck out to me, but it started to come back to me as I started like looking at like, uh, you know, the pictures from it and everything. What is um, it, Angelica Houston? Angelica Houston, yeah. Mr. Bean's in it. Oh, I, did, I forgot Rowan Atkinson was in it. Yeah. Um, Who was he? Who was he in the original? Wasn't he like the Stanley Tucci character? Maybe. I have. I saw that once, like when it came out in the theaters, 1990, and I haven't seen it since. Yeah, yeah I, I saw it in the theater as well. I haven't seen I didn't see it in the theater. I think I watched it on a, like a service or something years ago, like HBO or something, when I was a kid. Um yeah, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a taste. Of it. I thought it was really. I thought it was fun. Um, I, I thought the effects on the mice were better than what you give it credit for. I think like the effects on the fucking snakes at the beginning were terrible. Oh my god, the snake! Yeah. Like, I thought that those were bad. I thought the mice were fine. I, it wasn't great, you know, but it was fine. Um, but yeah, this is a. I think this is a fun kids movie, and I think it's. I think it'll do enough to like kind of scare little kids, you know, as much as the original. The rats aren't as scary looking. Is like, I guess, like the physical prop that they used in the original. Those things were just fucking terrifying. I agree. But, uh, I, yeah. I thought the witches were scarier in this one than the original, though. Is, is Anne Hathaway turning in, like, her, her choices of doing movies, is she turning into the female Johnny Depp? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like she's almost, like, semi retired, too. Like, she does very few and far between movies these days. Well, she did The Hustle, which was basically, like, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. With women. Yeah. Ocean's 8 movie. Ocean's 8. Yeah, she just seems like she's fucking turning into Johnny Depp. Making some Johnny Depp choices. <laughs> Trying to, you know, just playing these weird fucking characters. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame her. If she's going to just do one or two movies every other year, then make some bold choices. I guess. She did the, I think the last good one was hers. Like, Ocean's 8 was okay, but I think Colossal was probably the last, like, well-received movie with... Like her starring in it. No, Colossal oh. was good. Yeah. I don't know. I thought she was fantastic in Ocean's Eight because I thought she was giving a big fuck you to all the Anne Hathaway haters by uh, she, like going deep into what everyone perceives her to be. She yeah. has lots of haters. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. When she won the Academy Award uh, for Les Mis, which she definitely deserved because she was fantastic in it. Um, it was. It was. So it was 2000, like 12, 2013, when it was a lot of hate, like a lot of Anne Hathaway hate that people just decided yeah. we fucking hate her and she couldn't do anything. And then when she like, I think like what the tip of the iceberg was the her acceptance speech of the Oscars, when all she said was dreams really do come true. And they were like, oh, my God, like how vapid and vain are you? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, people. So I think she took that role in Ocean's 8 and just leaned into what everyone was like had basically made her out to be as a person, but she wasn't. So, 
No, yeah. I missed that boat. I didn't realize there was lots of disdain uh, for Anne Hathaway. I, yeah, I feel like um, Jennifer Lawrence like stole that from her. Like the hate, like shifted from Anne Hathaway to Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Man, she hasn't done shit. No, yeah, she did. She did retire. She did retire. She? Yeah, she's like I'm st- taking the step back or something. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because I haven't seen her in shit. Which sucks. Yeah. She was really good there for a while. I think she just got back into doing movies in the last, like, like right before the pandemic. And that she's yeah, got think, a couple of things coming out. Yeah, I think she moved to, like, production, like, opening a studio or something like that. Because she was, like, like doing a lot of writing with, um, who's that comedian? Uh, I forget her name. Amy something. Howie Mandel. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're, like, friends now or something, so. Yeah. She's friends with Howie Mandel? <laughs> yeah, they're best buds. Huh. Steve just said, who's that comedian with no yeah. context clues? So I just threw something out there. You went with Howie Mandel. Like, I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, my God. He had the easiest fucking job on that fucking, what was that, game show? Oh, Deal or No Deal. That's actually a game show that I can't stand. Oh, I loved it. I was, suit- I was. Is that the one with the suitcases? Like, yeah. Where you have all the models with the suitcases? I, was, I can't stay. There's just no, like, you've seen one episode, you've seen them all, and it's just frustrating to watch them pass over good deals. Oh, man. I used to love that show. And then it just, I got burnt out on it. I get, I get, it gives a fuck after a while. Jake, what's your I'm, thought on The Price is Right? Oh, I love The Price is Right. Okay. Yeah, it's an all-time great. I mean, you can play along with almost every game. I mean, obviously, you don't get to drop the disc for Plinko, but earning the disc is, you know, is the price higher, is the price lower. True, true. So, yeah, I love Price is Right. I'd love to be on that show. I would love to see Jake on that show. we got to make this happen. No, not anytime soon. <laughs> Who was it, Bob Barker that did it? No. Yeah, it's Drew me. Carey now. Yeah. Drew Carey's doing it? He used to be doing it for years. Oh, that's right. I, I mixed them for a minute. That's right. That's right. Never mind. Okay. What the fuck is going on? I, oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't watch this. You guys watched it. Did you guys, I know, uh, Steve and June, it sounds like you watched the first episode. Barbarians on Netflix. Yeah. The famous yeah. battle of, uh, Teutoburg Forest in which Germanic warriors halted the northward advance of the Roman Empire in 89. Is the focus of the barbarians, and uh, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch this one. What did you guys think of this? You guys watched the first episode. Yes. Yeah. Go, Steve. Uh, you, okay. Uh, it's really. I mean, I'm tough wearing this. I can't wait to continue it. Um, it. I don't know if there's a dub version, but it's not in English, so you have to be watching it the entire time. Obviously, so hopefully you like subtitles, but. Um, I've never seen Vikings. I have an understanding of what Vikings is, and I have a feeling this is very similar to that because, but it also reminds me a lot of Braveheart as well. Um, but it is to me the perfect pilot, perfect introduction to a story, um, for war, strategy, politics, all of that type of like, um, like ancient Rome type of things, like world building. It's just, it's so, um, it's palpable, I guess would be a good word to describe. It's just, it's very, um, the world building in the first episode alone is like, I, 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 re- I had to stop because I had to watch other stuff for the show, but like, it, I almost watched the entire series or season today. 
Like this was the first episode was so good. Like huh. I haven't seen a good pilot like that in a very long time. Like all the way up to the end, all of a sudden, the last minute, something happens and everything's like, oh, and it clicks, and it's just like, wow. Just the, the storytelling is so well done. It doesn't hold your hand. It's just it's so good. Uh, I've never seen Rome. I've never seen Vikings, but I know those are held in high regard with a lot of viewers in general. And I have a feeling this is going up there as well. Um, this is a uh, just the, I'm only basing off the pilot, but this is fantastic. Like I can't wait to return to this. What did you think, Joan? Yeah, I'm going to give it a high taste. It. Um, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Um, this is you know it's a historical drama, but it actually is very character driven. Um, you do very much care about these characters that you're introduced to. Um, the now there is a dub version because mine originally started with the English dub, and I know I could tell I was like, oh no, this is not. I don't want to watch this dubbed, um, and I'm really glad I didn't because they actually um, for the um, for the Romans they actually have them speaking in Latin. Which is interesting, you know, so um, I, I liked that they kind of stayed very true in terms of, like, with history. But I, I do not know a lot about this time period. I, I do not. So it'll be interesting. I, I want to learn more about kind of what happens during this uh, period. And, yeah, I, I give it a high taste. It It was a very good pilot, and it does end on a sort of, oh, my gosh, moment. So, Hmm. I should be watching this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Kova loves these type of shows, like with Vikings and all that. I immediately texted him after the episode was over. I'm like, you need to watch this. This, this might be your new favorite show of the year. Huh. Yeah, I'll check this out. I'll check this out. It's only six episodes, it looks like, for the first season. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that'll be the easy to watch. The first episode is like 50 minutes. The second episode I saw was only 40 minutes. So this is this looks like an easy watch as well. Very cool. Yeah, I'll check that out. That's Barbarians on Netflix. Uh, I didn't watch this one either. Bad Hair. This is on Hulu. June, you saw Bad Hair? I did. In 1989, an ambitious young woman gets a weave in order to succeed in the image-obsessed world of music television. However, her flourishing career may come at a great cost when she realizes that her new hair may have a mind of its own. Let me get, you're gonna Tupperware this, right? I mean, this is, this, this sounds incredible. I, I'm going to give it a high taste. It. What the fuck? Um, this has got like a. <laughs> this has got like a five on IMDb. You know, I'm going to give it the highest of tastes because I think I like the premise of it, and I think it has a lot of things to say. And but I, I think once the I guess the main horror elements kick in, it, it sort of it almost it's almost like a sprint to the end. Is that makes sense, right? Like you have all this build up, and it and then it ends very quickly. I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly, but it's, I don't know. I haven't like watched certain it. Things aren't really wrapped up. Like this, certain things aren't really wrapped up. And when certain things happen, like you expect there to be some kind of aftermath, like something, like a consequence, and like there are no consequences. Like bad things happen, and then life just keeps moving on. And that kind of bothered me a little bit, but no, I thought this was this was really fun. Um, and I'm not a big horror movie person, especially when it comes to body horror. I mean, there's a scene when it actually shows them like putting the weave in. I mean, it looks painful. It is. I mean, it made me like my whole body just like tensed up, and I was just cringed the entire time. Like I actually kind of had to not 
like so her hair her fucking her weave is possessed yeah (laughs) okay that's what i wanted to know (laughs) the weave is possessed yes it's it's yes there's a like this whole there's a lot of mysticism about and i can't really go into it because it'll be spoilery but yes the weave is possessed and it sort of takes and it starts to change her behavior though but the whole thing is like she goes and gets this weave because this is in the late 80s and she's working at it's called culture it's um an mtv it's just it's a music television show and they're like if you want to be on tv you want to be a host on one of these shows that basically you have to look more appealing to white people so you got to get that weave so your hair looks more like so it looks more like a white person's hair i mean there's this whole and there's there's a lot of history i know about black women and their hair about not being able to wear it naturally and so i mean this is a big commentary on that on what it means to be a black woman especially in like the late 80s early 90s and so i think the social commentary on it i thought i mean it's like it hits you on the head right there um i just think in terms of plot elements it builds up really well but once you get to i guess the climax then it just it's a sprint to the finish james vanderbeek's in this fucking thing um oh he plays the best like he's such an asshole in it like and he he's he plays a really great asshole jay farrow's in it i can imagine lena waith is in it vanessa williams is in this by the way vanessa williams is i have not seen her in a long time she's great though she is such she i mean she taps into they're in a inner like diva like she is such a diva in this it's great she's still married to rick fox i don't know no idea let me google i'm looking and uh kelly uh roland um from destiny's child um you know one of beyonce's former uh members so she's in this and she plays kind of like a janet jackson type uh music um like pop star. Hmm. They divorced in 2005. Oh, that breaks my heart. I don't really care. Um, let's see here. Yeah. Yeah. What was what that song she sang? Uh, she did. Last. Did she do Colors of the Wind and Pocahontas too? Yes, she did. She also did the Save the Best for Last. That's the one, That's the one I'm of. thinking of. Yeah. She was a Miss America then got her title taken away. Because of Playboy or something like yep. that? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Yeah. Moving along. Uh, Akudama Drive. Aku, is it Akudama Drive? A new anime? It's on, uh, you can watch it on Hulu and it's on Funimation. Long ago, a war broke out in Japan that, that pitted Cantu against Kansai and divided the country. Kansai became dependent upon Cantu. But slowly, the police and government began began losing control of Kansai, the criminals known as Akadama. Set in a dystopian future in Kansai, the story follows criminals known as Akudama who are pursued by the government. Found out influences on this uh, include Quentin Tarantino's works as well as 1980s Blade Runner. Um, Jake, I know you watched the first two episodes of this. Third episode dropped today. I haven't I haven't watched the third. I watched the first two. What'd you think about uh, Akudama Drive? I didn't really like it all that much. It's I won't toss it. It's a low taste. It. I, I thought the animation and the movement was really, really good in this. But I found all the characters to be very unlikable. Um, They're all even, criminals. Even the main character. <laughs> They're all criminals. Criminal. 
I guess technically she's a criminal too, but she's kind of your proxy character, the one you're supposed to relate to or or cheer for. And I don't know. I found her to be a little bit more whimpering than I like in a main hero. And I don't know. It was just a, I can see the appeal of this show because it is gorgeous. It is basically wall to wall action. I just, it didn't really suck me in. Like I didn't think the plot really had it very thin on plot. I can see how it was influenced by Blade Runner stylistically and Tarantino with just kind of the all out, just nonstop wackiness going on in it. But yeah, this didn't do much for me really. I liked it quite a bit. I'm going to give it a high taste it. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of, I thought it was a lot of fun. I like the different characters that you got here. You got, um, you know, Brawler, who's like that one dude who's just like, he can just, he's a, he's an idiot, but he's really tough. Uh, each one of these people have like their own special skill. You've got the one girl who's the doctor and she can like, you know, but she's kind of sick and twisted. And, uh, but she can like repair herself. She, at one point in the episode, I think the second episode gets decapitated and then comes back. <laughs> she, yeah, that was intense. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, you've got Hoodlum who's kind of like, uh, um, is it Hoodlum? He, yeah. Hood- the biker guy. Uh, well, Hood- I thought Hoodlum was the, was the guy who he makes himself out to be like this big time criminal, but he's really not. He's really not. And then, um, yeah, the bike guy, I liked him. I thought he was cool. I thought the bike was dope. And then at the end of the episode, you find like this whole thing is set up by somebody who's in control of this robotic cat. And, um, yeah, I thought the, uh, I thought the end of the first episode was enough of a draw to make me watch the second episode. Yeah. But then I was out after the second episode. Oh, I'm not. I'm going to be watching this week to week. I, I actually quite enjoyed this quite a bit. I thought it was really good. But we're into different animes, too. So. Yeah, and like I said, I, I do not think this is garbage, per se. It just really wasn't for me. Yeah, we're into different animes, and I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, Akudama Drive, that's on uh, Funimation and Hulu. Uh, let's talk about, uh, real quick, well, then we'll take a break. The Queen's Gambit on netflix and i know that jake you watched the first two episodes june and steve you watched the first episode um this is why i didn't finish everything on the list this week i watched all seven of these yeah i don't blame you what did you think jake yeah i love this this was a tupperware for me i only was gonna watch the first episode just trying to watch one more thing and it was one of those things where after watching the first episode i just immediately watched the second episode even though i should have switched over and watched something else i i just had to see more i i, I love this i i love a good chess story and that's just kind of the surface here it there's a lot more going on in this young girl's life and Normally, I don't like where you start in the future and then you flash back, but it really worked for me in this. And it really got me on the edge of my seat wanting to know how she gets from point A to point B. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved all the kind of secondary characters that we were introduced to in the first two episodes between the custodian and the basement of her school to her new foster parents and what's going on with that relationship. I thought everyone was very interesting and I'm very fascinated to see kind of what's going on with all the different characters and possibly if we'll see characters again, I'm very curious, you know, it, it kind of feels like a lot of the characters are left behind after the first episode, but I don't know, maybe there's a chance to show up again in later episodes. And I'm kind of excited to see that. I, 
thought the acting was great. I thought the production was fantastic. I, this was this was really fucking good. Yeah, this is uh, the synopsis for this one. Uh, the Queen's Gambit centers on the the life of an orphan chess prodigy named Beth Harmon from the age of eight to twenty two as she struggles with a drug and alcohol addiction in her quest to become a grandmaster in chess. And this takes place in the uh, in the sixties. Um, and, uh, it's a drama. It's, uh, it's on a Netflix. It's created by Scott Frank and Alan Scott and, um, Scott Frank, he has earned two Academy Award nominations for best adapted screenplay, one for out of sight. And then, uh, the second for Logan and, uh, it's this series. It's based on the 1983 novel of the same name by Walter Tevis. And the big star of this series is Anya Taylor joy. Now she doesn't really, um, come into the series until like the second episode. The first episode, you're, you're dealing with a young version of her character. So they got a younger actor to play her, um, as a, I think as an eight year old. And, um, but, uh, I mean, I, I, I started this yesterday. I watched three episodes yesterday and I knew I had to watch other stuff for the show. And I said, fuck it. I don't care. I really want to watch more of this. I, I loved this. This is an absolute Tupperware. This is so good. It's not based on a true story or anything. It's just this novel and it is fantastic. You've got this girl who, you know, she, she's, her mother dies in a car wreck. She was involved in the car wreck. She pretty much unharmed. And then she goes to this orphanage. She's introduced to, um, she's really good with numbers. And, and so when she finishes math class, uh, she gets to clean the, um, the erasers. She goes down to the basement, meets this janitor there, Mr. Scheibel, and he starts to teach her chess and she becomes a chess prodigy. And, um, he teaches her basically every, he, he sees something in her. He sees that she, she has like this insane understanding of the game and she's obsessed with this. I think this show does such a great job of showing you like the links that she will go to even while she's in this home. And like, they don't really allow her to play chess there. It's not something that they're kind of like very supportive of, but she goes out of her way and finds different ways to like learn about chess. And, and, um, she'll go to, there's parts where she's, she starts reading books about chess. She just, I, this, it, it does show. And it's not, <laughs> she and, trips balls about chess. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, there's, I, I, there's just this, um, this show just does such a great job at showing like, and you know, I, I don't play chess. I mean, I mean, I've played chess, it's, but it's nothing that I, I got addicted to and kept playing and kept playing. But you know, even me just pe- being a very much a novice at chess, I, it was kind of like, uh, I was just obsessed with watching her play and the relationships that she makes throughout this series, all the different people that she comes into contact with. And like, how they, it is kind of a deal. They do make it a kind of a deal at first of like her being a girl, but after a while that kind of like, that kind of stops. It's like everybody starts to like, just respect her game. They see her as, as, as a real competitor, as a threat. And, um, man, I it takes place in the sixties, right? And that yeah. kind of explains why they make a big to do about at first being female at first. Yeah. At first it's a big to do. I mean, it, it, I don't think this, this, the whole thing is setting that up to where it's, you know, um, that kind of, it's still there, but it's not like 
on the surface all the time. Um, Harry Melling's in this. He played, what was it, Dudley in the Harry Potter movies. He's fantastic in this. He was most recently in The Devil all the time, and he was great in that, and he's really good in this. And um, Marielle Heller, who plays, like, the adoptive mother, is so fucking fantastic in this. I love her relationship with that character going forward. Like, I think in, like, you know, episodes three and four, it's fantastic. This is, I, I could, this is so addictive, The Queen's Gambit. What did you think, June? Um, based off just the first episode, that's all, the only one I got to watch. I will give it a very high taste. It um, the story did very much pull me in. I think this first episode had this very um, like Dickensian charm to it, you know. Um, and just watching this little girl like become upset, like you guys said, obsessed with this game of chess, but just constantly thinking about it and just trying to absorb as much knowledge as she can about, you know, the game itself and then ways, you know, that she can ways to play it. And uh, I think one of my favorite parts though is, you know, when she plays against the high school students and she's basically what she's retelling playing the high school students, like how terrible all of them are. And just the confidence that she has in herself as this masterful chess player. And I think she starts, she's like nine or 10 when she's at the orphanage, correct? She starts playing when she's nine. Yeah, when she's nine. So, um, I mean, I'm really looking forward to see, you know, the character as played by um, Anya Taylor-Joy um, moving forward. So, yeah, I'm going to give it the highest of taste. It's just based off this very first episode. It should change because it's fa- it's phenomenal. It's okay. fucking phenomenal. Right. Um, Steve. Steve. Yeah, um, yeah I'm here. Uh <laughs> I uh, I give it a solid high taste right now. I also only saw the pilot. And if I'm basing off the pilot, I'm agreeing with Jake. I hate the setup. Uh, I I would have preferred either starting with the show. I didn't need the the whole setup. I didn't need the flash forward. I didn't. Need, Jake liked that. Um, he said it worked for him. This time, yeah. But I, I but I'm usually against that, and I'm against it with this one as well, just because I feel like this episode feels like an episode four. You're saying there's seven episodes. This feels like an episode four, and I missed the first part of the show. I'm just. I'm not like it's it's good. I was the second she started playing chess and started uh interacting with the janitor custodian dude, I was all for it. I was uh I was in that that second in. But the first like 20 minutes of getting to that is just just a slog. And that's only because I'm a, a big fan of these type of prodigy shows and movies or storylines. So this isn't like I've seen this multiple times, like the build up for it. So it was just like Let's get to it. And the whole, like, introducing us to uh, the older version of the character and then not going back to her. Like, I thought we were going back and forth for the episode. We never went back, and that kind of annoyed me. I would have just rather not seen that in general because I feel like the whole point of that beginning part was just to introduce the green pills. So, again, I I have a feeling I'll love this show as well. I'm just not – like, it it seems great. It looks great. It just seems a little – I don't know. I just wasn't a big fan of how it started off. It seems like it's going to be a great show. I've only heard great things, so I'm excited to finish it. But um, I wasn't jumping to hit next like I was with Barbarians. No, I could not wait. I could not wait to get to the next episode after the first yeah. one. I was hooked from the first episode. I didn't care that they fucking showed us, you know, the flash forward at the beginning. And 
I just, I fucking, I thought that this was just fantastic all the way through. Yeah. And there's so much payoff to like what you see early on in, in these episodes. There's so much payoff down the road. I think that we really get to know this character quite well. Um, I fucking, it's, and, and it's I, yeah, phenomenal. I don't, I, don't, I don't doubt that. It's just more of just like only seeing the pilot and knowing how like storylines are set up a lot with television. It's just like, let's see how this goes. So hopefully I'm, you know, like you, I'm, I'm really excited at the end. I don't give a fuck if you like it or not, Steve. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just wanted to shake things up there. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just Fuck gonna, guy, no, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be Homer Simpson just slipping back into the bushes Don't. right now. Jesus Christ. Um, let's take a quick break <laughs> and we'll come right back <laughs> and talk about more stuff that, all right, we'll be right back. Yeah. All right. Hi, I sound like Morgan Freeman. I bet most of you do some online shopping with Amazon. It's just so easy. I myself logged in today to buy adult diapers. No, I'm not embarrassed. I have zero shame. And I really don't give a fuck what you think. I'm at that age. You'll get here too one day. And don't think that you won't, you naive asshat. One day you too will be just like Jamie Lee Curtis and shitting your body weight in Dan and yogurt. And the next thing you know, you'll be on Amazon ordering adult diapers saying, holy shit. That freckled face fucker was right. Anyway, the whole point of this is to tell you that PopCultureLeftovers.com has an Amazon shopping link. What that means is when you click on the link from their website, it helps the show. It doesn't charge you extra at all. You just shop like you regularly would, and Amazon takes care of the rest. It's easy and convenient, just like these diapers. I literally blew up this diaper while recording this ad. Hashtag truth. All right. Hey, we are back with uh, with more fun and shenanigans on this episode, Jake. Oh, yeah. There's got to be tons more of those. Oh, my God. Just They're just piling up. Just piling up all the fun that we're having. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! The, your 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 excitement right now is just blowing me over. <laughs> oh, Jake, just and stop! Woo, man! You know, I, I, we're on a roll. This one, this one's just smooth, smooth sailing. Yeah, I'm trying to lay off the caffeine, and it's not really helping the. Uh, Get on the, the caffeine. Do something. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fucking like. What are you, uh, podcasting with Do the, something. Yeah, well, All right, fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll sniff some coke. Hold on. It's like my yeah, guest. Say, yeah, go, go get some crystal meth. Like, what's wrong? Something. Like, yeah. So, get that Walter White shit. It's like, it's like I'm yeah. fucking on an episode with the Sandman and the Grim Reaper. And I don't know what the fuck else is going on. Sucking the life out of this one. I'm sucking the life out of this one, too. Fucking episode it's a has Halloween m- episode. That's that's what we should do. It's fucking scary. I'll tell you that much, Jake. It's fucking scary. <laughs> it's scary how fucking terrible this episode is. <laughs> it is scary. Fucking I'm bad. just waiting for Brian to send Jake into the woods. Like, I don't know, Jake, go into the woods and go do something. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, what the fuck's Jake? What do you got for good pop, bad pop? Oh, I wanted to briefly talk about Apple launched. Apple Music TV this week. Have any of you guys checked this out at all yet? 
No. Mm-mm. No. Um, I'm in love with it. It's a Tupperware for me. It is. I, I've waited like 15 plus years for something like this to be back on my television. It is a 24-7, nothing but music video channel. It's completely free. You don't have to have an Apple TV subscription. You get to it from the Apple TV app, but you don't have to pay the $5 a month. And it's completely unedited. It's completely commercial free. And it's just video after video after video. Um, it's a really nice selection. It's not just current music. I mean, I've seen things like Outcast, Miss Jackson, and just like there's definitely some oldies on there. And then they do like takeover days too. And this is just the first week it's been on. But Bruce Springsteen took over for the entire day on Thursday. And they were showing concert footage from him and a lot of his music videos. I think he's got a new album coming out. And so it he's did. Using it came that. out yesterday. He yeah, didn't have an album drop. Um, and a documentary on HBO Max. Um, no, on Apple TV. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. My husband's a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. So I've been, we've been listening to that album a lot <laughs> over the past day. Yeah. It's just really cool. Like, honestly, anytime I'm playing video games, this is what I've had on. And I've just really enjoyed it. It's, a really high def feed too. And it's just been so long. Like MTV just stopped being MTV a long time ago. And to even see two music videos in 24 hours, it's just a rare thing. And even after that, we had the box, we had some MTV two for a while was doing the job, but then it became nothing but reality shows as well. And it's just so refreshing to have somewhere to go for just random 24-7 music videos. And, man, you really notice the commercial-free aspect, too. It's just unreal to see one end and the next one start ten times in a row. So I, if you're into music videos or current music, you have to check this out. It is what you are looking for. And it's all genres, too? Like, they don't, like, hold back on anything? Uh, from what I can tell, from I mean, it's only been out for a week. But, yeah, it's, it's all genres. Probably an emphasis on top 40 right now okay but but it's all over the place and it's just random stuff from random years and you know like bruce springsteen took over so that's a completely different genre than top 40 so i feel like it's open to anything i mean if you listen to a lot of beats radio you know that's kind of all over the place too yeah i I remember i have a dumb question oh sorry steve go ahead no, I was going to say, I remember, like, for me, I'm a little bit younger than you guys, but, like, in high school, like, you know, in the morning, it would be MTV2, because MTV stopped playing music videos. They only played for, like, an hour from, like, 6 to 7, then they gave it to MTV2, and then Fuse came into existence for, like, Oh, I love Fuse, too. So I was, like, huge, I was really into Fuse, so I'm really, so you saying all this got me really excited to check this out, because I'm, I'm a big Apple fan in general. Uh, so that this just got me really excited to just just to check it out because it just brings like nostalgia back to me then. Yeah, I think it's a really smart move by them. I think it's a completely untapped market these days. Like you just there is nowhere other than searching for specific videos on YouTube where you can just watch unfiltered music videos and they're completely unedited too. So if they're dropping swears, there it's not bleeped out or anything. And that was a little bit jarring and shocking to see at first too. Yeah, and and you're saying there's they're showing live like concert footage. That's even better. Like on like those takeover days, like that sounds fantastic. Like switching over, like it's Lincoln Park one day, and you're seeing live footage. I'd be like, wow, this is great. Yeah, it's super cool. I I, I think if I had to come up with a complaint, it's that there's no real clear way to see the schedule programming more than mm. a day ahead of time. Like I only knew about the Bruce Springsteen thing on Wednesday. And it would it would be oh, okay. nice if they would kind of uh, maybe throw out a month at a time 
when these takeover days were going to happen. They do a lot of countdowns. It'd be nice to know when to tune in for certain countdowns. It's just kind of a little bit of a roulette wheel right now where you just turn it on and get what you get. How did you see it? Was it on Apple TV or like how did you even know that this exists? I follow a lot of music groups. Um, I believe I saw an article on it on Consequence of Sound the day it launched and was like, holy shit, is this a thing I have? And I went onto my Apple TV and it was right there on the banner and I've been hooked ever since. So I have a dumb question. Um, the takeover days, you can't like go back and like find the previous takeover days. No, it is a live streaming network. Uh, so there's, there's okay. no pausing. There's no rewinding. There's okay. no redos. So it's very classic in that way too. I almost prefer that, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I just, if I, you're right though, like if I had known about that Bruce Springsteen takeover day, I would have totally like told my husband and like, you need to watch this because he would have. It was really cool. You could tell he was heavily involved in it. There were lots of interviews that I believe were filmed this week that he did oh, for the takeover. Yeah. He was definitely doing a lot of intros to a lot of the videos. He was kind of showing some of his favorites too. It wasn't just Bruce Springsteen takes over to play all his own music. He was like showing some of his favorite cuts and favorite videos from back in the day so it oh, was really neat so cool. i i feel bad that your husband didn't know about it and oh, that is my one complaint is that i think yeah. they need to do a better job of promoting what's coming ahead especially when it's a big event like that yeah so yeah oh. you, you you think that they'd set up channels like for that specific thing like you miss bruce Springsteen. here's his channel now because he had a takeover event here's his channel for like the next two months and you can catch everything we've ever premiered with him because this sounds like a really cool like v dj type of thing yeah yeah it's really neat i i definitely implore you guys to check it out uh what's good about pcl is you don't have to even listen to this episode you can turn it off and listen to a older one that's better right jake wow oh yeah yeah, Steve. Wow. Wow is right. <laughs> There's at least 30 of them without me on it, so you're you're bound to find one, find one better. <laughs> oh, man. Um, There's hundreds without me. <laughs> oh, that's more good news. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, those are all in our Greatest Hits catalog. Every single one without that doesn't feature you, Steve, is in the Greatest Hits album. <laughs> So, yeah, there's like, oh, man, there's like 200. Oh, fuck. There's like over 300 of them, Jake. And the yeah, gri- I was feel like I was on that many, but thank you. Um, it feels like that many, and that's why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you a little goes a long way. Oh, man. Oh, God. You ain't fucking kidding me. You, Jake. Oh, my God. True words have never been spoken. Um, Steve. Here what we get, Brian. <laughs> What? We get it. Oh no, I'm gonna run it into the goddamn ground. Seriously. Okay. I'll run it into the goddamn I'll tell you when I'm done, Steve. I'll tell you when I'm done. Alright, buddy? Okay. Yeah. And then after he tells you five minutes later he'll I'll bring, bring it right it the fact back up. You better fucking believe it. Trouder than ever. Oh man. Uh Steve, what'd you watch? Yeah, uh two quick things. I'll be talking about more on our next episode on Scenic Move Reviews, but uh Netflix released Rebecca, the the newest adaptation of the French novel that Alfred Hitchcock did previously did in 1940. Um, I give it a taste it. It's all right. Um, the acting is great for what it is, but if you know the movie from the forties, 
it mirrors it almost exact. So there's a couple things that they kind of not really switch, but maybe add to a scene or to a scene or two. But this movie's two hours long, just like the uh, Hitchcock version. Um, but like, sadly, uh, Ben Wheatley does this one, and it's like the editing isn't that great. The cinematography is really good. Um, the editing's a bit choppy, but. Uh, um, like, you know, a lot of Hitchcock movies, at least the ones that I've seen, usually the first act is kind of slow and boring to just get you into the world. And then like the real story starts in act two. Um, Ben Wheatley doesn't do a good job at like keeping you entertained for that first 20 minutes. And it also feels rushed. So I kind of just, we started, or I wish we started in the second act instead of the first act for this movie. And also, if you had seen the original, granted, it's been 80 years. Um, I just wish there's a little more difference to it. You know, they, there's a lot they had to hold back from the Hitchcock version because it was the 40s. And I feel like they didn't push the envelope enough for the 2020 version. So it's okay. It's good. Lily James, Army Hammer, they, they do a great job. The, the actress that plays Miss Danvers, also good, but uh, I just feel they could have adapted it a lot better for 2020. It just felt like a lazy remake or another adaptation. You dropped the ball there, Ben Wheatley. I, well, he, I feel like I, they I always do that with Hitchcock. It's like a yeah. history of no one having the balls to adapt a Hitchcock movie into their own. I mean, all the way going back to like the Vince Vaughn Psycho, it's like no one has the balls to you know, deter from the original script and the original way they did it and try something new. Have you seen the yeah. fucking trailer for Vince Vaughn's new movie coming out, Freaky? No. No, but I've heard a lot of, like, it looks really funny. And it's like, a, good. It's a Blumhouse movie, and it's from the Happy Death Day producers. And I love those Happy Death Day movies. But anyway, it's like a Freaky Friday. That's why it's called Freaky. <laughs> But it's a free, and it's coming out on Friday the 13th in November. But, uh, this, uh, they do, a girl switches bodies with a fucking serial killer. So Vince Vaughn plays a serial killer, and this girl's like a high school girl, like a cheerleader or whatever the fuck. And they switch bodies, and now he's going around in her body killing her friends. And she's got like six hours to fucking switch this back, or it's gonna be permanent. It looks fucking great. It looks so good. Yeah. I can't. Con- have you confirmed if it's VOD or if, o- if it's only theater still? Because I can't confirm if it's VOD yet. Uh, when I went to the theater, they were promoting it to be in the theater. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but also in the theater. When I went to the theater, they were giving us the old fucking release date for uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, who oh, the fuck knows? Wow. I saw that. Oh my god! Have you seen the trailer for what is it, Monster Hunter with Mia Jovovich? Not the yes. new. Uh, but I heard it, it, it looks insane. It's based on the Capcom video game. Oh my God. Jake, it looks fun as shit. Yeah, I can't wait to see this. It, uh, it looks fantastic. Yeah, this is a theatrical thing too. When's it come out? December? I don't remember. November? I don't know. It looks fucking good. Yeah, I think they moved it to December. Yeah, I watched the trailer for this Rebecca and I was just like, eh, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, it, it 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 was very honestly like I'd probably give it a low taste it yeah. if I if I hadn't seen the original. Yeah, I, like thankfully I knew the story, so like I kind of like I understood where they were going with it. So if you're a Hitchcock fan, like you know you'll respect the way Ben Wheatley treats the movie, but it just it's it's very plain. 
at the end. Just very blah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Arby Hammer, too. I know, like, people don't like him, but I like him. I think he's a good yeah. actor. I like to well, make. You know, sadly, like, like Hitchcock alone, just don't do it. Just don't adapt Hitchcock. You know, like do something new. I don't know. I'm Hitchcock. <laughs> it seems like he likes to adapt books, so it's just like it's just readaptation. Like Hitchcock is Hitchcock, so they don't want to change what Hitchcock has done, and I feel like that's just hurting them now. I haven't seen the new Psycho, but I have heard that it's literally scene by scene, line by line, with. Um, uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, grab, so grab your, like, grab your, wow. grab your Hitchcock. Grab your balls and fucking deviate from that shit. You fucking pussies. You fucked up, and, Ben Wheatley. And, and um, <laughs> no, in the Vince Vaughn psycho, who was Janet Lee's character? Was it Anne Hache? Yeah, Correct. it was Anne Hache. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. It's hardly a new movie. I think it's like 20 plus years old. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. The Psycho remake was like 98 or 99. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was 97. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, what else do you watch? Yeah, the, the only, the only other thing I got is spontaneous. Brian, I think you talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah. It's with, um, Catherine, what's her face? Catherine Langford. Um, How much? Landry? Langford. Langford. How much you hate this one? I actually really enjoyed this i give this a tupperware i loved it too uh, it was really good um honestly if this is the best way to describe this without giving anything away is this is a comedic version of a leftovers take it's if that makes any sense if you've seen the leftovers you understand what i'm saying because like there's a impossibility ridiculous thing going on in this story that's basically just progressing the story because it's a character study it's all about your reaction to a, a horrific event. So the entire movie is kind of like a metaphor, and I really enjoyed what they did with it. Um, it's definitely uh, – I, I don't know. I, I just – I really did enjoy, enjoy what they did. You know, there's uh, – I don't want to give too much away, but the premise is, you know, there's this – class this one senior class in this one town i guess there's only one high school in this town so you got the entire senior class and they're just random kids just spontaneously exploding and you don't know why and you're just watching the reaction of it from the town how does everybody react to it and i just feel it's a great just character study on that i understand why people were not big fans of it but uh just because of the idea of it all but i the more i think about it brian i might raise my rating i mean it's up we're here like i i like it the more i think about it just because of just you know there's you don't like the whole spontaneous combustion of like people's bodies exploding that that could be a representation for anything that's happening in life in general so i just feel it's a very good uh study in general it was just it was a really well done movie and it will be swept under the rug and i won't be surprised in like five ten years it becomes a cold classic oh yeah like a fucking heathers this reminded me yeah, of like and, like heathers back in 88 with like winona Ryder and christian slater yeah like, it really I still did need to see that one everybody keeps talking about that and i need to watch that one as oh well. you, you can't make um, that fucking but, you can't make that movie today and they tried to make really? a fucking series on paramount network and they it got that's fucking right. it they got, did i forgot about that it was got that canceled. canceled i never heard anything after they like did i even air 
It aired. The first episode aired. You could watch the first episode for free. And I think it was up for a while. I never, I watched the first episode and I thought it was yeah. fine. And, uh, but, uh, uh, but this is, was it Catherine Langford? Right? Catherine That's Langford, right. yeah. This is her best performance in anything. Yes. I didn't really care for her in, in 13 Reasons Why. Obviously, I mean, she's barely in it for what she is in, but she's, the, but she is the star of that for a while. But this is, like her best performance I've ever seen, especially like for her age group in a while. It was she was just so she's great. She was really yeah, good. Yeah, like she really did turn into this character. I really did. Like I am like, yeah. The more I think about it, just the more I'm I'm impressed with the movie. Gave itself. away it's gave just, away five really digital good. copies of this fucking thing, and barely anybody entered. They missed out. It's a oh. fucking great movie. Everybody this that is won one of those movies where you're gonna find on Netflix and you're gonna be like, how did I not hear about mm-hmm. this? Yeah, it's great. It's great. And I'm telling you, Kid Detective is another good one. It's another good one that people are going to overlook. And yeah. I'm telling you, you got to watch the Kid Detective. Spontaneous was great. It was great. Would you watch a spontaneous sequel where they just targeted another high school? Oh, for sure. If, if this happens, because I don't, yeah, if this happens again in a different high school or something like that, like, yeah, for sure. Just because, again, like, you can't do the same thing t- twice. Every town, everybody's going to react differently to this. So, like, yeah, you could do the whole standard what the government is going to do, but how are the actual people involved in the events going to – how are these kids that don't die react to this situation? So, uh, yeah, fucking, I'm, I would definitely watch some type of, like, anthology sequel for the, sure. The E.T. fucking scene just slayed oh, me. So good. Fucking slayed me. So, so funny. So funny. Yeah. Captain Langford just getting drunk. <laughs> just was yeah, and like, funny as shit too. Not caring, it's just like yeah. Of course like, they can't. Why? Like, why? Yeah, the kids. Nobody the, has rules right now. These kids could die at any second. Let them fucking like, live life. Exactly. Yeah, let uh, them live it life. Just made so much sense for what it was. Yeah, it was really good. I loved it. Spontaneous. Yeah. Um, June, what did you have? Oh, I just wanted. I know this has been talked about before, but um, I finally finished Ted Lasso. Yeah. And it is. A Tupperware. I mean, the the reviews on this. I mean, that everyone's been raving about it. I do have to credit uh, Paul Hart and David Isaac because um, I know Paul Hart was the first one to kind of bring it up um, a few weeks ago, and um, and then actually David Isaac. Um, when I was on one of those like Zoom calls with uh, Chris Eaton and those guys, um, David Isaac just raved about it. I mean, he went on for like 10, 15 minutes just talking about how great it was and. My husband was like, he wasn't on the call, but he was listening. So it like piqued his interest. So he was like, yeah, let's watch this Ted Lasso show. In fact, he had to go back and rewatch it because he he couldn't stop watching it. Like I watched the first two episodes and then I think I fell asleep and he just, he just kept watching it. He just went straight through and he doesn't do that. And then he was like, no, I'll rewatch it with you because he said it's that good. And it is so good. It, Jason Sudeikis, he normally plays like the snarky smartass. And he's good at playing that character, but he was so genuine in this show. Just, I mean, just an honest, good, just great person with like a heart of gold. And it, there's just, but it wasn't cheesy. Like the show wasn't cheesy. It just, it managed to balance a lot of like the sweetness. You know, with a lot of some heavier stuff that's happening in the show and the comedy, I think is, I think the characters are absolutely hilarious. I think, I mean, there's just, there's so much heart in the show. So, um, yeah, I, if you haven't watched Ted Lasso yet, people, like it's, 
it is a Tupperware. It's so good. It's one of the best. It's one of the best shows this year. So yep, it's on Apple TV. We reviewed it the first week it came out, and I just I loved it. I fucking raved Absolutely about this show. Oh so. my god, Jason. I mean, it's been it's weird, right? Because Jason today, I'm just used to seeing him play like douchebags. So it was really refreshing to see him play just this honest and good person. Yeah, he's great in it. I love it. Ted Lasso, absolute Tupperware. One of the best, one of the best shows. Um, Over the Moon, this is on Netflix. Uh, animated musical, a girl builds a rocket ship and blasts off, hoping to meet a mythical moon goddess. Over the Moon is directed by Glenn Keane. It's co-directed by John Cars from a screenplay by Audrey Wells. And it's uh, produced by Pearl Studio and Netflix Animation and animated by Sony Pictures Imageworks. Stars the voices of Kathy Yang, Philippa Su, Ken Jeong, John Cho, Ruthie Ann Miles, Margaret Cho, and Sandra Oh. And it's the first international film to be directed by Keane, who serves as an animator for Walt Disney Animation Studios. I'm going to start off by saying I thought the animation was gorgeous in this. I thought it was really, really good. Lots of different styles of animation, it felt like. Um, especially once you get to like the, uh, mythical moon goddess world where she's got her kingdom set up on the moon. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of Asian culture is being brought up in this, even, even down to like the girl drinking, she's drinking like that Japanese boba bubble tea and stuff like that. And it's like, oh my, I've, I actually had that boba tea. It's, have you ever had that? It's got the tapioca in it. It's got the big straw. Yeah, I love it. I, yeah, it's really good. So, I mean, just little things like that. I, I'm going to give this a high taste. That I, I really enjoyed this one. I thought it. I think it's a really good. Um, I think some of these studios, you know, like we, I recently reviewed Nezha, which is, um, um, uh, it was, uh, it was kind of like a, kind of like. Uh, China's first attempt, I think, at like a real kind of like Disney Pixar animated movie. And I thought it was a lot of fun. And I think, I think some of these studios are getting a little bit closer to like that Disney, that Disney Pixar quality, I guess. I mean, they're not quite there yet. Even with story, they're not quite there yet, but they're getting closer. Um, I thought that this was a fun adventure for this little girl and it had this story of like, you know, her, her mother passes away from like an illness and like, you know, the father's starting to see someone new. And so like this girl doesn't want to accept that she might have a new stepbrother and a new mother. And, and it's all about, you know, she doesn't want her father to forget like, you know, the mother and and all these things. And I I thought it was a really sweet story. What'd you think, Jen? I'm also going to give it a high taste. I thought the animation was also really, really beautiful. The story is very sweet. Um, it reminds me a little of, um, Coco, you know, the sort of using this animated story to I guess, teach kids about loss and pain and how you process that pain and how you learn to live with the loss and kind of moving on without ever forgetting the loved one that's passed away. Um, and it definitely tugs at the heartstrings. I love that it's about Asian culture, obviously. Um, and I, do, I really did love that. I thought the voice acting was really good. Um, I thought Ken Jong was a really good sidekick. He was he really off. good. I liked him. I thought he was, uh, what was it, Gibo or whatever the fuck, that little glow, yeah. glowworm yeah. looking thing. And, um, and I thought he was, I thought he was a really good sidekick. Um, oh yeah. Very yeah. Ken Jong, bubbly, happy, and, um, and the song he sings, you know, that was such, it was such a touching song that he sings. Um, the music is, but, there are times where the music is like it almost out Disney Disney's Disney. Like it's so sometimes it's just too sweet and saccharine 
for my taste. Um, and then it kind of, the music also kind of gets a weird turn when you get to like the Lunar Kingdom. It suddenly get, gets all K-pop. But I mean, overall, I thought it was a very sweet story. Um, and I, I love Philippa Sue. So any chance to hear her sing, you know, is I'm, I'm going to jump for. So yeah, I taste it. Yeah, it's a good one for kids on Netflix. I would, uh, I would, yeah, if you got kids, have them watch this one, Over the Moon on Netflix. Did anybody else, I'll, I'll go over these real quick then. Did anybody else watch Cadaver? No. no. Ah, fuck. All right. I, um, I do want to say one. Oh yeah, you, you kinda watched Over the Moon. You were playing video games. games. You were playing video yeah, games, you kinda video watched games. it. Yeah, I, I, it was a lot, I had to watch in a short amount of time, and this is one of the things I had, and I, you know, I'll say this. I can't, I'm not gonna give it an actual rating. But I will say that I've, I, I had it on. I know what the story is. I know how it ends and everything. Oh, fascinating, um, Steve. That's fascinating. <laughs> That's Thanks fine. for sharing. I don't care. Dis, yeah. Dis, the look on this, the graphics are better than Disney. It's better than Onward. It's better than Frozen 2. Uh, it is magnificent and beautiful with the actual art itself. It does out Disney Disney. Like Disney has an actual competition now when it comes to the look of their CGI or art or whatever you want to call it these days. But this was beautifully done. The colors, everything, the way they, even the, the, the darks and the, and the blacks and the way they, they, they just and just the way they, they show everything is so vibrant and defined is just it is just so beautiful and the music is as good if not better than disney so what game are you like, playing I what will, fucking game are you playing watching this what game are you red playing dead 2 red dead 2 all right that's curious that's I mean, a, that's that, game, a, that game's so slow and boring that you probably did pay attention to the whole movie <laughs> yeah i know but i i mean so i know enough of it like june you're right like it did seem very similar to coco to what they were trying to do but i also that this is some type of like big pop culture event that happened a few years ago with like the bunnies showing up in the moon in general and NASA getting involved. So there's a lot of things that are actually culturally involved with the movie itself. Uh, but this is the, the the look of it, cinematography wise, it's gorgeous. Like Jake, I know you're a big fan of like like that type of like CGI and everything. Like this is beautiful to look at. See, I've while you were talking. I watched like little moments of it and kept fast forwarding 15 minutes just because I had to see what this animation looked like. And I think you're on drugs saying this is better than modern Disney movies. I mean, there's literally no backgrounds in any scenes. Like I can fast forward the whole movie and every scene has a plain palette background. Mm. And so I don't, I'm, I guess I'm focusing. You... Yeah. Maybe I'm just focusing on everybody else, all the color use, but I thought this was gorgeous to watch there. I had to just, Pause the video game because I was like, wow, this is gorgeous. I don't think it looks bad, but I, I don't think it's next to Onward or Frozen 2 in the visual department yet. And I don't even think it's close. I think it looks like Saturday morning TV compared to those movies. No way. No, I, I disagree. This is much better. This is like much better than anything DreamWorks has done in years. Or I mean, it's hard to say. We're talking, we're talking to one guy that watched it while playing a video game and another guy that watched it for 45 seconds. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's we been a, it's more. been riveting. Listen to you guys yeah. go back and forth on this one. I can't That's believe true. it though. That's like I, I, I've I've watched like nine different scenes now, and there's not a single scene where there's more than one color in the background. 
Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! This is this is a fucking movie uh, called. It's an animated movie called Over the Moon. The girl starts singing. Her parents die. Her kid. Her mom dies. And it's a. Uh, yeah. a cute bunny. That cute, bunny is a cute bunny in so it. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We're nitpicking. The, the, the animation's fine, in my opinion. I, I, it looks great. I, I think no. It's the only reason I, I chimed in was because I heard Steve. <laughs> I was curious because all of a sudden Steve said it was better than Frozen Two and Onward on the visual department, and I was like, "Oh, I got to fucking see this." I don't and agree I with like, that oh, either. I don't agree with Steve's that either. On hard drugs. I don't know. Hand Steve a fucking pack a fucking Crayola crayons and he just starts looking at it and he's amazed. <laughs> oh my god. Starts eating them and shit. I don't know. <laughs> screen. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, the Spirograph. I, never, I haven't seen anything like this since Toy Story 4. Oh my god. This, this periwinkle. Oh, that the, was good. That was, the, that was good graphics. Toy Story 4. Wow. Alright. I watched Cadaver. <laughs> I watched Cadaver on Netflix. It's a horror thriller. It's Norwegian. In the aftermath of a nuclear disaster, a starving family finds hope in a charismatic hotel owner. Lured by the prospect of a free dinner, they discover that the evening's entertainment blurs the lines between performance and reality. Will they wind up the spectators or become the spectacle? It's a big question here on Cadaver. And, uh, I'll give it a taste that this movie was, this movie was all right. You know, you've got, you've got, yeah, there's this nuclear disaster and people don't have food and, and, um, you know, there, there's this, there's this guy who's promising like, hey, come out to, uh, come out to my mansion. Well, you'll have a free dinner and, um, and, uh, we'll put on a show for you. And so, um, you, you go there and, uh, Bad things start happening. Bad people start disappearing within the different groups, and um, it, it's like a big mystery. What's going on here? Um, and uh, when when the show starts, you're supposed to put on these masks, and everybody that doesn't have a mask on is part of the show. And he reassures you that everything that happens is part of the show. You may may not feel like it's part of the show, but it's all part of the show. And um, they want you to follow the the character that you find is the most interesting. And um, I, I won't spoil it. It's fine. It's fine. This is it's like an hour and a half. It's something that you can just knock out real quick. But uh, I think there's been some better stuff as far as some of like the international horrors and thrillers that have shown up on Netflix this year. I think like the platform. I thought that that was very well done and um, interesting. This one's okay. Um, it does, I don't know. So it's very predictable in my opinion though. Very predictable, but, uh, definitely worth a watch. The, uh, it's called Cadaver. And then I watched two episodes of part two of Unsolved Mysteries that came out. And, um, did you guys watch any of the, uh, Unsolved Mysteries when it came back on Netflix? Yes. Oh, I did not. Did you watch any of the new ones, June? Yeah, I watched, um, the first one about the White House aide who goes, uh, was found in an upstairs and then the tsunami one. I watched the tsunami one. I thought it was terrible. I thought the, 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 you know, I thought I, the, it was more interesting learning about the, the earthquake and the, the tsunami. tsunami. Yeah. Yeah. That was, now that I will say like to actually see scenes like in the beginning where they actually show like footage of people in Japan, like when the tsunami hits, I mean, just to see the body of water. Mm hmm. Like that was crazy. Yeah, but like the the whole thing the, that was the it's called Tsunami Spirits was the episode yeah. and they residents share stories of the spirits they encountered in the wake of the disaster. 
And I don't think it lived up to that. I thought it was pretty it terrible. But yeah, you're right, though. The more interesting stuff was actually just watching footage of the tsunami. <laughs> yeah, I tossed that episode. And then I watched the Death Row Fugitive one where I can't believe it. They fucking back in 1973, they let this guy who fucking killed this girl. He, 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 they let him go out Christmas shopping. They had like a guard and stuff like that. They let him go out Christmas shopping and and um for who? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, for like, you know, people that uh, come to visit him or whatever. It, it was okay. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's ridiculous. Like this is a program. <laughs> this is a program back in the 70s where they're trying to rehabilitate these people that have lifelong sentences and stuff like that. They were letting him paint in prison and and like he, he he made friends with the guards and there's a point in this where he's out there Christmas shopping and the guards aren't even watching these guys. And of course he didn't return and he's been fucking missing since 19. He's been missing since 1973. I'll give it a, I'll give that one a taste it. I don't know. I, I just, I was really let down, down by the two episodes of unsolved mysteries that I watched in, in part two. I thought part one was much better. And so I don't know. I, I I might go back and watch the other four episodes. It's 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 not as good as the original, in my opinion. Like they don't do the uh, they don't do the acting. They don't really have like yeah they, the reenactments. Yeah, yeah, they don't do that. They don't hire actors anymore. I mean, they have people you know acting out stuff, I guess, but there's no spoken dialogue, and it's it's not the same. It's not the same, and I you know. R.I.P. Robert Stack, but I think there's a way that you can make this show good. I mean, these these some of these mysteries are are uh, that they're choosing aren't that great to begin with, and you know, I mean, they can pick from better stuff. I don't know, I don't know, but uh, that fucking tsunami spirits episode is fucking terrible. I toss it, fucking terrible. I was like, if you're gonna have one fucking, and they did this in the first part where they only gave us like one supernatural story. If you're going to give us a supernatural story, at least make it fucking interesting. Like the first one, it was like uh, they did the aliens and stuff. And I, I liked it. Oh, I thought yeah, it was good. Yeah. I thought it was good. This was fucking, this was, uh, I don't know. I thought this was bullshit. Terrible. I agree. Mm. That's all I got for good pop, bad pop. That is all. Are we done with good pop? Thank God. Are we done? Yeah. We'll yes. Be. Jesus Christ. All right. Let's move into news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it It's a lift of a news and there's no doubt about it This news is gangsta as fuck, yo It's gangsta as fuck, yo Quibby's dead <laughs> Surprise <laughs> Oh boy Did the Spielberg horror thing even ever air? No oh. That was like their biggest title uh, It's fucking crap I thought this, I mean... I don't know. From the day one, I didn't think that this was like the best idea. Then I was kind of thinking maybe it would be okay. And then started watching the content and how it was presented and how I had to watch it on my phone. And I was just like, I'm out on this shit. And I dropped it after like, you got the 90 days free. And after, you know, I fucking canceled. So, and I'm glad that I did. It's six months, six months, six months for Quibi. You know, I actually did like the 90 day trial. Like I signed up for that and then I downloaded the app. I didn't watch a single thing. I think after two months, I didn't want to like forget to cancel it and get charged. So like I just, but I did, I did, I signed up for the trial, downloaded the app, never watched a single thing. Yeah. I fucking, I watched the, I watched a little, uh, I watched one of the shows all the way through. 
Um, the Will Forte show, I watched most of it. I didn't finish it. Um, I watched a lot of the Reno 911 stuff. I don't know. I, this just was not for me. I don't know if this was for anybody. And you know what? I'm not even going to blame it on the pandemic that, you know, like this was made for people on the go and we were all quarantined. I, I think this would have fucking failed either way. I, you can't, I don't think you can even blame this on the pandemic. I think it was just a, a stupid gimmick. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think they I shot agree. themselves in the foot by not having it on any of the actual like streaming services. The not being able to watch it on your TV, I think, was like the final blow. Well, they opened that up. They were going to do that. Yeah. And I read an article just the other day that you can watch it on your TV. I looked for it on fucking Roku and it wasn't there. So I don't know if it's on any other fucking. It's not on Apple TV. Yeah. I've looked for it there, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not on Fire Stick. It's not on fucking Roku. It's not on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So what streaming device are they? Yeah. Yeah, where you see yeah, it no, on your I fucking de- I definitely... Yeah, it, I blame the whole format of, like, not being able to only see it on the phone. Like, once the pandemic hit, like... Uh, Brian, I can understand what you're saying with, like, you can't blame the pandemic. But, like, I do think it has some type of factor in it because... Uh, but if they did put it to, to like to every other type of service, yeah, then maybe it would have worked. But I just don't just think, I don't think the content's there. They, they never had they never had anything that was like the Game of Thrones level that they needed. I mean, there was nothing there, in my right. opinion, that was like not off the bat. No, like that one, like fucking Showtime. I know we're getting a Dexter fucking you know they want to wrap up dexter better they hated the way dexter so showtime but see here's the thing showtime was selling subscriptions because of dexter that show went on way too fucking long um i never watched dexter so don't it's not like i'm an expert here but like even the fucking showrunner said like they had like you know they wanted to go three four seasons on that thing and then it just kept yeah. going. Like they, like same thing that happened to yeah, Lost, you know. A lot with it, like, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, and they, they had to. They felt like they had to because it was the only thing people were getting Showtime for. Like Showtime, Showtime was living off of Dexter. And so. Sopranos, same shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's Netflix the. Netflix for a while, like lived on House of Cards. Oh, totally, totally. But see, here's the thing: Quibi had nothing like that, nothing to where yeah. like everybody was like. At least out the at least out the bat, but I feel if the pandemic didn't hit, we'd have Quibi for at least another year, so they could figure out. I don't what know. Could possibly become a hit. I, but, I, I, I don't mean, know. I can't disagree with what you're saying. With the 90 day trial, with the, you had 90 fucking days, Steve, for free. Yeah. No, they should have right, had. They right. should have had something just... with all the fucking creators that they had involved in this. They should have had something that came out yeah. to where like, dude. I fucking signed up for Disney Plus for a for the three fucking years when they did that three year deal. I signed up for that, and yeah. I watched The Mandalorian. Yeah, it's and Disney, Disney is a, an actual product name. The Quibi. But not- what the fuck am I watching on Disney? Other, than, I'm just saying they got at least they have The Mandalorian. That's what's keeping me there. I'm right. not. I'm not going back to watch all the old Disney fucking movies and shit. And I know that's like nostalgic for a lot of people, yeah. and a lot of people might be going back and watching, but not for me. Not for me. And I'm saying like that's. I'm talking about everyone. I'm talking about that one show that everyone has to fucking watch and that shows the mandalorian on disney plus right the, no, quibi, right. quibi quibi had, didn't have that show they didn't have like yeah. that mandalorian you know like they my, tried but nothing was good like they had the um sophia turner show they had they had a couple others like you said will forte with that um 
that mock you uh, type of like home makeover. Yeah, type of show. yeah, but yeah. yeah they they never had anything that was like everyone like, you have to watch this. Yeah, like Game of Thrones like changed the game for like swords and sandals and fantasy for like for casuals, man. Casuals were watching yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking fantasy. We're talking about like, but like services like HBO, HBO like for a while got lucky. Like every five years they had a good hit. Then all of a sudden, 2010 hits. And now all of a sudden, it's like every two years. It's a hit. So, yeah, but you like, can watch that HBO shit. On, you can watch that on your TV. You can watch it right, on your that, fucking oh, TV. No, you're right. You're right. That was one of Quibi's like big problems was that they could never adapt to television because they were focusing on the phone. Oh my god! Yeah, well, phones are huge. Yeah. And it was a gimmick, and like everybody in Hollywood's fucking falling for it. From from fucking uh, Steven Spielberg to Antoine Fuqua to. It's but just, it made sense though. Like if you're if you're on the subway, if you're in line for something, and you want to watch something for five minutes. You know, it made sense. But then the pandemic go hit, to YouTube, go right. to no, YouTube. I, they did. They didn't adapt properly, and that was their biggest mistake. You can they go to YouTube to and you can watch fucking somebody review somebody's eating some fucking new Doritos flavor that came out. You can watch that for five fucking minutes. Right. People would rather watch somebody eat a fucking new Pringles flavor. For five fucking minutes than they would watching, you know, uh, fucking uh, Liam Hemsworth do the 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 running game or whatever the fuck yeah. that thing no, was. No, you're right. Like I don't, I can't disagree with any of that. Like it, you're making complete. Like it, it makes sense. It just it just sucks that they their management, the people up top, were just did not know how to adapt properly. And, I don't think that this. I don't know. think this ever should have gotten off the ground as just a phone based thing. If, mm. if they wanted to do quick bites, it should have been it should have been available on the TV as well. It should have launched both ways, just like everything fucking else. You can yeah. watch, you can download HBO. You could have downloaded HBO Go back when they had the HBO Go app. You could watch that on your fucking phone. I mean, I watched the first four seasons of True Blood on a treadmill in the gym. You know, I mm. mean, so. It's, it, I don't know. I'm, I mean. Yeah, no, and, you make, no, I, I can, I, I understand, like, it, like. And I know everybody, no everybody will say, that. oh, that, but that, that Anna Kendrick show, that dummy show, I loved, and I, you might have, you might have fucking, well, there are oh, people, yeah, no idea, there are people that raved about the Anna Kendrick dummy show, and, but it's not fucking, it's not The Mandalorian, it's not Game of Thrones, it's not Breaking Bad. Okay, it's yeah. not that level, guys. And Quibi didn't have anything of that fucking level on their service yeah. to keep people coming back. I love fucking Reno 911, but I'm not going to I'm not going to And the price was ridiculous, especially for the the price with ads and the price without ads. Just ridiculous. Yeah, what was it, like 8 bucks, 9 bucks without yeah. ads or something. Fuck yeah, that. ridiculous. Fuck you get that. Apple TV for 5 bucks a month. I will gladly yeah. I will gladly pay whatever. Like I'm paying like 12.99 for Netflix right now. I will gladly pay that. Because they're dropping new shit all the fucking time. And good stuff. Great stuff. Like, um, Grand Army. Like, I haven't, I've got two more episodes left of Grand Army, Steve. Yeah, I need to, fi- I need to get back to that. I, like, I, I, oh, I'm so excited to go back to that show. Like, it's so good. Me. It's, it's yeah. fucking fantastic. June, I don't know if you watched any of Grand Army, but my God, it's fucking fantastic. Oh my god, I hated it. Oh, you're out of your goddamn mind. It's so good. You're out of your Why? goddamn mind on this one. I just, just, it, I was so bored. I just didn't, I, I just, I just didn't like it. I, it didn't I, remind nothing. you of high school at all? I mean, like, anybody uh, there, like, at all? Like, nobody. How can you get bored? Like, when they fucking suck you in at the very beginning where a girl's pulling a, 
condom out of another girl's vagina. Oh, this is so boring. I see this. I see this all the time. Oh, just another vagina condom grab. Nothing like I just I didn't find anybody relatable. I didn't find anyone. Yeah, I just was like it. Just it just it wasn't for me. Okay. Okay. You didn't find there's there's an Asian girl in the fucking show. I don't like everything that any Asian person is in. I'm not she saying that. But you have you yourself has have gotten on here and said that you know, you feel like you have been kind of like isolated, you know, when it comes to, you know, um certain, I, I I don't I don't shit. Maybe it's not my place to bring up personal stuff in your life here, but like she's kind of going through like some of the same things that you had gone through. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I get it. I just, um, it just, it just wasn't for me. I mean, I, I watched the one episode and I was like, this is not one that I will continue watching. Yeah, all right. Agree Have to seen, disagree. Like, um, Assassination Nation or, um, or Euphoria? No, I do want to watch Euphoria, but Euphoria just, it, it, I do want to watch it. Um, I've heard nothing but great things. Zendaya just won an Emmy for it. It does, I feel like I need to be in the right headspace for that one because it just, from the way you guys talk about it too, it, it sounds really dark, like like really depressing and dark. Like, right? Yeah, it can uh, it, 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 it can be. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a, to what Grand Army is. Oh, I mean, do you which one? I mean, do you like Euphoria better or Grand Army better? I don't know. What's what's the new shiny toy? I love both of them. I fucking Euphoria was one of my favorite shows that came out that year. Zendaya was fucking amazing in that, but I I I, I think they're they're both I think they're both good. I, I it's hard to compare them as far as like which one I like more. I mean, right now I'm just I'm obsessed with Grand Army. I want to finish the last two episodes of it. Um, I don't know. I just think like what these kids are going through. It's a lot, and like so, like everybody's got like their own thing going on in it. I don't know. I ju- I just think the drama is just top notch. I don't know. I love it. It's I guess it's not for everybody. Yeah, I I was kind of ho hum on it myself, honestly. I, I was kind of turned off by the weird alternate history stuff going on in the background and. I don't know. None of the characters did all that much for me either. It, it was a low taste for me. How many episodes did you watch? Just the one? I watched two. Two? I, yeah, I don't know, man. I loved it. I fucking loved I mean, it. There's so much out there. It's like if I'm not digging it by two episodes, then it's time to move on to the next thing. I hear you. I hear you. But I was hooked. Yeah. I was hooked on the first two episodes, and like I'm through seven. I've got two left. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Man, we just. Dude. All over the place this fucking episode. Jesus Christ. Um, and I'm not even talking about news anymore. Jesus. Yeah, back to good pop, bad pop. We were trying to escape that. Oh, shit. I know. Um, oh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. A bunch of movies got moved. Like I said, Ghostbusters is moved to June 11th of 2021. Uh, and Candyman is now August 27th of 2021. Wow. That was always a summer release, right? Because mm. I feel like that's a little early. But then Kova was saying that was originally like in July or something. But I'm I'm pretty surprised that's not closer to Halloween. Yeah, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure what the okay. original release date was. It doesn't say here in the article that I'm reading. There might be a reading. bigger blockbuster Halloween no, no, no. next year. It was coming out. It's over a year after its original intended release. Okay. So it was going to come out this year. Probably in July. This year in July. And now it's going to be August yeah. 27th of next year. Okay. And then I don't even know when A Quiet Place 2 is coming out. Is that March still? They have it set for March of next year? No, I, I thought that was on a hiatus like in general until they figured it out. I didn't think they gave it a, a next year date in general. Don't Breathe sequels yeah, coming out? Right. Do, uh, Don't Breathe sequels coming out next year in August? Yeah, I'm excited for that. That was the, that, that, Don't Breathe is one of the reasons why I got back into horror in general. Oh, the Stephen Lang film. I, I thought it was really yeah. good. I thought it was really good. Um, Dark Horizons had an article titled Last Starfighter Sequel Chances Looking Good. Um, Steve, I, I don't know, man. Have you even seen The Last Starfighter? No. What the fuck? I've, I've heard a lot about it, but I, that's one of the, like, that, uh, I need to see that. I need to see The Rocketeer. Um, oh my god, yeah. There's just a few of those type of movies where I just, that's in my blind spot. Yeah, the 1984. I don't think you're gonna like it, Steve. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. The 1984 sci-fi action adventure, The Last Starfighter, was a seminal feature for an entire generation, and for many years there has been quiet murmurs of hope for a potential sequel or remake. This week, the film's original co-writer, Jonathan Butel, offered an update on the sequel and explained that he is still working on a follow-up with the help of Rogue One, a Star Wars story writer, Gary Whitta. However, there has been a key change recently in regards to the film's legal rights, and he tells Movie Hole it looks like the roadblocks to keep to making something happen are falling away. It looks like we'll be making the deal to get it going. Gary's a gifted collaborator. We'll be writing the script together, but it's taken a long time. I had to go through a process that took years to recapture the rights, but that was recently completed, and although nothing is ever clear sailing, it looks like we have a really good opportunity now, so I'm really looking forward to taking it up. Beetle also confirmed there's no plans for a TV series. This is very much a movie with all the bells and whistles. It also won't require that you have ha- that you have seen the original film, as while there will be references, it'll carry the saga forward. Quote, the leads are now parents, and time has passed. It's not a remake. It's going to continue the story. What's changed is time itself. Certainly as the video world and alien world have continued to tick away, it's not a time capsule of the 80s by any means. We're taking it to the next level, passing the torch or the joystick. So the original film followed a young man living in a trailer park who used video games as a way to disappear from his humdrum life. When he becomes the highest scoring player on an arcade game called Starfighter, he is kidnapped by an alien and learns that the game is actually a training simulator for a real-life interplanetary conflict, and he's been drafted into their war. So this has been, like, a long time coming. Um, Seth Rogen, at one time, I remember, was, a, like, attached to this. He was, you know, he's adapted Preacher, he adapted The Boys, and he was trying to get this done at one well, time. And hold on, hold on, Steve. Hold on, Chief. Hold on. Oh, sorry. Seth Rogen. Right. Dude. Jesus Christ, settle the fuck down. Um, he was, tr- he, he adapted Preacher and the Boys. What ended up turning it, like, what was his last Starfighter ended up turning into Future Man. 
So that series is on Hulu. You can watch all three seasons on Hulu. But all the, I guess all the ideas that he had kind of like, you know, cooked up for the last Starfighter, kind of like, it just didn't happen. It didn't happen. And he basically made Future Man instead. Steve, now what were you going to say? No, that was it. You, what? No, you didn't even say anything. The whole Future Man thing. I was like, "This is Future Man." That's what I was just. Future Man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, I thought you were going to miss that. I was like, no, oh, they did the whole Future Man thing. I was like, he's even. I was still, I was still fucking talking. I was still I know, talking. I, got, I, got, I know. I got really excited. I was like, wait. Let wait. me get there. Let me get. I'm sorry. You're right. It's just, my bad. My bad. I don't know. That, that was my bad. I've had a couple it's, of drinks. Is Future Man just the three seasons? Yes, it's three seasons and it's completed and now. It's, um, and I forgot. Yeah, who's in the um? Oh, I it's the kid yeah. from fucking Hunger Games, and it's yes. got, uh, it's got, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Eliza Coop is in it from, um, Happy Endings, and she Happy was in, yes. she was oh, in Casual for a little bit. Um, but yeah, um, this, it looks like it's gonna happen. I mean, I, you know, the film, I, I loved it. I, it wasn't a huge hit, but it, like, you know, it, um, when it hit theatrically, but like it's 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 one of those movies that's beloved now. Like it did did much better when it came out, you know, to rent and and when it came out, you know, like on HBO or Cinemax or whatever the fuck, people loved it there. And so, um, I don't know. Like, is this something that we want? And it, it's going to be a sequel. And I mean, the last thing I remember in that movie is like he leaves, he goes up, he goes up, and he's he's going to fight. The, he's going to continue to to be one of these like you know starfighter pilots. Um, you know, so, I mean, uh, I guess they're passing the torch to the kids. I'd be down for it. And even though it's going to be a sequel, I assume it's still going to probably be the same lead in, right? We're, we're going to recruit someone else. Like it's going to be a sequel, but still very much a beginning. Just the way I kind of felt from it, from that description. Yeah. I mean, I, you would imagine that they would be like a, just a new video game or something. Yeah, especially how they mentioned, like, obviously the old one's still going to be canon, but this is going to be a movie that people that hadn't seen the original can follow. So it's not going to be too sequel heavy. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it will, I don't know if it would work or not. I don't think the name makes it a ton of money in today's day and age. No, I think Tron was a bigger, name than the last starfighter but tron the sequel yeah, just didn't flopped. yeah exactly so yeah. i don't know and <laughs> who knows if this will even be theatrical anymore or if like a streaming service will just pick this up like this could go you know that could go the bill and ted vod route or something i don't know and i know that that was limited theater release for bill and ted but i don't know i i hope it's good i just I just love that first movie so much and I wanted a sequel when I was a kid, but looking at it now, I just, I just don't know if this would work. Yeah. The video games have kind of taken on a whole new life, so it just might not be as captivating unless they do something completely different with it. And mm -hmm. then by that point, is it even last Starfighter anymore? Mm hmm. 
What do you think about this Willow, Willow sequel series? It's officially a go. Like th- there was rumors of this and they were talking about doing it. It's officially a go now. And it, honestly, like I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. This came out of Variety and they said that they've tapped Crazy Rich Asians and in the Heights director John M. Chu to helm the pilot and executive produce, uh, Jonathan Kasdan and, uh, Wendy Miracle will serve as showrunners. Um, you know, Jonathan Kasdan, uh, involved in Solo and Wendy Miracle was involved in Arrow. Um, I'm just, I'm fine with this. I just think that Disney Plus needs any new fucking content. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it, I'm fine with it too. I, it's not such sacred holy ground that they can't do a follow up Willow series and I'll definitely tune in and hope it's great. And it's Warwick Davis. We get more Warwick Davis. And we get more of this world. I mean, there's a whole world here that they really haven't explored. Yeah, it's one movie, and that's the end of the franchise. Where is he now? Really? Where is he now 30 years later? You know, is he kind of like this? Is he, is he, is, is, are they going to go like, is he going to be like the sorcerer now? Or is he going to be like, you know, or could they, dude, it feels like everything that they do now, it's like they kind of like subvert our expectations. Like you would imagine 30 years from now, you know, and he saved everybody that he's the, he's the sorcerer and he's like the man that they look up to. Like, could it be that he's just like this, you know, like this fuck up and, and like he hasn't yeah. done anything since? It, it feels like everything's going oh, that the old, way. The old Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It feels like that's what they're going with everything these days. If I had to, if I was, if I had to take a bet, that's what's going to happen. Like he hasn't done shit since then, and they all look at him as like an old kook. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, has been. I, I see that too. I mean, it, otherwise, like, kind of, what's the point in revisiting this world? Like, there's not too many episodes or plot to build on if he's perfect. Yeah. So, I think I yelled at Steve so much he's scared to even say anything. <laughs> No, I've never seen Willow. I I, I, I also thought that that was a possibility. Yeah. Oh my God, you've never seen Willow. It's on uh, it's on Disney Plus, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I I just yeah, that's one of the things I haven't seen. Yeah, I I got I got nothing to say on that. Hmm. I loved Willow. I thought it was great. We're not getting Val Kilmer back as uh, Mad Mardigan. I was wondering, like, is Val Kilmer coming back? I don't think so. He's got so many health issues. It sounds like. Yeah, that's a shame. I bet they'll still do something with the character, some kind of descendant. The actor that played Burglecut died, so no, no Burglecut. <laughs> you think Kevin Pollock will be back as one of the brownies? He ain't doing nothing. Then yes, he's just kicking our ass in podcasting. That's all he's doing, Jake. Now, who isn't? I'd rather listen to that episode right now. Yeah. Mm, I still wouldn't go that far. I would, one hundred percent. I would fucking. I goddamn. Oh man, yeah, you wow. gotta watch Willow. Yeah, wow, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, news from Dark Horizon: Smokey and the Bandit gets a TV reboot. Eastbound and Down duo David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Guessing, Steve, you haven't seen Smokey and the Bandit. Ah, uh, yep. All right, moving on. No, um, let's see so. here. Okay, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Eastbound and Down Danny McBride. Du- Danny McBride's involved. That's awesome. Eastbound and Down duo David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are teaming with Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane and producer Brian Sides uh, for a TV series reboot of the 1970s Burt Reynolds-led Smokey and the Bandit film franchise. Green will also direct the potential pilot 
for the new take, which is said to be inspired by the genre of the 1970s and 80s drive-in double features. The potential series, quote, exploring the crossroads where humble realities meet larger than life, uh, all in a blast of tailpipe exhaust. Green reportedly grew up with the property and tends to be intends to remain faithful to its original setting in the South and find an authentic voice. Um, no network has uh, yet been attached to this. Um, Jake, what are your thoughts on a uh, on a uh, TV series kind of uh, reboot here of uh, Smoking the Bandit? Uh, not great. Um, I could see this maybe working better as a one-off movie, but a whole TV series reboot of Smokey and the Bandit, I, this is pretty needless to me. I, I have zero interest in this property. Uh, Jim? You know, I was excited when he said Danny McBride. Um, a little less enthusiastic when he said Seth MacFarlane. I'm, I mean, I, I am by no means a Seth MacFarlane hater. It just... I think I have more faith in Dan McBride than I do Seth MacFarlane. I, I don't know. Um, but I do agree with Jake. I think maybe like a one, like a movie, but not what, like a 10 episode, eight, 10 episode series. Seems like a little much. Yeah. Everybody online shitting on this. Everybody online is shitting on this. And I think if you get the movie, you just get another fucking Duke of, Dukes of Hazard remake or whatever the fuck that thing was that was garbage. Oh, God, with, uh. Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Jessica D- Simpson, yep. and the fucking American Pie guy, whatever the fuck his yep. name is. Stifler. Yeah. I, uh. I like the people that are involved in this, to be quite honest with you. I, I think, you know, if, if you would have told me that, uh, Seth MacFarlane, you know, yeah, you, you tell me, you tell me a few years ago, Seth MacFarlane's doing a show, science fiction show, with, that's, that's gonna be kind of inspired by Star Trek. I'm just like, what the fuck is this gonna look like? This is gonna be terrible. And then you watch The Orville and it's fucking great. And I have then, heard really good, actually, one yeah. of my, uh, good friends is a huge Star Trek fan and she, and she's not a family guy, American dad fan. But she really likes the Orville. Seth MacFarlane's a fan of this stuff, and then and then you got Danny McBride, who like you tell me Danny McBride's going to be involved in a Halloween movie, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And then we get that Halloween movie, and it's fucking amazing. I loved it. <laughs> I fucking thought I thought Halloween, you know, from what was it, 2018, 2019? I thought it was great. I thought it, I loved it. I thought it was great, and. um I have a lot more hope than, you know, I, people just getting sick of reboots. People getting sick of reboots. If this fucking sucks, it's whatever. It's a fucking TV show. They'll take it off the air. I mean, it, it won't last. It fucking, you know, they did a lethal weapon TV show. And for some reason, that shit was popular. Everybody liked that. It was Damon Wayans and Hawaii Five O. I think Hawaii Five O is still on. And I think, yeah, you, I think you're right. And I think that you got guys here that, that fucking really, that are talented. I, I think Seth MacFarlane, I, I think Seth MacFarlane is a funny guy. I don't think he's like the best leading man when it comes to, you know, watching him and shit. I thought the first Ted movie was hilarious. The second one was terrible. Um, a million ways to die in the West was garbage. Yeah, but I fucking I love Seth MacFarlane in the Orville, and I think Danny McBride is he's very I, I love the Righteous Gemstones was fucking hilarious, and oh, he's he's behind that, show. and he's fucking 
honestly, I think that this is going to be, I think this has the chance to be a lot better than people are giving it credit for with the people that are involved and the people. And and I think that they do have a love for the property. And I think that they are going to try to remain faithful to what it is. I think it all comes down to the casting and and then the writing. And I think that they've got some people involved here. I'm not going to shit on this immediately. I'm not going to shit on this immediately like everybody else on fucking online. I like I read about this and I was like, you know what? If you would have told me a few years ago that fucking, you know, Danny McBride was doing a Halloween movie and Seth MacFarlane's doing a Star Trek thing, like, you're fucking out of your mind. I thought it was, you know, and then I watched them and it was great. So I'm going to give these guys the benefit of the doubt here that this could be a fun fucking show, you know, and I don't think they're trying to replace Burt Reynolds. I think that they're just trying to, like, build on their love for this fucking franchise and give us something fun. Yeah. No, I I get, yeah. I mean, you're right. Um, You know, Righteous Jumps, I do love that show. So that show is filmed in Charleston, South Carolina. I did not know that until um, my boss and I were talking about it after the pilot aired. And he was like, you know, that's filmed in Charleston. And so I went and looked up. I was like, oh, my gosh, we're in Charleston. They film. And then I saw that when they were filming, they put um, like a like what is it like a casting call out. You know, Brian, remember in that very opening scene where they're baptizing like 5000 Chinese people. So that was like done at like a water park in like in North Carolina, they needed like Asian people. And I was like, I could have been one of those Asian people that got <laughs> baptized by uh, John Goodman or Danny McBride or Adam Devine. Yeah. Like I had no idea. I, I totally would have gone to that. Casting, <laughs> I totally would have gone if I had seen that. So thank, Oh God, thank God that has not been fucking canceled due to COVID. I love that show. I do too. Oh, so I do much. too. But like COVID has just canceled. So like, uh, seriously, there needs to be like a fan duel website where you can bet on what Netflix series is going to be canceled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, but COVID yeah. is going to, I mean, oh, yeah. like this will pass. Like why just put things on hiatus? Like, I just don't understand like jumping the gun and just canceling. I mean, you can only, yeah, no some of it has to do with the actors and the actresses too, though. Like, you can only keep those guys in limbo for so long before they're going to want to move on and like sign up for other projects as well. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, but like the whole, the whole cast of Glow came together for a Q&A last week saying how they would love to at least film a fucking wrap up movie or something. Yeah. That surprises me that that one got, I mean, that was like, what? Why would you? And, yeah. and well, there, here's the thing. Like, it's surprising to us. But then again, Netflix doesn't release their numbers. Like, how how much did people stop watching it? You know, from season one to season three, what what's the drop off? What's the drop off? I mean, you know, there had to have been a huge drop off for them not to bring it back. I mean, it's because you know we're I, I, they're making Stranger Things. These kids are going to be fucking in their 30s, and they're still going to be making oh Stranger God, Things. Oh my God, I know they're going to be like 25 years old playing what like. I guess they're going to be in high school. Finn Wolfhard's like, going to be seven foot six, and they're still going to yeah. be fucking filming Stranger Fucking Things. Like, I think there's supposed to be fourteen. I think there's supposed to be like starting their like ninth grade year of high school in yeah. the season. This kid's going to be playing. Gonna be, like, he's going to be five years old. He's going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons, and he's going to be fucking seven foot six, like a fucking troll in one of those yeah. fucking dungeons. It's ridiculous how I don't know. I don't understand. Like. Uh, on Becoming a God in Central Florida was one of my favorite shows on Showtime, and there's not really a ton of shit coming out on Showtime. And why? Can, I mean, I know they're getting Halo, you know, and I know they fucking had the Good Lord Bird, which is like I think it's great, but that's just a mini series. I thought I thought mm. that Kirsten Dunst was amazing in that fucking first season, and I thought like the cast did a great job. I was really looking forward to the second season. They canceled Kidding with Jim Carrey. 
Jim Carrey's show got canceled after the second season. And that wasn't, they, they yes. didn't renew that one. But what's fucked up about Glow on Becoming a God in Central Florida, those shows were renewed. And because of the pandemic, now they're fucking, they're, they're canceling them because of the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, it fucking sucks. It really no, fucking sucks. Go ahead. Just to piggyback off the Showtime talk, I, I, I'm with you. I don't know what they're going to be doing right now, Blake, because I believe Shameless just ended. Like all the Halo, Halo. They're, they're putting all their eggs in right, the, the yeah. fucking Halo basket. Yeah, but that's it, though. Like Billy, uh, what is it? Billions, I think, is their other show. Like, I, I think, I don't think that's HBO, because the other one is HBO, I believe. Succession, um, you're, you're at, yeah, these billions right? Succession. What's the, yeah, what's so, the Claire Dane show? Is that done? Um, yeah, Homeland is done. Yeah. Oh yeah, Homeland just finished. Like finally finished. Um, like Showtime really doesn't have anything that's like besides the chai. Halo. The Chai's still on, isn't it? Is that coming back? I thought it was. It, the, well, the Shy, oh, okay. like the second season. I mean, I mean they had that. They whole, had a lot. They had a lot of controversy. They did. What's his face? Yeah. Z from uh, yeah, uh, straight out Compton guy. Yeah. Yeah, Kenny was talking about that. I think. And just ended, or make maybe a month ago. So yeah, I I have not heard anything about season four of the Chai, but yeah. but that's two shows for Showtime right now. Like, what do they besides like subscriptions and just regular movie movies they have on repeat, like HBO and and, uh, and Stars? They don't really have much right now. Now that's why they're doing. That's why they're doing Dexter. That's why they're bringing Dexter back. They, yeah. talk, they talked to the Dexter yeah. showrunners and those guys were like, we didn't, right. we didn't like, we didn't like how, you know, the show ended. So they're coming back and, uh, they're going to give us one more that? season. I never watched the show. I did not read on the, the new event on whatever. Are they, like, didn't he die at the end of the no, show? No, no, he didn't. I mean, he just fucking kind of like uh, retired and like lived out in the woods or some shit. And so now they're uh, bringing it, now they're bringing it uh, back. Oh, okay. Hmm. So I don't, man. I who knows what the I, it pissed me off that I'm becoming a god in Central Florida. Fucking got canceled. It was really, really good. I didn't even. I, don't, I didn't I've even heard watch so much good stuff about that. So uh, good. Kirsten Dunst, right? She's so good in it, man. Like I fucking I loved her in Fargo season two, and yeah. then she fucking she gets her own show here. She gets her own fucking show, and she's incredible in it. And then COVID killed it. So it sucks. It really fucking sucks. Really yeah. fucking suck. The is getting canceled. I mean, not, and I know it's not because of COVID, um, or maybe not. It's maybe not the main reason, but you know, Venture Brothers, which is heartbreaking. Uh, Who's gonna? Is, is somebody gonna pick that up? Do you think somebody else could pick that up? I I don't know. Right? Um, like, I, how I does Hulu not pick it up? Um, yeah, there and there's something weird. So Hulu has like, I guess the streaming rights right now. <laughs> Because almost all the Adult Swim stuff is on HBO Max, but that one's not because they're still under contract with Hulu to stream all the episodes. Although it's so funny, though, because the, one of the creators, Doc Hammer, like they don't really – they don't go back and rewatch their own work. Um, like they'll do commentary like for the DVDs, but they don't they, – they were like, I've never, we've never sat down and like watched our show. So after they got canceled, Doc Hammer was like, you know, I have Hulu. And what's funny is he was like, I, I could probably actually go find the episodes on my computer somewhere, you know, from working on them. But he's like, I have right. Hulu. So he streamed them all. And then he was like, oh, my God, like, we made a really good show. I'm really proud of us. Hmm. Now I'm sad. I can't continue. Um, yeah, I, it's heartbreaking. That show was it, – it, 
I mean, to the extent that a television show could be your best friend, like, I mean, that was my best friend. Like, yeah. I, yeah. It, it was, it just, it meant, it meant so much to me. And I cried, I, I cried when I woke up that Monday morning and saw the no, news. That, I mean, that cancellation broke the internet when we're talking like TV cancellations. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything as big as Venture Brothers since they were canceled. And I can't even like remember the last big cancellation. Since, like, people online were like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? Because, you know, this is the bullshit thing, though. So how – um, so this guy, Ken Plume, he's got a podcast. Um, it's called A Little Bit of a Chat with Ken Plume. And he's friends with them. Um, he helped them with the art book that they released last year. So I think it was Labor Day weekend when the news was released. But, like, that Friday, it was – and that's also Dragon Con. And this guy is really involved in Dragon Con and both – Doc Hammer and Justin Pablo, the creators of Venture Brothers, participated in the virtual Dragon Con. But I think on Twitter, like someone posted just a question like, you know, um, television shows that ended too early. And so this guy who's a friend of the creators who's worked with them, he wrote the Venture Brothers. And this is like on a Friday. And people were like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? And then he said, I have no other comment. So then everyone is like, what the fuck is happening? And wow. Then- yeah, that's kind of what started, like, the what the fuck is happening. And then, like, late Sunday, like, early Monday morning, um, the, one of the creators finally tweeted, yes, it's true, we're done. What like uh, Netflix used to be the place that would resurrect stuff, and I feel like Netflix is now just the place that – and yeah, you can see, you can make the argument. You know, we can go back and we can talk about fucking Arrested Development. Yeah, and we could even make the argument more recently of Cobra Kai, but what I'm saying is like they used to be the place that resurrected everything, and now I feel like Netflix is the place that's canceling everything. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they, they have done that a lot. Like I'm, I've read a lot about Mindhunter. Fincher this week said that that's oh, for sure not happening. Pissed. So pissed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was. I like, remember that, them saying they had ideas for season three, too. Well, and, well, they were going to get more into Manson in season three. That was, mm-hmm. that Manson was going to be more of a focal point wow. in season three. But, you know, like, this was, this was alluded to a few months ago, where, like, they said, like, nobody's talked to them about a season three. Like, we hadn't got the renewal. And nobody's talked to them about a season three. And then now we're getting news that there is not going to be a season three for fucking Mindhunter. Mindhunter's fucking huge. And what's, what's fucked up about this is like you may think it's popular we may think it's fucking popular on net popular on netflix but we don't get to see the numbers we don't get to see yeah. the numbers and like what you know people are and not are and what they're not watching on 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 netflix so it's and the numbers we do see from netflix are not true like all the bullshit tweets they make of like the old guard having like the biggest views and like the shortest amount of time like you released three, four months ago that like all your numbers that you release are like asterisk. People only watch the first two minutes That's of true. that show. Yeah. So it's like, so it's just like, so you're telling me 70 million people watched the old guard. Like all I'm hearing is 70 million people starred the movie. Like you're not t- like, I don't know who finished it. You never released any real numbers. So like, Netflix, like, and that's fine. You have your right to not release your true numbers, but like, like we can't take you serious when you do like when like um Bird Box when they were like, wow, so many people watched. Like now, well, the extraction, after about extraction story, was yeah. another one. Yeah, Ugh, just so stu- like I just I hate their reporting because like their tweets like they, it makes no sense. 
or the interactive one. What was the? It was. It's a Bandersnatch. Yes, that one. They had the like the one. Which one? Episode. Bandersnatch. Oh, the I, Black yeah. Mirror movie right, or whatever the right. fuck. Yeah. Was another, yeah. There was another show that got canceled. Not kind of recent, was it Altered Carbon? A lot of people like that one. Yeah, they. I, I, I don't know. I never started. The, I never started the second. Shows. Well, the, oh, the first season was amazing with Joel Kinnaman, and the even the animated movie was great in my opinion. Some people didn't like it. I fucking loved it. I never watched the second season because of the cancellation. I heard like, you know, shortly thereafter yeah. it got canceled. So I was like, Same. I never watched the second season. And now, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I'll probably never watch now because I, I won't watch the second season of Kidding with Jim Carrey because it got canceled. Like, You're right. No, I mean, I, I haven't watched Glow yet and I've been meaning to, but I, I'm less inclined to now because it got canceled. There's yeah, no yeah, they, Bounty they, Hunters they, is the same way. Like I, I watched half of it, but what's the point in watching? Oh, the rest? that got canceled. It got canceled. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched oh, the wow. first episode. I know a lot of people loved it. I, it wasn't like huge for me, but I know a lot of people loved it. And maybe I should have stuck with it, but I'm glad, kind of glad I didn't since it got canceled. So it doesn't really fucking yeah. matter. There's just yeah, there's just so many there's. I don't know. There's just so much unfinished bullshit on Netflix now that it's like complete, yeah. your, you know, complete your catalog or something. Give us a teenage bounty hunters movie or a fucking glow movie like they're talking about. Yeah. You know, like no, it starts for me with everything sucks because that show got canceled randomly. And I'm like, that was one of your best, like, yeah. young kids slice of life shows and like had one of the biggest cliffhangers and they cancel that. And I'm like, what are you doing? Because, like, that is literally the 90s version of Stranger Things without, like, science fiction. What the fuck is, what the fuck is, like, pop, what the fuck is pop network doing now that Schitt's Creek is done? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) They fucking, they picked up, they picked up one day at a time, that Netflix show that got canceled. Oh, did they? Yeah, like, all new episodes. That's a good get for them. That's a good fit. Yeah, Yeah, but what the fuck else are they doing? I think that they, like, so what are these, there needs to be, like, a fucking, uh, streaming service. Fuck Quibi in your phone. There needs to be a fucking Lazarus fucking sh- like a, a Lazarus streaming service where they just bring shit back from the dead. That's yeah, I like that's idea. a great idea. But you're yeah. right that Netflix was. I mean, you know, Netflix took up was it the Lucifer show from Fox, and then the well, um, well and fucking Hulu. Yeah, I, Hulu brought back the Mindy Project. You know, yes, yeah. fucking Fox brought, uh, Fox canceled Reno, uh, what was it? No, uh, the Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, they brought that up. And then Fox NBC brought, uh, the Last Man Standing. Prime bought Expanse. Yeah, Prime bought Expanse. Um, you know that, that, like, here's the thing. It's like, our, you know that Netflix is releasing the numbers to, like, whoever's interested in buying this shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're all signed contracts. They can't say shit. Who's looking? Yeah, it's like, all NDA. Yeah. Is yeah. anybody looking at these shows that are getting canceled? Like, I, I, yeah, I, because I, I see some of the interviews, like, with, like, the creator, like, with dealing with Netflix, and they're like, and they'll say on camera, like, you won't believe the numbers that they'll show us. And that's all they'll say. So yeah. we have no idea what the fuck's going on. So, like, they know shows that are canceled months before we do. And then you've got fucking, you've got, you've got fucking AMC that the only new things that they can do is a fucking Breaking Bad movie and fucking Walking Dead spinoffs all the time. And that's even on Netflix. Like what the hell happened to AMC? Like they were doing so well. They never brought anything new to the table besides that fucking, um, 
Ross from Friends. They, I he had a show I guarantee you. I guarantee you. AMC, they probably got rid of so many people that were bringing great ideas. And now they're yeah, just stuck. Right? They're just stuck. They're just fucking stuck in Walking Dead. You know, it's like they had. So how many Walking Dead spinoffs are there? Three. Three? I there, think well, there's, well, there's, hold on. There's two spinoffs right now. There's a third that's in development after they cancel, God. after they cancel, um, they're going to have a Carol and Daryl series after the Walking yeah. Dead ends. Yeah. And which, which is not, which is not, you are not canceling the Walking Dead if you're going to have a Carol and Daryl series. The mm-hmm. whole reason behind that, and I brought this up before, is just like in comic books, when when numbers drop in a comic book, they just give you a new number one. That's all they're yep. doing here. That's all they're Agreed. doing is they're giving you a new number one, and it's going to bring back the people that were like, oh, you know what? I stopped watching The Walking Dead, but you know what? I always enjoyed Daryl and Carol. I'm going to start watching this new fucking show with them. If they're just yeah, trying they- to bring back all the all the people that left, which I'm not trying to say like Walking Dead fucking viewership numbers are super, super fucking low, but the, it's not the juggernaut that it once was. It's still like their fucking top show, and it's still one of the top shows on cable, even with the even with the drop. Yep. But yeah. they're still they're trying to they're trying to do anything to like reclaim some of that glory that they fucking lost. And they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna do this uh, Carol and Daryl show and try to get back some of those old viewers that dropped off. There was an article that came out like a couple weeks, maybe a few months ago, about um, the guy who plays Rick Grimes. Like, there's still plans for his three different movies. Like, oh, he, they're not backing off on that. I'm pretty sure they wrapped at least one of them. Oh, maybe so. that's what I read then. Yeah, yeah. like, like, like that. What the fuck is? Here's the thing. If you get if Andrew Lincoln's leaving the show, like what? What but the he's hell? Not. He's doing all these different movies. It's all well, fuck it. His family more. Denai like, Guerrero. Guerra- was doing a. She was she was a showrunner for um. What's that show? Is it Alexandra that was going to go to HBO what? and it yep. got yeah? Her and Lupita Nyong'o showrunner. She was a showrunner. Yeah. Her and Lupita Nyong'o were doing a show. On HBO, no idea. And it it got canceled. It was a show or a movie, and it got canceled on HBO because of COVID. Yep. And that's the whole reason. That's the whole reason. That's the whole. It never aired. It's the whole reason that fucking um, Denia Guerrero left The Walking Dead was to work on this show. Yep. What? Everybody was trying to get out of The Walking Dead. You had, uh, well, yeah. you had the actor that played Maggie. She did that fucking CBS show for one season that got canceled. And then now yeah. she's coming back. Oh, that sucked. That show sucked. Yeah. Oh, she's coming back to Walking Dead. Now. She's coming back to Walking Dead. <laughs> and they think that, you know, Denai Guerrero could possibly come back too. So, you know, uh, for like for season one. So much, I mean, the, yeah. I mean, Maggie, she was in mile 22. Wasn't that great? But. Denai Guerrero, she could do so much better than Walking Dead. Like this, uh, that sucks. I think I I need to do a Mile Twenty Two rewatch, and just for the fact that you know anything Chadwick no. Boseman, anything Dude, Chadwick what? Boseman. Yeah, okay, okay. Wait, Chadwick Boseman is is not Mile Twenty Two. I'm thinking of uh, Twenty One Bridges. I apologize. Oh, mile Twenty Two yeah. was garbage. That was the Peter Berg movie with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Was what's his face? Um, uh, uh, the guy from the the Raid. Uh, Eco Uways, and then it had yeah. uh, what's her, the you, MMA you, fighter. Like, you want to see what bad cinematography is like? Watch uh, Eco Uway fight in Mile Twenty Two. 
garbage. Garbage editing. You can't even see him fight for the fucking waste of uh, even hiring him. So fucking stupid. Oh, my God. Uh, he's going to be in Monster Hunter with Mia Jovovich. Yo- I think so. I think he's in it. Oh, I've, I've tried to stay away from the trailers only because that's the type of movie I feel they'll show spoilers. So I don't want to watch anything because the posters themselves, when I saw uh, Mia Jovovich win the sword thing that looks like an anime sword, I was like, I'm in. I'm in. Whatever the fuck this is, I'm in. It looks super fun. It looks super fun. Yeah. I hope yeah. it's really good. Oh, my God. Anyway, what are we, Marvel News? What the fuck are we doing? Oh, Shang-Chi rap filming. That's great news. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. I'm really excited for that. Is this true? I started reading the comic, actually. You started reading the comic? Yeah. um, Which one? I've only read. uh, I I started with, um, honestly, I can't even remember. Um, I mean, I literally just started. I think I started with, um, I can't, what the fuck? No, the what he first made an appearance like the one where he first makes an appearance um masters of the universe he man i'm kidding no. i'm kidding i'm just being stupid sorry i, I just can't think <laughs> i can't remember off the top of my head it's like where he first makes an appearance but i am starting to read it it's um i'm really glad that uh they no longer have the rights to man you because i just don't think that would play well no, I think like what they're talking about doing is it sounds like and uh, they're going to be having uh, somebody playing um uh is like this it, it, it the real mandarin is going to be kind of like his father going through in, in the new MCU. That that's the rumor that I'm hearing. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, the the, the way in mean, the comic when it was written it I was reading it and I was like, whoa, there's, um, they gotta be careful <laughs> with how they represent Asian, you know, Asian culture. Um, I'm hoping that they do like a Luke Cage route. Like I think Luke Cage managed to avoid the black exploitation, you know, sort of stereotypes. And they, when they made the television show and they managed to depict, you know, urban like Harlem and not do it in a, they didn't, it was done tastefully, and I felt like it was mm-hmm. done very, very well. And so I'm hoping that they do that with Shang-Chi. Oh, man. I I think that they will. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the article that came out with Mark Ruffalo saying that Mar- that that um, Kevin Feige was the one that pushed Marvel Studios for diversity. He said, if yeah. I'm leaving, if you guys do not start representing uh, more diversity – he said, I'm out of here. If, if if Mark Ruffalo is the one that came out with these comments. It wasn't Kevin Feige. It was Mark Ruffalo. And he says, if you don't start introducing, uh, you know, more people of uh, color, if you don't start introducing LGBTQ characters, I'm leaving. Like, that's, this is the direction that we need to go. And I mean, and, and it makes sense. I mean, that's what Stan Lee was trying to do in the 60s. You know, that's mm-hmm. Stan Lee was kind of like, you know, and I know he would. You know, we were talking about a we we're talking about a, a white man comic book writer, but I mean, here's the thing: Stanley Stanley had to change his name because he was Jewish. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. Stanley mm-hmm. Stanley um, he was in that position and he was doing what he could to to bring more diversity there. And now, now we're in a place 
where we can have, you know, uh, Asian directors and, um, and black directors and, and I mean, and, and we can do these things, but we still had Kevin Feige at the top of this. And I think it starts with Kevin Feige and you've got to have a guy like that. That's kind of pushing for this kind of stuff to happen. And I, I think it's great that Mark Ruffalo, like, came out with that and said, you know, like Kevin Feige was the one that was pushing for this shit. Cause I don't think we're yeah. getting, I don't think we're getting a Ms. Marvel TV series without Kevin Feige. We're not getting a Ms. Marvel TV series without Kevin Feige. I think, I think the only reason we're getting that is because of Kevin Feige. You know, I think it, the only reason that we got fucking Black Panther with the, with the black cast that we got was because yeah. of Kevin Feige. Same thing with uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I think, you know, yeah, this is going to tie in with the with Iron Man and the Ten Rings and all that kind of stuff. But I think like Kevin Feige kind of like put his fucking mark in the uh, in the MCU. And I think movies like Crazy Rich Asians, you know, and Black Panther proved that if you have like, you know, um, you know, an all Asian cast and all black cast that these movies can fucking perform in the box office and that people want to see these stories. Man, I think that this it's it's I'm really excited for Shang-Chi. I, I, I hope this movie and, you know, Joe Stark commented commented today when I you know, I posted the article, you know, from the Ronin dot uh, org that this had, it had wrapped filming. It's legit. Fucking Simu Liu, who's playing Shang-Chi, got on Instagram and said, you know, we've wrapped filming. And uh, that's fucking exciting. It's really exciting. I, I, dude, I don't know when the fuck we're going to see this. 2023, 2024. I have no idea when the fuck Jeez. we're going to see it. But it's really exciting yeah. that they at least wrap filming on this on this movie. And Joe Stark was like, man, I hope we get to see fucking like raid level martial arts in this movie. Yeah. I hope he's right, man. This is where you do it. This is where you do it. I mean, we, we've seen Marvel take. You know, each of these movies, they all come together in Avengers event. But when you take all of these separate movies and you put them by themselves, each one is doing its own fucking thing. You know, Captain America, the first Avenger was a fucking World War Two story. Iron Man was basically, you know, like you had like this, you know, this uh, tech billionaire who was, uh, you know, kind of like a, a warlord, you know, basically supplying weapons and fucking, you know, he, 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 he learns that, you know, he wants to be uh, a protector as opposed to like somebody who fucking, you know, um, sells, sells war. You know, he wants to, you know, he wants, and, and, and then, and then each of these stories, like, uh, you know, Thor, you had like the, the fantasy stuff, you know, you had your fucking, you had your space heroes, your, well, in, well, in Captain Marvel, and then you got, um, you know, and Guardians of the Galaxy was its Guardians own. is Star Wars. It's, yeah, Star Wars and set in the, in the fucking Marvel Universe. I mean, all these things are so different. This is where you fucking take, like, you know, um, a guy who is basically created as an homage to Bruce Lee and, and give him, yes. give him, like, you know, you, you basically, transcend kung fu into into the marvel universe you fucking i mean the shang chi this movie could be this movie could be fucking huge if they fucking take it the route of like the raid level type of action here i'm sorry i've just been rattling yeah also okay so it was special so the first one i read was uh special marvel edition number 15 his first run and then uh master of kung fu but I really like the original. Yeah, you went classic. Oh, no, no. Like, I wanted to start at the beginning. Nice. So okay. I started at the beginning. But I really have, I only read, like, the two, 
I guess, Marvel Special Editions and maybe, like, just the first, like, four or five um, in the Master of Kung Fu run. But um, it was a little, like, with the Fu Manchu stuff, I was like, oh, I'm really glad they don't have the rights to that anymore. I think the character <laughs> became a lot more tasteful, like, in the late 90s than it originally was. <laughs> well, whoo, that, that's, like, in 74? Yeah, and he's definitely showed up recently again out of nowhere. Like, they're definitely bringing him back into the comics. Um, but I thought they to, don't have the rights to those characters. Well, not the characters, but, like, uh, Shang-Chi they still have. So, oh, like, Shang-Chi. Like they, okay, I thought yeah, they yeah, have yeah, the so, rights, too. No, 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 I haven't read any of the new stuff, so I don't know what he's doing presently. But I know that he, like, was gone for a while and, like, has shown back up recently okay. in the comics in general. Yeah. Um, no, I went. I went to the beginning. I wanted to start in the very right. beginning, um, and then I realized, holy shit, that's a lot. But but I'm, no, I'm but like what, <laughs> but with what with, with, like with what Brian, what you're saying with Kevin Feige and, and Mark Ruffalo about the comments and everything, like you need those type of comments not just for the movies like uh, Shang Chi, but X Men in general. Like you're bringing in a new saga. Where it's all about diversity and my, uh, just attacks on minorities in general. So, like, if Kevin Feige is not saying that stuff, then we need someone else in charge because they're bringing in the X Men. Like, this is everybody's waiting to see who's Cyclops, who's Wolverine, who's Jubilee, who is Storm, who's Colossus. There's just, there's just so many different characters. Who's going to be Nightcrawler? There's just, like, without even counting, like, there's just so much, and with Jonathan Hickman revamping X Men in general with X of Swords going on right now, which, by the way, is fucking amazing. All the Dawn of X and everything else going on right now is amazing. It's just X Men in general. You might like Kevin Feige might need someone that is like his assistant that's just in charge of X Men because there's so much. Involved with that, in uh, this guy's been planning stuff out for so long, and for and just doing such a great job. Yeah. I, I think at one time he was going to have somebody assisting him on the cosmic side of stuff, and that was James Gunn, and they fucked right. that up. Yeah, they yeah. fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, but I think like um, when it comes to the X Men stuff, I think that Kevin Feige had planned this out. Man, as soon as they bought fucking Fox, everybody's talking about, oh, when are we going to get that fucking Wolf Reed cameo in Endgame? When are we going to get, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, like, guys, this is fucking phase five, phase six shit. They've yeah. got this stuff planned out. They're not going to change stuff right now. And I think, no, like, if we're right. going to, if we're going to get any, and, no, you're right too. You're right too, though. It, it, they're going to introduce the X-Men. It's going to happen. But the first thing that they need to fucking do is announce a Deadpool 3, goddammit. <laughs> Can I get a fucking Deadpool three announcement, right. Kevin? Or De- or Deadpool kills the Fox X Men universe. Thank you. That would be. I, I love that idea. I yeah. fucking love you know, that you guys idea. Talked about that. Like if that was gonna be. I feel like that would be better served if like that was not the actual plot of the third movie. If it was just something that just happened. Throughout the movie. Well, the third right. movie wasn't even going to be Deadpool 3. The third movie was going to be an X-Force film. X-Force, that's right. Yeah. So since we're not going to get the X-Force film, they could do this as the third movie. And it just – I want any Deadpool fucking announcement. <laughs> I don't care about yeah. seeing pictures on Instagram of uh, Ryan Reynolds meeting with the people at Marvel Studios. I want the announcement. I thought that that was great, and I thought we were going to get the announcement shortly thereafter. Nothing. 
Nothing. We're getting fucking announcements about everything and everything I'm excited about. Yeah, I want to see Mahershala Ali as fucking Blade. But I also yeah. want to see – But dude, oh, I forgot about that. No, you can't forget about that. You cannot fucking forget yeah. about that. Okay, no, but could we get fun. Storm as a vampire? Could we – Oh, fuck that. Line? No, there was – it was a – wasn't uh, – it was Jubilee was a vampire, wasn't it? That's too. That's too. That no, was terrible. There's, there's like – there's an alternate uh, Storm from a different reality that comes in nah, fuck as a that. vampire. Fuck that shit. I don't want that. <laughs> fuck okay. that. Yeah, that's, that okay. sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds terrible. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just thinking of like crazy no. little like – if you're like gonna side things, I'm like, ooh. No, I mean, like, I, you're right. It's stupid. That would not be brought in that quick. Give me, you're right? You know, give. I, I don't know. I'm bitching about fucking Deadpool. Man, Blade. I'm would, oh, I can't wait for Blade though. For, for Shirley, I, who's playing? What's his? Oh, it wasn't Winston. Who's um? Who's the guy in the chair? The older guy. Um, Whistler. Whistler. And that should be who's fucking. Be, wh- wh- it should be Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Right. Me. Oh, thank yeah, you. That's perfect. Thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. He needs to be Whistler. Oh, I've said that. I've yeah. said that on many episodes that Whistler yeah. needs to be Wesley Snipes. I love I as agree. much as I love. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Christoph. Christopher. Chris Christopherson. Thank you. As much as I love mm-hmm. him. And I loved what he did for that role. I think, like, now the only choice is fucking Wesley Snipes. I think Wesley yeah. Snipes would be great. Especially and, oh, you know, we do it in a heartbeat, played. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's kind of making a little oh, yeah. bit of a comeback. Did you guys see, you know, he's going to be the uh, villain in uh, Coming to America. It's just coming, no. the number two. Yeah, that's yeah. Coming to VOD. It's, no, yeah, it's, it's right. coming, it's coming to Amazon. And, you know, I saw that, but he's going to be the villain. Oh, I can't wait to see him. He's so good. Ever since he did the ex, uh, what, the Expendables three or whatever, like, hey, what were you doing in jail? Tax evasion. I was like, I'm in. Wesley Snipes, I love you. Oh my god, he was. So he, these movies getting released like on VOD and stuff. I mean, yeah, but he was so good in Dolomite by name. Like he oh, was, he was really good. He was really good in that what movie. What I'm saying is like, like these movies that like now you know they're just like fuck it, we can't really spend theaters. I mean. Or we can only do limited illusion theaters. So There's throwing it on BOD. I mean, I don't know. Why wouldn't you wait until things got back to? I mean, yes, you would be waiting a year, but why not wait the year till these got back to normal? They're gonna money. make. They're gonna make some money they now. Make, they make. The, I mean, yeah. yes, but you would make more money if. No, that's not true. Yeah, but like when you're comparing, yeah, like it's Warner not Brothers, true. they Warner Brothers lost money in 2018, so they're trying everything in their Warner Brothers lost money with Tenet. Um, Disney released Mulan the way that they did so they could fucking make some money. Yeah. And now that they're going to, now they're putting Soul on uh, Disney Plus, it's not going to be a premiere thing. No, for free. For free. If you well, already have Disney Plus. That they're trying to sell more subscriptions. They, that's what they're but, trying to do. They're trying to sell more subscriptions before the end of the year. So, I mean, yeah. I would imagine that the Disney Plus, their subscriptions probably did, like, they probably had a big bump in July when Hamilton got released. We don't that know. Was, oh, yeah. for sure, but, but they're that probably, was, people are canceling, though. They're yeah, canceling only, until the next big thing. The one month, yeah, you pay one month and then watch Hamilton and then. Yeah. yeah. I think WandaVision will be a big spike for subscriptions for Disney Plus this year still. I don't know. And I think that's coming out well, like the, I agree with that. It's yeah. coming out, well. Mandalorian will be around the same time though, right? Mandalorian. Like, well, Mandalorian comes out October 30th. I think once that wraps. It'll be, uh, WandaVision. WandaVision will come out maybe a week or two after that. And so like we'll get like maybe one or two episodes of WandaVision before the end of the year. 
Yeah, so you'll maybe get a couple more subscriptions for the people that are are into Marvel and not Star Wars. But to be fair, that's kind of the same dem- dem- uh, demographic. I don't, I don't, I disagree with that. I think a lot of people yeah. are very allergic to Star Wars that love the Marvel movies, and vice versa. A lot of people, and 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 vice okay. versa. Yeah, but I think a lot of people that are into Star Wars that were into Star Wars are just only into the Mandalorian right now. I just, that's yeah, all they're I don't into. It'll be that big yeah. of a jump with subscriptions between what? like that. Guys, that seems like the week. same demographic. Guys, less than a week till Mandalorian. Season yeah, two. and it's what fifty three minutes, fifty four minutes the first episode. What? Yeah. That's what Kova texted me earlier today. Uh, he heard it was like 52 minutes long. Got the inside source. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, I haven't heard that Kova, either. Kova find like, it's either me or Kova that's like scooping each other, but he texted me earlier, I believe. He's going yeah. to We Got This Covered. <laughs> Kova's going to We Got This Covered. Of he's but going to. If he, that's the case, if that's, if that's <laughs> when people show up, that sucks, but he usually doesn't go off of them. I'm just I'll fucking around. It's a joke, Steve. Oh, thank God. It's a fucking well, joke. We, I hate that website, and people go off of that for real. So I was like, "Oh, I hope he's not going off of that." But they he quote says, PCL. <laughs> "Yeah, I know, dude. That was awesome." But I saw that, Brian. I was like, "Oh, you made it! You I finally could, made it!" I could not believe that they fucking quoted us. <laughs> I know. That's like one of the most yeah. retweeted things that we've ever had. Too. It had like over, I think, like over close to three hundred retweets for that fucking Hilarious. Space Jam That's Two. Crazy. That Space wow. Jam Two. That's nuts. But yeah, according yeah. to Kova, first episode of season two of The Mandalorian is 52 minutes long. There you go. Kova, the editor of We Got This Covered. Thank you. EIC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. I can't wait to fucking see When the fuck are we going to get Shang-Chi? I want to see it now. I do, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Yo, I he's so excited. Falcon. Wait. We had our Soldier Falcon show. Like, I want that. Yeah. They need two episodes left to film, I think. Something like that. I want my Black Widow movie. Yeah, when the fuck are we going to even get that? <laughs> it's coming out. It's supposed to come out in, what is it, summer of next year? May. Uh, May. Yeah. They will. Yeah. They will dude, dude, Wonder Disney Woman Plus. is not coming out in on Christmas, people. Well, you don't, you don't think so. HBO Max will do it? No. 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 Okay. No. Okay. H- no. HBO Max is doing pretty well. And I don't yeah. think that they're going to they're, they're gonna drop... Wonder Woman on that service. I don't think that, uh. What about like for $30 or $40 no, for Wonder no. Woman? No. Okay. It's theatrical. So they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna okay. hold off on that one. Cause I know Regal, I don't know if they've already quote, but I know Regal, I got an email saying they're suspending, like they're not charging us for our unlimited plans cause they're Well, Regal's the like closed. Like yeah, in like general. They, they, yeah. They're like, we're closed until we figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. AMC is closed for like three days out of the week. Uh, AMC must be really desperate right now, too, because I just got an email this week where they will give me A-list for five bucks a month. Damn. <laughs> they, have, well, they have a good deal going with Universal, and they have an on-demand service, so they, they do have a way of making money at the moment. As long as Universal releases movies in general – that's on demand. Yeah, but Universal, it was Universal, like they were trying to actually, they were, they were looking for buyers for AMC and Universal said no. They're like, Universal, oh, wow. Universal, Netflix and like some other big players are like, we're not buying theaters. And I think like, 
theaters were struggling before. They're going to that law passed though. Like, well, theaters were struggling before this even happened. So it's like, yeah, yeah. they were already. It's going to happen. Like, like maybe they're just, maybe they're just like showing face right now. But there's, like, once everything starts calming back to normal, there's no way that Netflix or Disney theaters are going to start showing. They're totally waiting for like this to like. You know, they're, they're basement prices is what they're yeah. waiting for. So we'll see. I mean, like there's gotta be, there's gotta be Disney plus theaters where you can walk into a theater and it's just like playing whatever's on Disney plus as a channel and you're getting these different movies. Like that's going to exist one day. I hate it. I fucking hate it. I do too. I don't like that. It's got, it's going to happen because like what else are they going to do? Like, Hey, you want to see Hocus Pocus at two o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday? It's playing at that time, and again on Saturday at six. But like, I, I guarantee you, they'll have those type of showings. And if you have a Disney Plus uh, membership, you just go in, scan your phone, and you go buy like you know the food and everything. That's where they make their profit anyway. They already own Hocus Pocus. It's so easy money for them. Like it, it has to happen. Like how does it not? I fucking hate it. Ah, right? I don't like that. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, it's not a matter whole... of whether you like it or not, but I do think it's very plausible. I'm just saying, I fucking hate it. Yeah, I mean, what, what I, about I get the that whole... it can happen, but I just, I, I hate it. I absolutely hate hearing this. I don't want what do you studio, think the the studios can rooms. What's that? Like Cinemark, like Cinemark has like you can rent a room, you can see Tenet for hundred and fifty dollars with twenty people. What do you think of that scenario? They're doing whatever they can to fucking. No, I, I I get that, but what? But like like say, pandemic, you know that that calms down. But like, what do you think of that actual option where you could rent out a theater room for a hundred and fifty dollars for twenty or thirty people? What do you think of that option in general? That's all. I don't know. I mean, I think it's cool. okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I I think it's a good idea. I think that because like you know depending on what they do with food and everything, but like that, I think that's a good way a good way to fight this issue, where you can be like pick you know your favorite movie out of these two hundred that we have access to, and for you and twenty people, you know you can go watch this in the theater, and then you get a discount on food or something. I, I mean, it just it's a way to to fight the the closing market of the movie theaters. Because what are they going to do? Because like. What does your mom and pop theaters do that don't sell to Disney? Yeah, I can tell you exactly what they're doing here. Like they're 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 picking and choosing what movies they think are going to draw in audiences, and then they're having like then they're doing like for October they're they're doing like you know um, Halloween themed movies for five bucks. Like the local theater down here that's it's family owned, all movies all showings are five bucks. That's how I saw Bill and Ted. I was able to right. see Bill and Ted. I didn't fucking pay the twenty the bucks Bill or whatever. No, the Bill and Ted. No, the new one. The new one. Okay. okay. I didn't. I didn't pay the twenty bucks. I went to the fucking theater and I watched it for five bucks. Oh wow! And then okay. and then you know, but like right now they're doing like you know uh, a Nightmare Before Christmas. But then on the flip side, they feel like they uh, they're also playing the new On the Rocks movie because they know a lot of people love. Bill Murray, so they're they're gonna play on the rocks, and then they also know that a lot of people like De Niro, and he's got the war with Grandpa out right now. They're very selective, but like, right? They're not playing Kajillionaire. They're not playing the Kid Detective. They they these aren't like big 
names for them. So they're not, they're being very selective with what they choose to play in their theater. They're being very creative, like with like the the food that they're selling, the popcorn that they're selling. They're doing they're trying to do all these things. It right now movie theaters are doing what video stores were doing when they yeah. were when, like the video stores around here they were opening up like pizza you know they were selling pizza there inside yeah. the, the the fucking family videos here were selling cbd oil like you know anything oh, wow. anything anything yeah. that they could fucking do to stay in business that's what yeah. these fucking uh mom and pop fucking theaters are doing you know i think like uh the drive-in theaters um, I know that the one in Gibson City out here, they did a double feature of Halloween and then they, uh, of 1978, and then they did the new David Gordon Green, Danny McBride one that came out a couple years ago. So it was a double that, feature that, of that? See, that makes more sense. Sure. Yeah, like the, like the other ideas, like, yeah, like you need to be creative. What are you going to do? Like, do you, do you have marathons? Do you do the whole 78 version, the new version? Do you do, like, it, it's just, it's just like one of those things where it's like you own this theater. Can you? And also, Disney is a huge dick when it comes to selling back movies. They now own Fox. Supposedly, it's very hard to get movies like Alien back in the theater right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and I they also they also they also take more of the profit if if you yeah. if you yeah. are well, able to sixty percent instead yeah. of forty exactly. Exactly. And, and well, that's yeah. what's going to be the big fucking thing. If Disney and some of these other studios start buying up the theaters, too, they can pick and choose what movies they're going to play. Well, and then also doesn't Disney like they make you like keep there's like you have if you're a yeah. theater owner, you have to run that like, like six a weeks release, but you have to keep it in your theater for a certain amount of time. In order to yeah. show that, yes, like they did that with conditions. the they did that with the Last Jedi. They did, you know what I mean? They did, yeah. you know. Yeah, so. people were yeah. worried about Soul. Like there were reports coming out being like, we don't know what to do with Soul because they might force us to show it for six weeks, but people might only show it for two weekends because it's a pandemic and they didn't know what to do with it. I mean, I will say, like, I I went to the theater once. I went and saw Tenet, um, and it the, it was so stressful for me that I really have no desire to, to do that again um you know, I, I, yeah I, I'll, I'll only do, i'll only do drive-in theaters i saw new mutants in drive-in theater but i won't go in i won't walk into a theater right now only because i'm in south florida and it's too populated where i just don't trust i went to i went to see the, the kid de- i went to see the kid detective yesterday do you know how many people were in the theater with me nobody it was just me See, well, I would remember, do stuff like remember, that. Remember, that's scary for me. Like, I don't, I wouldn't do that. I don't want to be in a theater by myself. I love oh, being I in would. the theater by myself. Yeah, I like that no, a lot it's too. Fucking yeah. scary. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I've got, I've got, uh, I'm going to see The Empty Man. It's uh, the Colin Bunn um, comic book from Boom Studios. They made it into a movie. It's a horror. And uh, Colin Bunn knows horror. I love it. And and, and so I'm, I'm going to see that in the theater tomorrow. I got the tickets for The Empty Man. And honestly, I think it's the theater's going to be empty, man. I don't think that there's going to be anybody in there. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it is, then if, if I'm guaranteed an empty theater, then yeah, I would definitely go. But right now, just with with what's going on, I have asthma, so I have an actual issue with like like acute asthma. Yeah, I haven't had an actual attack in years, but like I don't want to go through the the possibilities of it, so I'm not going to go through it. But 
I'll go to a drive-in theater. So if it's available in a drive-in, it's that good. Well, but the AMC again, theaters, you know, AMC theaters, they have like a new filtration system. They fucking really? they go in there and they clean out the theaters. They you know they um, they sanitize them after after every showing. Um, yeah, they've installed like new filtration systems and everything. Um, See, that's what I need to hear. It's it's all about the actual air quality of it all. Yeah, yeah, you can you can sanitize what you that. want. But yeah, if if your air if your air filtration, what Brian, what you're saying, if that's not up to par, but that, that, I won't. That's even more money that day. they're putting out, and they're still not making money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like AMC theaters. I don't I don't think they're going to be open that much longer. And, you know, so I'm I'm it's getting too much output, not enough input. I'm getting I'm getting the I'm getting in these movies before they before theaters just shut down altogether. I do, AMC does have a lot more theaters than Regal. And Cinemark, I think, because they bought Movie Phone like ten years ago, so they do have a lot more output. Movie Phone was bought by Movie Pass. Then, damn it, it was somebody. It was Movie Something. It was a it was a big theater chain that AMC bought. If it wasn't Movie Phone, it was something else. They bought Good Mark. Good Rich. Good Rich. Good Rich. Good, Good Rich. Oh. Was, Are you sure they bought Good something. Rich? I forget. I forget. I, I haven't gone to my AMC in a while, but they have the old version of top of it. I forget what it's called now, but it was whatever that that chain was. They bought a big ass chain, and I think doubled their theaters. Oh, it was Carmike. Yeah, okay. it was Carmike. That was the theater down in Georgia that we. Yeah, because I'm in Florida. I think it's like a movie something. It, it might be because Goodrich. Goodrich well. is still in existence. Yeah, you're correct. But Goodrich is picking and choosing which theaters they're keeping mm. under like the corporate Goodrich name. Yeah, well, and that, that that's one of the theaters here locally. That's Goodrich. Um, the one in Peoria, Jake, where you're at, they got bought out by Goodrich, whatever, like the corporate, the, the parent company or whatever. But the one in Savoy did not. And it's, it's, dude, it's just, it's the one that we saw the fucking, uh, the Rise of Skywalker in. That, that theater's dead. That theater's dead. It's a beautiful theater. IMAX, they got, they got the, the fucking lounge seats. Um, Love those. That yeah. sucks. And it's fucking yeah. dead. That theater's gone. It'll never come back. So, yeah, I don't know. But. Yeah, it's a shame, and I, I think even after the pandemic, I just don't know how much like other than the big time movie heads, I just don't think there's going to be much excitement to go to the movies anymore. I I'm, think I'm, we're getting close about it for a long time. We're getting closer and closer to to, to movies. Well, movie like we're gonna, like, of course, we're gonna always gonna have drive-ins. I think now, but uh, movies are gonna be like this boutique experience. And if you want to go see a movie, it might be twenty bucks to get a ticket. <laughs> you know. It might be yeah. ridiculous. It might be twenty twenty five bucks, which I mean, for in the Midwest, like that's that's a lot. But like if you're no, in the if you're it's in well if you're in New York or Los Angeles, like no, but that's in not North Carolina. That's a lot, um, and that's one of the things that like that became like a hobby of like that my husband and I sort of with Movie Pass first, you know, with these like movie theater subscriptions. I mean, we, we went to the movies so much more because mm-hmm. there's, there were so many movies where my husband's like, you know, I, I yeah, I want to see that, but do I really want to spend 15 bucks? Yeah. You know, like but if that, you're spending watch- 20 bucks a month and you can watch three movies a week, I was fucking, I was a part of movie pass when it was like not the $10 option. I was doing it when it was 30 yeah. bucks and when it was 30 bucks a month and I was still saving That's money. Still a good value though. Even for 30 bucks a month, unlimited movies for 30 bucks a month. I like could watch that. a movie every day. 
Exactly. Yeah. And- I was in, I was, I'm in South Florida and it's like $17, $18 a ticket for like primetime Friday night. But if I get like movie pass at 30 bucks a month or AMC A list, then it's a steal. But otherwise, you know, we're talking $50, $60 a movie. Day. I looked at my movie pass over the, you know, the course of like, you know, I had it for like two or three years or whatever the fuck it was. And I looked at like the movies that I watched. I was watching like a hundred and I, I, dude, I was watching like 150 movies a year. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I remember that you showing me your insane. app one time yeah. and I was blown away. Yeah. It's crazy. But it's things like, I mean, for a while before, you know, we got, I mean, really, he was not into just going to the movies a lot just because he's like, I can just catch them and get on HBO or just rent it from Redbox or whatever. It was because I'm, um, I'm much more of a movie person and because the movies that I want to see are ones you want to see in the theater, like the Marvel movies. So like really he just, he would go because I really wanted to see Star Wars or Marvel. And then when we got these passes, suddenly he's like, yeah, like, yeah, I, this is a good deal. Let's do this movie subscription thing. And we went to movies all the time and it really sucks because like, we don't have that right now. I've got a, I still have AMC A list right now, but I'll be honest I with mean, you. I still yeah. have the Regal. I still have Regal. I'm on pause. But, but I have I'm it. No, I, yeah, mine's not, too. mine's not on pause. Like mine is active. Mine is active. Like all, just so you guys know that even though you're on pause right now, that all ends in December. So you better cancel yeah. it in December. Otherwise it'll start right back up. But anyway, uh, mine's active right now, but there's not like three movies a week that I want to see right now. You know, like, like, um, there's that new Liam Neeson yeah. movie that came out and like, like, th- dude, that's getting fucking, that's in IMAX right now. Wow. The Liam Neeson movie is in IMAX right now. Yeah, and just so people understand, IMAX is its own contract. Like, if you have an IMAX theater, like, that's its own thing. I so, can't like, see, I can't, can't put see. any movie in IMAX. Like, it has to have a contract with IMAX cameras. I can't have a, fa- I can't go see a Fathom event anymore. Fathom right. events are not even near me. I tried to find because they were doing the Rift Tracks event, which is a. I didn't a, even know they existed. I thought they. I thought they saw. You can go to the Fathom uh, Fathom Events website, and they still are putting stuff out. They had a wow. Rift Tracks on Tuesday, and it was not playing anywhere near me. Anywhere near me. I've got ten dollars saved up in um, AMC points that I could have used on that because it's excluded from AMC A list, and I could have used the ten dollars I had. Nobody's playing it though. Nobody's playing it though. The theater that used to play the Rift Tracks events is not playing it. I, I don't know if they have faith that people are going to come out and watch the Rift Tracks anymore. So it's like, ah, man, it's just, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's, well, next movie I'm seeing tomorrow is Empty Man. And, you know, I mean, I'm to the point where it's like, am I going to go see Synchronic, the new Anthony Mackie movie with, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Am I going to go see that? I have no idea. That's I, coming to VOD in like two, three weeks. I would hold off on Synchronic. Well, I, 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 I could I could see it on my A-list, though. I can see it for, for I'm already uh, paying for it. Right, right, right. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah. and then fucking um, what's the next one? Like Freaky. You know, Monster Hunter, like these are the movies that are coming out. These are like VOD movies, I feel like, that are coming out to the theaters right now. And honestly, I think like movies like The Kid Detective that are playing on like, you know, maybe like 800 screens or something like that. It's probably doing pretty good as a as opposed to like if you put like, 
you know, if you put the kid detective on like 800 screens, I think it's doing pretty good. But if you put like a tenant out there, it's just, it's not going to get the numbers that it needs. How did tenant no, do you're overall? Right. How did tenant do? It may, it better may, than expected. I think they said, they, they said it maybe broke even is what I heard. Yeah. If, yeah. If this I is a normal, even if it was a normal year, if this was a not pandemic time, it would have been gangbusters. Oh, it would have been huge. The fucking well, Christopher sure. Nolan but movie. It will be available, I think, on December 18th on VOD. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same camps as, as June, where I saw New Mutants, I saw Tenet. I'm kind of done with it, man. I'm kind of fearful sitting in the theater watching movies right now. Still, it just it just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I just I sit with my mask on the entire yeah. time, and to be quite honest with you, I fucking I hate just being cooped up in the house all the time. I need to get out and I need to do something. Oh no, my husband mm. and I don't know what we're gonna do because like he is. Like, we're going out to eat, but we're only doing outdoor seating. Like, he refuses to eat inside. Like, he actually hates the fact that I'm going to my, like, I'm going to work. Like, I'm actually going back to my office. Um, there's no one there, and I'm wearing my mask. You know, and every day they check your temperature. Like, there's yeah. certain things you yeah. have to do, and you have to wipe down everything. But, like, he refuses to go eat inside. It's starting to get cold. Like, we're getting in November. I'm like, honey, what are we going to do? Like, right now it's warm enough. We can go eat outside but it, it's going to get cold like what, what are we going to sit inside all the time in our apartment he was like i'm not going inside to a restaurant yeah. i mean i understand where he's coming from at this point you start looking into like 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 uh enhancing your living room at this point yeah i, I know it sounds stupid but like instead of spending the money on all those dinners outdoors or whatever spend it on the the, the movie setting, set it on better settings, better on. Uh, there we are. We got a you know better sound bar. We're doing all. Yeah, that. you know, get a better TV or something. And like, yeah. I know it sucks right now, but it's like you gotta stay safe. And like, if he, if at, at at the end of the day, your health is all about how you're thinking. And if he's just paranoid all the time, it's worse. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, but it's just now that I'm like, crap, it's starting to get cold. There's gonna, we, yeah. we can't eat outside. <laughs> At some point, we're not gonna be able to eat outside for a while. At, at this point, like, because I've I've lived up north for a long time as well. You're hoping for a warm winter where it's, you know, fifty degrees, forty degrees a lot of the time. Like that, that's yeah. what you're hoping for this winter. Doesn't look like we're getting that from I know, all, all the I stuff. Know. I've been There's reading. already snow in fucking Montana. I, I got friends there. Like it's they're already throwing on uh fucking uh what's it called the chain tires or whatever for or winter tires for like just driving through Montana it's, and it shit. It snows year round in Montana. It's basically Canada. Yeah, ah, one of ah. one of my best friends lives in Minnesota, and they've got just bombed already. Yeah, like it, it hit early this year. That's also almost Canada. That's why I was like, yeah. no, it's not almost Canada. I, I can get to uh, You're putting those things a lot closer than they really are. I, don't yeah. know. I just assume, honestly, like, hey, okay, I'm from South Carolina. I'm like, anything like above Kentucky is pretty much Canada. <laughs> no, no. Like, that's, no. What, that's how like, my. No, I, my, listen, it's not even Halloween <laughs> and Montana's getting hit with, like, actual real snow. My God, like, we're talking about the weather in Montana, uh, guys. You're right. Know, you're sucks. right. Let me get out of this. Next we're, next, we're going to be talking about Hannah, Montana, or something. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, DC News, Jared Leto to play Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League. This came from uh, THR's Heat Vision newsletter. 
and uh, Jared Leto, who played the classic DC villain, the Joker, in 2016, Suicide Squad has joined in the shooting of additional footage for the Snyder Cut, the filmmaker's definitive version of the 2017 superhero movie he was forced to exit and never saw through completion. Multiple sources tell The Hollywood Reporter the project officially titled Zack Snyder's Justice League is being overseen by HBO Max, which is financing the new round of shooting and the completion of many unfinished scenes and will air as a four-episode event series next year. Shooting is currently underway with Ben Affleck, Ray Fisher, and Amber Heard among those involved. On top of Leto, it is unclear which other actors are included. We do know that uh, it was uh, Henry Cavill came out and said that uh, he's not doing any reshoots. He said he's not involved. Um, anyway, even as the re- as the shoot rolls ahead, two producers who are involved in, with the theatrical movie are quietly moving to the side. John Berg and Jeff Johns, then studio executives who ever saw the film and reshoot by Josh Whedon that was meant to salvage the failed movie, will not be receiving producer credits in the Snyder Cut, sources say. Sources close to Berg and Johns have confirmed the duo's intention to remove their names from the Snyder Cut since they did not work on this version and are no longer studio executives. The sources also say the move pays respect to Snyder's creative vision and the additional photography shoot. It is unclear when Berg and Johns' segue began. One source said the move began months ago and is unconnected to comments made by Fisher, who played Cyborg in the movie, and who has for months accused the two of enabling abuse and misconduct by Whedon on the set of the 2017 reshoots after vocal and public outbursts on social media. Even as late as September, Fisher has been less incendiary and posting less frequently as of late. Leto boarding the Snyder Cut is noteworthy as the character did not appear in the 2017 movie. It also raises questions about how much new content will be included in Snyder's super version of Justice League. It also ties the new cut to Suicide Squad, the all-star DC movie that saw Margot Robbie break out as fan-favorite character. Harley Quinn and Leto portray Joker as a love-obsessed and uh, glittery crime lord. The picture was executive produced by Snyder and his wife, partner Deborah Snyder, and was meant to tie into an overall DC cinematic universe that Snyder had been shepherding. So, Jared Leto is returning uh, in uh, in the Justice League here. This is this has uh, been confirmed by THR's Heat Vision newsletter. Thoughts, thoughts. It, Why? Completely bizarre. I, I'm shocked, and it's kind of weird. Like at this point, I have a hard time believing this is really Zack Snyder's original vision. I feel like it's become something way more than that at this point. Like, this isn't the Snyder Cut anymore, right? This is just whatever the fuck he wants oh, to I do disagree. to make four episodes of TV. Steve, you disagree. Talk to me. Um, what's it called? There was always a plan of Dawn of Justice, Justice League 1, and Justice League 2. Yes. Once Whedon took over for Justice League, everything was thrown into the trash. Now, Snyder not only gets to do the quote unquote Snyder cut, he gets two additional hours of whatever that is. So he's combining everything into one movie. Are you, is that what yeah. you're saying? I, I'm assuming that that's also doing, not the Snyder cut. It that's is fine. 
that's fine. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's taking advantage of the situation he's in, and he's allowing two more hours of what could have been Justice League two, and he's putting it yeah. into the just into the Snyder cut. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the full Justice League Justice League two storyline, but I do feel that like uh, subliminal characters like Deadshot and other characters like that are getting more of screen time not, because of the you're, situation. You're, you're thinking of Deathstroke, not death, Sorry, Deadshot. You're right, you're right, you're yeah. right, Deathstroke. It's also bizarre to me. I, I think one of the biggest casualties of the Josh Whedon Justice League was Henry Cavill's Superman. And it's baffling to me that we're we're not doing any reshoots with him. His it's 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 his, it's his schedule. Crap is the crap that Snyder wanted? No fucking way. It's no, no it's not. It's not. No, no, no. The reshoots are what we got in the Justice League movie from Josh Whedon. Everything that that Snyder wanted is on film with Cavill. The, oh, the suit gotcha. that he had, the black suit, that's all digital effect. You don't need to do reshoots. So everything that we have with Cavill in Superman for. Uh, Snyder's version is done. He's taking the seventy million or thirty million, whatever the fuck the new budget is for these reshoots. He's taking the advantage to uh, to basically throw in Justice League Two. That's my assumption of I, all these quote unquote reshoots. I think you got to be right there. I I, I I can't argue that because it doesn't make sense yeah. to have like the additional two hours. And it not be the full came thing. And defending him, saying it's shot, it's already done. It's not so though, but it's not though. It's because they are doing they are doing reshoots right. here. One is done though. That's what I'm saying. He's filming what his quote unquote part two is for these additional two hours that we were not supposed to get with the original Justice League. He's getting. I mean, four under that hours. pretense, though, like the third and fourth episode is going to be all new material, where I think it's going to be more sprinkled all over the fucking place, like a la Lord the Rings extended editions. You're right. You're, you're you're right, and I have no idea what that could be. But there's 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 more of a possibility in that scenario, though. He could be adding, you know, an hour's worth to these four episodes. The guy that I think that got the guy that I think that got screwed by the fucking the Whedon version that we got is not Cavill. The guy who I think got screwed was uh, was Cyborg Ray Fisher. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. there, was, there, sure. was, there was no substance to that character. Well, the, at all. I mean, it's already come out that Josh, he was one of the best parts. Well, Zack Snyder was saying like, like that's he had a much bigger part in my version of the Justice League. Yeah, that he was the heart of the movie. Yes, he, he we said stuff like his that. Origin, like the whole football game and everything. That that whole like origin was supposed to be in the movie. I have honestly, I have no, I have no problem with. uh Here's the thing. I have no problem with getting more Jared Leto in this movie, to be quite honest with you. Whatever's going to happen in Flashpoint, whatever happens in Flashpoint happens, and they're going to reset this whole universe anyway. We're going to get a, a new Joker, I'm sure, after all is said and done. We're getting a new Joker. We're getting um, possibly, who knows, we might get a new Superman. We don't know. I mean, these these Cavill has resigned fucking articles that have come out are complete bullshit. It is not. It's that is not set in stone. I think that that is like we got this covered and showbiz cheat sheet bullshit and stuff that I just am not putting any stock in. Um, but uh, they're going to be they're, they're going to be resetting what they want to reset in Flashpoint. And I think if you know, I am all for. Leto coming in here and either proving himself as the Joker, 
under Zack Snyder or just giving us more of the shit show that we fucking got in David Ayer's Suicide Squad. It can only be good. It, yeah. it can only yeah, be good you, because you, he knows what he knows what the uh, backlash was. So the only reason Leto was involved is because he wants to redo whatever the fuck he wasn't happy about with Suicide Squad. So this has to be some type of like redemption for Leto. I don't give a fuck about the air cut of Suicide Squad. That shit can fucking go no, by the wayside. No. I still I, haven't seen Suicide Squad. I, I would like to see that cut. You're a lucky I'm, person. I'm not gonna lie. I, I would like to see that it. cut. I never wanted to. I don't know. You've talked me down off the ledge, though, Brian. I mean, at the end of the day, the fucking Snyder Cut Justice League movie isn't for me anyway. Am I going to watch? Yes. Have I ever been excited about any any iteration of it? Not really. I, I'm curious more than excited. So it's, it's whatever. If they want to throw fucking... Jared Leto Joker in it, then have at it. Throw whatever you want in this thing. I'm. This is a. This is going to be like a mini series. I mean, a, right? Like a four part mini series. I, well, they said that there's different ways that you could you could watch it as a full movie, or you can watch it in the four parts. So, I mean, it, it reminds me of like uh, the Tarantino cut of the Hateful Eight in that respect. It reminds me of the extended edition of BVS. You know, except well, maybe I guess even more longer, huh? It's definitely much yeah, longer. With the success of the boys, there's no way we won't get this all in one take. If HBO Max is going to release this in 2021, I guarantee you it will be a month long, week by week. Yeah, but at, at, when it's all said and done, you can watch it all collected. Of course, of course. Yeah. But yes. like, just, I just want to let, like, I personally believe that they will not release this at once. Is that Hateful Eight? Can you still watch that on Netflix? You can. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I'm watching that this week. I I really want to see that. If you're watching The Boys, there is a pretty good, uh, like very, it's, it's so small and it's like a second, but there's a Joss Whedon. Oh yeah. There is. Yeah, there is. I loved it. It was great. But they're great. Season two was fucking phenomenal. I, like it answered any questions that I had is like, what was better this year? I love the Umbrella Academy season two. Season, but like, yeah, season what, two was fantastic of Umbrella Academy. Yeah, but like once the boys season two wrapped, it was like the boys is just superior. It just oh, is. My God, I was obs- I, I I actually rewatched I watched it a second time because I love the boys season two so much. But um, but I did love the Joss Whedon dicks. <laughs> yeah. In the Dawn they, of the yeah, Seven they, movie. Yeah, they basically say it, the Joss rewrites. Like, yeah, but then the Dawn of the Seven movie that makes no sense. Yeah. No, I, I I watched it all at once. I waited for it all to come out, but that was definitely oh, I waited uh, week to week. It was worth Every the Friday. wait. <laughs> it's no, confirmed though. It's wait. confirmed. Collider is saying if Collider's correct, Joe Manganiello yeah. is returning as Deathstroke. Then then, then it, Collider knows their shit. That's one. they do. They do. If you press people that I'm like if 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 it's Stephen Weitrop or um um uh, what's his oh. Fuck, I'm forgetting his name now. There's a couple of different people. No, I believe, no, no. Yeah, I believe in Steven Weintraub. That guy knows his shit. Like, I remember, like, back in, um, uh, back when fucking, um, uh, uh, Days of Future Past came out. He saw it early at a press screening and got on Twitter and said, like, this is amazing. And, I I replied um, and I said, "Are you serious that this is as good as you're saying it is?" Because me and Jake had been bagging on it because we didn't think it was going to be any good. We were laughing at the portrayal of fucking. Which movie was this? 
Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. Oh, okay, okay. We were laughing at fucking, you know, Quicksilver and like the Hardee's ads and the Carl's Jr. ads or whatever that were coming out for the breakfast sandwich that featured Quicksilver. <laughs> we just thought it looked stupid. We thought the movie looked yeah. terrible. And Stephen Weintraub comes out, comes out and says like, it's great. And I, I fucking, I tweeted him directly and I said, are you dead serious? That this movie is as good as you're billing it. And he's like, yes, it is 100% a great movie. And, uh, he was 100% right. So, like, if it's Steve Weintraub yeah. and, and the guys at Collider, it, this is not, we got this covered. Like, these no, guys yeah, know. Weintraub is Collider. So, yes. if Collider's doing it, then, then yes, that I believe it 100%. Like, oh yeah, I'm actually, well, they, with him on Facebook, he's a huge cat person. Weintraub, Steve Weintraub is a great person in general. That's awesome. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Anybody who's a cat person, I love. So, um, but yeah, Joe Manganiello, he, he, he was asked po- point blank, like if he's returning his death stroke and he's like, he, he didn't say yes and he didn't say no. He said like, he said the news is Zach's to say. Like, he said the news, exactly. He's like, he, it's, that is above my NDA. I can't yeah. say. Maginello, his, like, the past five years of him about being Deathstroke has been like, yeah, it's not, yes, it's, it, it's not, yes, it's happening. What? What? Like, he's been so like, of course it's happening. Steve, let me ask you this. Oh. Let me ask you this. We know we're getting a Craven movie. We know we're yeah. getting a Craven movie. We know Joe Manganello played the original Flash in the Sam Raimi movies. What if they cast Joe Manganello now, who's much older as Craven? Ooh. First, I want to give a shout out to Joe Batali. He sent me the Craven's Last Hunt graphic novel. It's fantastic. It's my favorite fantastic Spider-Man story. story. It's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, I love yeah, it's it. It's a great so, one. So, uh, that the only way to do that justice-wise is you need to set up Craven properly. Like you need to understand like like Spider-Man can't be in the first half of the movie or we need Craven in a couple other movies. Uh, but they said Joe they're Maggie doing a Craven movie. The rumor was that they're doing a Craven movie and that Spider-Man does show up in the Craven movie eventually. Okay. Yeah, they didn't say for how long. I mean, this was the, I mean, well, I'm talking about a rumor from get, a year and a half ago. A, if we get a random Craven movie, if they can figure because I don't know his stories besides his last hunt. So if we get a random Craven movie that is good for his buildup to Spider-Man Craven's last hunt, then uh I'm all for it because What about uh, Joe, Joe Manganello? What about Joe Manganello yeah. as fucking Craven? He yeah. played Flash Thompson I mean, in the Sam Raimi Flash, movies. Like, uh, he was I, like that that like that's like a iconic like scene in general. Fresh baby faced fresh uh, baby faced Joe Manganello in the funny. Sam Raimi I know movies. Him from One Tree Hill. That's how I know him from dating Sophia Bush's character. Like oh, <laughs> man uh, but like he would be good, but honestly, like I really like he's good. Don't get me wrong. Like if they, if if it was announced that like, he was Craven, I'd be like, yes, do it. But I'm holding out for Stephen Lang as Craven. I don't. know. I've heard some weird fucking. You know, no, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. But that's I know. my personal choice. You I've know? Heard, like, well, just, I was I wanted so I wanted Stephen Lang as Cable. Oh yeah, for sure. But that's that would be better, I think. You guys, I, had I no agree. Idea. I that agree. Joe Joe Manganiello, Joe, Joe Manganiello in Slider Man. I'm looking up the images. Oh my god, I never knew that yeah. was him. Yeah, it's that him. was him. Yeah. I, but, oh, um, oh he. No, no I agree. Mr. But like, Mr. It, Sophia Vergara. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But oh. no, like, I, I, like, don't get me wrong. I would choose Cable over Craven in a. 
oh, in a minute. There were but. rumors. There were rumors of Jeffrey Dean Morgan at one time uh, as Craven. No, I don't like. Hold that. on, no, but then Craven. I'm not done. I'm not done okay. yet. I got one more for you. And Steve, I, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this fucking Craven um, fan casting. I don't know if it's been reported as like being like concrete, but I've actually heard rumors or fan castings of Rami Malik as oh, Craven. What? That's too young. That's way too young. That makes no sense. For the it, we wouldn't we would not get the last Craven story then. His last hunt makes no sense. The whole point of his story is he's already conquered everything. Rami Malek is not even 40 years Isn't old. Isn't he also too small? No, I don't care about his, his size. I mean, you can, you Rami can talk Malick about, you can talk like about fucking, years. you can talk about, uh, Michael Keaton being too small to play Batman at that point. He right. Was, yeah, yeah, he's no, the he's only, I think he's the only Batman who's not six foot. It, it, it's all about age with this. And Rami Malek, while he's a great actor, love him and, uh, Mr. Robot. Uh, he was actually pretty good in Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, he needs he needs twenty years. He, there's no way he can play Craven. Did you say no? Nope. Did sense. you say no, June, to him as uh, I, I Freddie Mercury? Rhapsody. Really? Fucking toss that for me. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, it's not bull. good. Fucking I give bull. it a taste. It like, it's, it's something like, great, but he was good. The, no, do you guys remember like in the late eighties? What's the like, lyrics? Those, those ABC like miniseries of like. A celebrity, like a Elizabeth Taylor story, it was like a two night miniseries. Like that the was temptations. Just, no, that's what me like that. That's what Bohemian Rhapsody was like to me. It was like those old ah. like ABC like two part miniseries. Bohemian like, Rhapsody was garbage. It no, was no, fucking. No, it was yeah. It was fucking. It was fucking. It was not a Freddie Mercury story. It was fucking. It was Brian May. It was Brian May of Queen. Fucking. It was. It was what it was the Freddie Mercury story that Brian May of Queen wanted to give us. It was not it was the Freddie Mercury bullshit. story. It was glorified a li- bullshit. It was like, it was a lifetime original movie. It was lifetime original movie quality. Well, shit. All right. I mean, seriously, I it was PG thirteen. For here, like you guys, you guys sound sound. Steve, Steve, oh, it was shit. it was a PG thirteen Queen movie for a guy that led a rated R life. You're, yep. you're not wrong there. That was my biggest critique about it. But I mean, sh- I mean, I thought it was fine. And in a fuck fine, it's, fuck fine. Impersonation is not yeah. acting. Robbie Malik did an impersonation of Freddie Mercury. That's not mm. necessarily acting. And I'm sorry, but that year, that Oscar should have gone. No, to Bradley no, Cooper. he does not deserve the Oscar. To, no, Bradley Cooper should have gotten that Oscar. That Ooh, no, I completely agree with that as well. I agree I with that. Oh. Jackson Maine. Jackson oh. Maine. I love oh, that movie. Yeah. What was that movie with fucking Lady Gaga? Stars Born. Oh. Fuck that movie. You're fucking out of your mind. That's You're out of your mind. Fuck that shit. You're fucking out of your mind. Saw that movie that twice in the theater. I hated that shit. That was fucking so soon when he dies at the end. Fuck that shit. Spoiler. Nah. Spoiler. Bullshit. No. Nah. No. Funny Girl. There's so many other movies that are better than that shit. No. No. Nah, fuck that. that. And it's a remake of a remake. Remake. No, does not deserve the the fucking Oscar glam. No, no, fuck that bullshit. Bradley no Cooper, way. That was that was the Oscar he should have won. I was so mad at that. No. Wait, no, no, no you're out of your you're out of your fucking mind, Steve. If you think that if you bottle down, no, I saw that movie. Nope, nope. I know. I can I can give it. I can say. Hold on. 
Hey, you! Shut up! All right. I can agree with Steve saying that he thinks that maybe Rami Malik was better. I don't agree with it, but I can I can see the point that maybe like Rami Malik, you know, deserved it. But to say that that fucking movie is trash, that is the, is that trash. is you're fucking trash, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Brian! If we were in the same room, I'd hug you right now. <laughs> I would too. I would too. I would too. The fact that I can call you trash and you want to hug me and I want to hug you back is just like an amazing fucking. Yeah. That's amazing. The second you said, I'm like, come here and hug me. It's like that's like a real conversation. I'm like, nah, I'll give a fuck. Like, come I'll give a I fuck. So I love you too, fuck dude. That movie. I love you. Oh, you're fuck fucking. You're out of your mind you're out of your mind yeah. nah, i hate that bullshit i hate the fucking love it gets you're all wrong i'll die on this hell fuck you all oh my god steve <laughs> yeah that was my favorite movie of that year it was great no, it was a great no, movie no okay so steve i will tell i will say this is not the most illogical argument that steve has made um you should go listen to the scenic cast movie review when we did the social network um, Where can I hear Steve say dumber things? Dude? Oh my god! No, <laughs> social network. That movie. Don't get me annoyed right now. The Social Network is an amazing movie. It was. It, it's a good half a movie. You're right. Oh god, I can't oh wait. God, to, Steve, I can't wait. I can't wait. To this might have. Hey, June, you brought up. This might have been a good up. half an episode had we not had Steve on this fucking thing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I agree, Brian. I agree. Steve brought the fire here. The he did. No, I'm Steve. In, I'm enjoying it. No, we need this. This is like this is like the fucking Jerry Springer train wreck at the end here, and we need Steve for this. Yeah. Well, I, I'm actually, Jerry Springer, I actually agree. I actually agree with Steve. I agree with Steve on the uh, social network thing. It's my least favorite David Fincher movie. Yeah, uh, it's a good. Uh, I, I don't hate movie. it, but it's it's not that. It's held oh. way too high. Oh, uh, that's uh, that's I insane. Love I love it. Thank I think it's great. I, I'm with you, Brian. I. One of my favorite. That's why Sorkin like works as well. I think Aaron Aaron Sorkin's even talking about doing a follow up to yes, the yes. social well, of network. Co- please, of course, he did because he didn't movie. finish. Yeah, thank you. Please finish the social network because we got half a fucking movie in that. I think that movie has dated really poorly too. Mm-hmm. Like now, ten years later. Yeah, I never it, I saw it in 2010. I saw it for the first time in 2020. I said I saw half a movie. Yeah, seeing it for the first time in 2020 is would be really glaring. I can't even imagine. Speaking so, of, yeah. uh, we talked about Army Hammer earlier. He was great in that movie too. But man, the Winkle, the Winkle Voss twins. Oh, that great bag. performances. The problem with that movie is the writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I thought I love Aaron. Any Aaron Sorkin touches is great, but like he, I just I thought that was so good. He won best screenplay. At the Didn't deserve it. Oh my yeah, god! Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, li- I like all of his other work too. Wow, this episode, I tell you. This well, is a like, bad it's like, episode. It's like, Isn't it? Isn't it's, it's, it's terrible. terrible. It's a great episode. It's a, when, no, when it's for the fucking, uh, with a re- revenant. That was only because he was great in everything else. So if you're saying Aaron Sorkin won for the best screenplay of uh, Social Network, that's because he didn't win for A Few Good Men or any of his other great work. That's how the Oscars work. People, it is snap, snap. work. They just finally give it to you, no matter well, what the movie you're thinking. Well, yeah, like I feel like I feel mm-hmm. like DiCaprio finally got it for like you know, yeah, uh, what was his it? For the, the Revenant. Yeah, his, yeah that, that movie did deserve an Oscar. Well, he, he didn't. He didn't deserve an Oscar for that performance. He just basically he was doing. He was just putting his body through the ringer in that movie, right? Right, but he deserved it for Wolf of Wall Street. I agree. I agree you with know? you. With finally, finally, the Oscars. Finally, oh, you finally, you're, you're, 
your cinematography, your that it's finally grown where we can finally accept you as someone. It's very rare. Like uh, was it Michelle Williams? It's very rare someone that young wins that like that quickly. Oh fucking uh, Jennifer Lawrence won pretty quick too, yeah. didn't she? Yeah, and Brie right, Brie right. Larson, Brie Larson, right in pl- Brie Larson and uh, the. Uh, I did not see the room, so I or room, so I don't know. I cannot quote on that, but um, uh, Silver Linings Playbook, like that was her last best performance for Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, she was great in that fucking what was that movie with uh, Amy uh, Adams and uh, Oh American, American Hustle. Hustle. American Hustle. She was amazing oh, yeah, in American yeah, Hustle. Yes, 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 you're right. You're right. I agree with that as well. You're yeah, right. fuck you're off, right. Steve. Yeah, you're right, you're Spoiler, right. Steve. No, no, but that no, was right. part of you're the right. David O. Russo like trio. It's the same, it's yeah. the same year though. The third one was Joy. Yeah, I remember which was the Joy. worst. And that uh, yeah, I didn't good. see that one. I saw American Hustle. Joy was that movie where she was the lady that made mops. Yeah, she yeah. like sold mops and shit. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie with Greg no. Kinnear? You ever see the movie with Greg Kinnear where he was the guy that invented the windshield wiper? No. <laughs> no, I want to though. A, I want to now too, but I didn't realize that was a thing that existed. Greg Kinnear made a movie where he was the guy who invented the uh, windshield wiper, and it's a good hang movie. On. I gotta find. Hang on. Jake, do you remember when Greg Kinnear hosted later after Bob Costas did? I do. He's – dude, Greg Kinnear stepped into that fucking show and, man, <laughs> dude, Greg Kinnear fucking killed it from day one. It was like he was made to do that shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm Googling Greg Kinnear. I wrote Greg Kinnear and then I typed in W-I-N and then what popped up was Greg Kinnear windshield wipe. You bet your fucking ass Hilarious. it did. <laughs> Flash of genius. 2008. Greg Kinnear. Oh my God. What was it called? Oh, uh, Flash of Genius. Um, actually, Alan Alda. Oh, I love That's Alan Alda. You yeah, know, you ever uh, notice how Alan Alan Alda sounds just like Howard Stern? Oh yeah, that's a, that's hilarious. I never thought of that, but now oh that my you say god, it, you're identical. right. He does yeah, they have the oh, same shit. fucking voice, Alan Alda that's and Howard Stern. It's older, it's even more apparent. I think. Wow. When I was a teenager, and Howard Stern was running for governor of New York. I bought the official Howard Stern for Governor T-shirt. Do you still have it? it? I don't. It got, dude. I wore that fucking shirt so much. It had so many holes in it. By the time I wore that shirt, Uh, I uh, I loved Howard Stern back in the day. Oh yeah. No. Um. So Lauren Graham was also in this Greg Kinnear Lunch Wiper movie. Um. She was, you know, Lorelai and Gilmore Girls. Um, and then what's the movie called? You keep calling it the Great. I said, no, oh. I she said, said the title like three fucking times. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Um, and then you know who else was in this? Tatiana Maslany. Tatiana Maslany. She was in this. Oh she my god! A person named Kathy. Can you imagine Tatiana Maslany and Rami Malek in a movie together? I think the universe would. It would fucking shatter. collapse. Yeah. What it would be called? like a rip in the space time continuum. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I missed it again, too. (laughs) I got you, Jake. And what were you guys talking about? Anyway. Oh, my God. Stronger? What what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. That's not a couple of drinks. You 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 ever watch that movie with Spoiler Steve called What the Fuck is Wrong with You? You ever see that one? Right Every now. episode. Movie. You're, we're fucking living it. <laughs> one of my favorite Greg Kinnear movies is Autofocus. You remember that movie about the guy from Hogan's Heroes? 
Oh. oh my god um the guy from hogan's heroes that fucking he's murdered and nobody knows why it's like still an unsolved mystery is yeah. that is that what you're talking about the fucking the the guy who yeah yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about he was into all kinds of weird sex shit yes shit. yes that's a great fucking movie oh my god dude that's one of those mysteries like i wish they would solve like who the fuck killed that dude <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, Unknown. They should put that on fucking. Do you ever see the history. fucking Sam Rockwell movie where he plays the the host from the Gong Show that says oh, he fucking? Uh, that's one of my all time favorite movies. George Clooney directed that. Yes, it's his directorial uh, debut. And yeah, he a fucking. Mind. What's it? A dangerous mind. Yeah, and he's confessions. Confessions of a confessions of a dangerous mind. And he was like, uh, he was like in the CIA. He said. Yeah, yeah, all yes. kinds of crazy shit. And that movie's um, fucking nuts. What was the host's name? Barry. His name was Barry something. The host of the Gong Show. Very something. <laughs> For some reason, now I'm, I'm drawing a blank. The, are you sure it's Barry? I'm pretty sure his name's Barry. Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris. Okay, you're right. I'm wrong. It was oh, Drew Barris. Confessions Drew of a Teenage Mind. Yep. No. Dangerous Mind. Dangerous Mind. Confessions of a Teenage right. Mind. Yeah. Actually, Michael Sarah <laughs> played the young Chuck Barris. Wow. Do you remember when fucking Screech Dustin Diamond was on the Wonder Years? <laughs> no. Oh my god. <laughs> was I didn't really? know that was a thing. Yeah. Dustin Diamond was a reoccurring character on the Wonder Years in gym class. He was like one of the students with uh with uh Kevin Kevin Arnold. Oh shit, no. <laughs> Look was it up. Yes. In the okay, I'm looking at the images. Yeah, he's in gym class. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what was it season four or five then? Because I only saw like the first like two seasons. I feel growing up. Oh man! Oh, I watched every episode of the fucking Wonder Years. I watched the finale just to see what happens. Oh, he, he did! He did not end up with Winnie. He did not end up with Winnie. That is the worst finale I've ever seen. He's, there's a fucking he's, he's working at a hotel. There's a fucking band or something. Like, what the fuck is happening? This is, he left home. Uh, like, what a horrible finale of a show. Like, I feel so bad for uh, Savage. Like, what the fuck is this? Fuck. <laughs> it was Savage. So bad. It was so bad. What a horrible ending. Yeah. Oh my god! Like I'd be so pissed if I was in the '80s or early '90s and that was the finale. I'd be like, "What? I waited five years for this? Like this is you know, you know what? I did. I did go through that with uh, How I Met Your Mother. What a horrible ending! Oh my god! That was, Fuck you! That's one of, Fuck I you for How I Met Your Mother's ending. Oh my god! Hey, the only that reason last I, season pissed me off so much. So Not even the I, last season, but it was the last few seasons. The no, last especially. The was, last I think for me, the last especially. season, like I watched that from day one. Like, I remember seeing the commercial, like the new friends of the millennia. I was like, what the fuck is this? I saw the pilot. And I was like, this is pretty good. And all of a sudden, you know, five, six years, seven years later go, goes by. You get this final s- season. You're just like, the fuck is this? Oh, man. Yeah, I loved it, it Neil Patrick Harris. Different. No, it made it. How about your mother made itself out from the beginning from that pilot episode was like, we're going to be different than your typical sitcoms. Like we're answering that question of the it was will so they won't good. they? We're going to answer that question in the pilot episode. The will they won't they? Yeah, we're already telling you they won't. Uh, how in but, the fuck know, is? But stick around. But stick around for the journey, right? Like that was ballsy and that was bold and it was new. And then you just just that. Yo, that the finale. kids that did that they they filmed the finale they in like a couple of the different first versions. season. They like they, they knew about that finale from like day two. 
Well, they knew about wow. that possibility. No, they filmed <sighs> a couple. Apparently, they filmed a couple of different versions of the oh, finale. Oh, really? So, because the kids would, they were supposed to stay the same age, but this would be yeah. There was one. So. There was one fucking. No, they they, they filmed it. Filming the kids were done with season two. They filmed everything. Right. They filmed right. it. They 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 filmed those kids and those kids. They filmed it in so many different ways that they watched in one version. They watched um, Glenn from The Walking Dead die. And then in another version, they watched uh, one of the one of the Stark girls die from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Lucille didn't exist in one world. That's how many fucking ways they filmed that fucking ending to that shit. They watched. It was uh, insane. Oh my god, I don't know. I'm just glad you're as pissed as I am because I was. I loved that show until the I end. I was like, "What are you doing finale. to me?" Like, oh, uh, that fucking I went on a whole yeah. thing. I went on a whole thing on Lenny and Mark's. Um, um, I just lost the name of the. Nerdaholics. Yes, yeah, no, not Nerdaholics. I know that Nerdaholics, the one that they're, the little spinoff one that they're doing. What's your story? Yes, what's your story? So like they did, <laughs> I did an episode of What's Your Story, and like I did, I went on like my soapbox on the How I Met Your Mother season, like series finale. I went on a whole thing. Oh, I need to listen to that one. Yeah, so. I, I actually, I'm never going to listen to it now. I'm just kidding. I, I thought you it was. T- I, you know. You know. I'm sure Brian's already. You don't really. To it. You I know, have not. You really don't. You don't have to listen to it. So, tune. You are a delight. It was, <laughs> I mean, it was fun. Too. I loved. Yeah, I loved Mark and Lenny. So it was like, oh, I'll do this. You know, get to talk with Mark and Lenny. That's cool. June, you are a delight. Did you like that, Brian? I knew yeah, that you was like that. That was. <laughs> June, you are a delight. <laughs> You are delightful. You are a delightful human being. You're very loud right now. Me? I'm very loud? No, me. Oh, God. All all episode you've been loud. Cutting cutting me off, not thinking that I'm going to go with Future Man. And I, I, dude, I had that shit wrapped up, dude. I had that shit wrapped up. I knew what the fuck I was talking about. I do it. You know, I. I do it. I fucking do it. The second I said it, I was like, fucking blind knows that shit. I know that fucking shit. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? You think this is some second-rate podcast that fucking gets put in the wrong category in the Discover Pods fucking uh, awards? Yeah, we we are definitely in the wrong fucking category. No, you know what? Someone out there thinks thinks that you are just as profound – as this American life. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this is one of our most cultured episodes ever. I mean, I you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most, mostly you thanks to You guys have like risen to that level. You guys, somewhere out there, someone's like, you know, you guys are like, you guys are, you guys are just way beyond anyone else's level. June, June, like, you are a delight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck the 50s shit. I'm going back to the 20s. June, yeah. you are a delight. June, you are a delight. You are a delight. Do you remember, hey, do you remember, do you remember the 90s group? You're like a sweet caramel flavor. You know what I'm saying? Like you, a delight. Oh man. You know, that was, was kind of creepy. Yeah, like can oh, we just, fine. can we just, I'll, I'll, I'll go back a bit. You just got me too. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> Chill out, Bill Cosby. All right, okay, all right. Nobody, nobody wants to have a drink with you, Steve. All right, chill the fuck out. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Do you oh remember? D- you remember D Light from the nineties? Yeah, uh, Groove is in the heart. Groove is in the heart. Yeah, that's what I love that song. Yeah, she was going to be Catwoman at one point, or she was auditioning for the role. No, really. 
Yeah. I didn't, I Do you remember when that. she was on Saturday Night Live when she was the musical guest? Mm-hmm. I loved it. She was fantastic. Fuck yeah. <laughs> she was a delight. Steve. She oh. was a delight. Oh, I fell for that one. This is way too old for you, Steve. You have never oh, heard yeah. of it. Oh, you don't. Yeah. You have no idea. You're lost right now. What? Prodigy? What? Prodigy? Delight? What? Marky Mark with the Funky Bunch? What? Huh? What? CNC music? What? Factory? What? Huh? Technotronic? Technotronic? Pump up the jam? What are you talking? What? Huh? What? Pump, pump the jam. Pump it up while the beat is thumping. <laughs> they made like eight singles and they all sound exactly the they same. They did. They, they all do, right? Dude. Even I know those. They need to play that fucking video on that Apple fucking music shit. That fucking video is amazing. Jake wakes up tomorrow, pump up the jam. The oh my god. Hands. With the parachute hands. And doing the running man. I love the Christian Slater movie even too. Oh, uh, pump up the volume. Which That's one? what it was pump called. Volume. Yeah. yeah. What's that? Oh my, pump up the volume was an amazing oh movie. Slater Tunnel, cause I do not know any of these. You movies. cannot stream it oh, you anywhere. Can watch that. You can watch Cuffs. <laughs> oh, fucking Cuffs. You cannot stream pump up the volume anywhere. Really? That's crazy. Can you buy it? I don't know if you, you might be able to buy it on Amazon, but you can't stream it, it up right now. Uh, yeah, where, right. Where's my phone? Where, oh, oh fucking a! It. It's not even on iTunes, dude. I'm telling watch? you, is it on Just Watch anywhere? I don't think so, dude. Damn. He like starts like a pirate radio station. Is the plot of the movie, dude? It's so good. And then, like, at the end of the movie, he's fucking, like, in a Jeep and shit, driving around with this pirate radio station until the fucking cops show up and shit and fucking, like, shut that shit down. But, like, oh, it was so good. I love that he, movie. Well, he, you know, he was one of those, like, the 90s darlings. You know? Christian Slater? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, he was in Robin Hood. He was, in, remember, he was in The Wizard with Kevin. What Robin Hood? Yes, he was. With, uh, with Kevin Arnold with fucking Fred Savage. And yeah. I, I mean, to me, that movie starred the Power Glove in Super Mario Three. Yeah, well, you guys really connecting it together. It was uh, I know from the nineties. The fucking uh, the wizard. Heights. The wizard had fucking Bo Bridges and Christian Slater in it, Jake. Oh, remember? Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it was it Bo Bridges? Yeah, it was Bo Bridges. Lloyd Bridges was the dad who died, who was on Seinfeld for a few episodes. From Hot Shots. Jeff Bridges, man, he's got fucking, what was it? What's he got? What's Leukemia, right? Didn't they say the prognosis is good, though, for him? Oh, he just, yeah, he just tweeted that, right? Yeah. Yeah. He has lymphoma. There you go, my bad. Um, no, uh, Chris Slater, remember True Romance? Come on. I love please. True Romance. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, Scary that's like the most famous the movie you brought guy. up. It was, tr- uh, True Romance had like the most amazing cast ever. You had Patricia Arquette, you had fucking Val Kilmer. Yeah, Tarantino wrote it. Tarantino wrote it, Val Kilmer. Gary, Gary Oldman was the bad dude. Gar- well, you know who Val Kilmer was, right? Uh, in the mirror, Elvis. the voice of Elvis yes. fucking Presley, and then you had fucking Brad Pitt, you had James Gandolfini, you had Christopher yep. Walken, you had Dennis Hop, Dennis, hold on, Dennis Hopper. I'm not fucking done. I'm not fucking Dennis done. Wasn't that? Yeah, Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken, um, fucking yeah, Gary Oldman was in that movie. I'm trying to think who else. The True Romance had like a Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot. Oh, bring it back. <laughs> Wait, we're on True Romance now? True Romance. True Romance. Okay. I've not seen that one. 
That was no, like what ninety three. Ninety three. Right? Yeah, I've not seen that one. Movie. I was I was five years old, so I have not seen that one. That would have not been appropriate for your age group. Probably. I mean, it probably wasn't appropriate for me when I, I think I was like fourteen. Holy <laughs> 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 yeah, shit! We <laughs> no, we, we were fine watching it. Age. 11 i don't know i need to see that one it's so good it it's is good. really good i think it holds up too steve i think you would like it it does okay. hold up okay christian slater fucking goes to like the uh he goes to a sunny chiba fucking film festival meets Honestly, patricia he's in heathers too right he's in heathers yeah yeah, yeah i, I know, need to go on was christian like, slater because like i'm a 90s darling dude like he was, he like, was another, right like, 90s he's darling. gleaming the cube what's that yeah. It's a skateboard gleaming movie, and it cube? fucking gleaming. It's gleaming the cube, which I, I have no idea that. what gleaming the cube means. Gleaming the cube is such a great fucking movie, and it's like uh, one of Tony Hawk's first fucking movie appearances. Jake, what? Oh, that's right, that's right. Ooh, I used to use attention. that movie all the time back when we played the movie game because you really fuck people with Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I might have to go on a Christian Slater. Uh... Uh, rabbit hole the next uh, for the scenic cast at least for the next year. And then Dude, you need to have a Christian Slater month where you just watch Christian yeah. Slater movies. You, you can't, no, you can't like, forget yeah. the super sappy one, uh, Untamed Heart with Rosie Perez and uh, Mary Stewart. I've Masterson. never seen that myself. Damn. Is it Mary Stewart Masterson? I, the, only reason, the only reason I know who Christian Slater is is because of uh, Mr. Robot. Oh my no, god, that's no, fucked no, up. Man. That is fucked up, dude. That's messed up. Like I, I honestly like he's a blind spot for me in general. Like I don't know the cat, like the the actor besides wow. Mr. Robot. Oh man, he was yeah. so good in Heather's. Like they, people were comparing like his cadence See, and, a, and his voice. Was it Winona Ryder? Right? Yeah, Winona Ryder. Oh, love. She was her. great in that too. Do you know the main Heather, the one that drank the the bleach, the whole house yeah. cleaner? She's she passed away. Oh really? Yeah, so I can't remember what it was. I think it was like some kind of like she had some kind of like disease or something. You mean the the actress who played the main Heather? Yeah, there were three Heathers and she was the main Heather and she passed away. Yeah. Did you guys see that the fucking there's a documentary coming out next week called Wolfman's Got Nards? And it's about Yes, it's a it's a fucking documentary about the Monster Squad movie. And I think it's directed seen it, Steve. I think it's Wait, directed. The actual original Monster Squad from the 30s? What the fuck? I don't know what that, I don't even know what that is. Like, like Frankenstein, Wolfman, like all like. The Not the Universal, the, this is the Universal Monsters, but this is the 1980s Monster Squad movie. Oh, my bad. Okay. Jake, you saw the fucking, that, that, that movie's coming out. It's a documentary about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that news. I'm excited for that. I is think that it's. Gonna be pretty easily accessible. Uh, probably VOD, I would imagine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out. But I think it's directed by the kid that played like the I main lead. I think you're right. I think you're right. Someone in the cast or is directing it. I knew that. Oh my god, I love that movie when I was a kid, dude. Yeah, Monster great. Squad. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was almost like a Goonies rip. It was, except with like monsters. Like yes. The- the Universal Monsters, you had Wolfman, you had fucking Mummy, you had Frankenstein, Dracula, you had like the, yeah. the creature from the Black Lagoon. It was such a, and like all the character designs that they had in it were fantastic. Like the Wolfman looked like the Wolfman. It looked so good. The transformation was good. Oh my God. I loved it. And, um, 
all the kids were so good in that movie. They had like their, like you said, like, yeah, yeah, like the Goonies, they had like their own version of Chunk, that kid that kicked Wolfman, <laughs> like in the dick. Like, like one of the questions they had was like, does the Wolfman have balls? And the kid kicks the Wolfman in the dick and he like grabs his crotch and he's like, Wolfman's got nards. And it's, it's, it's one of the funniest fucking okay. scenes in the movie. And that's what the documentary is called is Wolfman's got nards. That's what the documentary is called. That's the title of the fucking documentary because it's like should be called, it's, right? that, exa- that, that was the line of the movie. It's, like, we wanted to see the movie because of that line. It's I mean, one of the most quotable fucking. Yeah, it's so good. I love that. I fucking want to movie. continue saying that Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman's got nards. That's the name nards. of the documentary, dude. I still need I to, to see, see it now just because of the title. Have you heard about the Showgirls documentary? That no. I have not heard about. There's a no. Showgirls documentary that came out like a few months ago. It's called You Don't Know Me. And like, know me spelled N O M I, which is the oh, name, I main character. Hear about this. Yeah, fucking. Uh, it's huge. Yeah, well, uh, Verhoeven directed that movie under a yeah. surname, like a, not a surname, a different name, pseudonym. like an alias. Pseudonym. pseudonym, thank you. And so like, uh, but like this, this movie talks about the people that fucking, like, it's one of the worst movies that was ever made, but it's like, these are the people that appreciate and love that movie and they talk yeah. about, uh, oh, it's, it's a cult, cult, it's, it's cult classic. No, no, I've heard, yeah, 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 I've heard watch it. I, I try to make him watch it, right? He got like 20 minutes into it and he was like, this is so, I can't. He's like, this is just so terrible. He's like, I, just, I can't do it. He's like, this is I hate the those worst. Movies. And I was Ugh. like, no, you have to watch it. I'm like, it's hilarious. He was just like, it, this isn't funny. This isn't like bad funny. It's just bad. And I said, no, it's so bad. It's funny. And I, I might be with your so husband. Hard. Just, just, just knowing June, just knowing you for a couple of years now and like your husband's face, I might. Might be siding with your husband. No idea what this is, but I might be siding with your husband. I don't know. I thought it was going to be hilarious. I thought like we were going to watch this be hilarious, and he was like, "No, this is just I can't." What's the What's the official title? You don't know me. But N O M I. N O M I. Can we take a restroom break real quick? Yeah, fuck it. Fucking old school. are so fresh. Snap! All right, we're back. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We're talking about stupid shit. The whole fucking episode is just stupid shit, which is not even... I don't know. The people aren't going to like this. This is great. No, people are not going to like this, Steve. It's garbage. No way. The the people are going to love this. We're going to win that award. You're fucking out of your mind. I love you. I love all of you, but... No, dude, you, I'll, I'll hug you harder and Brian harder no, because no way. I love this is so this much. is a great episode. This You're all wrong. Sucks, you guys. Like, I'm talking. I I'm fucking. Terrible. It's terrible. I'm talking to HR about your fucking hard hugs. I mean, this episode is disgusting. You know. You guys ever go? You guys, all of you. <laughs> that's what you're trying to do, and that's why I'm talking to HR. But you know, <laughs> here's the thing. You ever go to Wendy's and get a frosty? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You like frosties? Of course. Have you ever had a frosty chino? Oh, they're delicious. A what? I haven't had one, Jake. They're good. Yeah, I love them. They fucking take coffee and they mix it with a frosty and they call it a frosty chino. Yeah, I, I, I'm oh. not sure. I, I think Wendy's breakfast overall is fucking A plus plus. It's so fucking good. Oh my god, they have the best potato products at Wendy's breakfast. 
I've never had Wendy's breakfast. I've never had yeah, Wendy's just, breakfast either. It just started either. like five months ago. Uh, and it, oh, I can't recommend it enough. All the sandwiches a, are a, good. Oh. I need a new breakfast place because um, Chick-fil-A is not a good place, so. Ah, oh, June. Oh, June. What are we going to do with you? <laughs> Jesus Christ, June. You know what? I will say their chicken biscuits are great, though. <laughs> the waffle fries are fucking good. They do have really good waffle fries. I don't eat oh, at Chick-fil-A man. anyway. Y'all don't even have them up there. Yeah, we do. We got yeah, fucking what? Chick-fil-A. Shut the fuck up. We got Chick-fil-A. I didn't know that. I, didn't, I thought that was like a my region thing. That shit's nationwide now. There's like four. I could go to four different Chick-fil-A's oh. in like a 20-minute drive. I got a fucking Chick-fil-A in my bedroom. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> do, you guys have, uh, wait, do you guys have Zaxby's up there? What? No. Okay. Got a what? It's really good. Zaxby's. It's like a chicken wing place. Oh, I've heard of it. We've got a place called Slim Chickens. <laughs> that we do. I think they closed. Or at least the one here did. Yeah, we still got one. Like Slim Pickens. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it's a play on, Steve. <laughs> well done, Steve. Well done, Steve. <laughs> I felt like I had to add to something, so I was like, oh, I'll throw in here. Uh, oh, my God, Steve. Oh, isn't it past your bedtime? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Steve, what are you drinking tonight? Okay, I started with this oh, Dr. Oh, God. Now cream he, soda mix. Uh, now I'm, doing, I'm, uh, now I'm drinking hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I, I, uh, I drove up to Pittsburgh like two weeks ago. And in Pittsburgh, we found Dr. Pepper cream soda flavor. We were like, holy shit. Brought that back down to Florida. I mixed that with uh, Jim Bean double oak, twice barreled. Which is pretty good. I had two drinks of that. Whoa. They don't just barrel that once. They barrel it twice. Yeah. That's twice barrel? Double brine, double oak. Holy fuck. You know what I got? You know what I got in my fucking cupboard right now? I I, I, shit. Yeah. I got a fucking, yeah, pile of shit. I took a shit in my cupboard, Steve. (laughs) You nailed it. You nailed it. I couldn't make it to the fucking bathroom one night and I took a shit in my cupboard. I've been there. I mean, what? Dude, yeah, I've been there. Um, no, I fucking bought, um, I bought baked beans that are Dr. Pepper flavored like months oh, ago. Those are so what? good. Are they good? Shut the fuck up. Are those good? Dude, I've ate like 20 cans of those in the last two months. It's Dude, like my what? go to fucking snack. Dude, I I've, so much. I've, Dr. Pepper beans? Yeah. Yeah, baked those? beans. But what? I was like, I don't know if that's going to be good or not. They are good. Dude, I bought Dr. Who makes them? Who's making them? I don't know. I got them in my fucking cupboard right now. I could pull it out if you really want me to. Find out who oh, makes I, them. I knew I'm at so one point. Confused. Hold on. So Let me go confused. grab it. Hold on. I'm going to go grab it. Who they the KC with? Master Beast Beans. And they... Oh, they're this fucking isn't like good. Nestle Too Low? Like Nestle Toll House <laughs> Beans? <laughs> nice friends reference there. Thank you, Jim. Right. I got so it. I got it. I got it. It's from the Serious Bean Company. Sweet and a bit sassy Dr. Pepper baked beans. I've had this. What? Uh, dude, I've had this in my fucking uh, cupboard for a year. I'm scared okay, okay. to fucking try it. Oh, you need to bust uh, that I mean, shit open or just, or just send it yeah. over. It shit is good. Dude, I, dude, I was thinking. I was like. What do you do with it? I just you fucking just make- jump it in a bowl, microwave it, and eat the whole fucking can. Okay. There's a two-pack on sale on Amazon for ten eighty one. What did they stop making it? 
Huh? No, we still we still stock it and get it from the warehouse at Schnucks. Yeah, I got I got a fucking can. I was like, one day I'm gonna get so drunk and I'm not gonna have anything in the house, <laughs> and this is what I'm gonna fucking eat. You're gonna be glad for that day, dude. I'm well, shit, man. I haven't heard anything about it, so like Jake, I might ask you to like fucking ship this to me, and I'll pay you extra because I'm intrigued because I don't know what the fuck this is. I have not seen it anywhere in the bean section. Yeah, I can hook you up. And if you need more of that Dr. Pepper cream soda, we got that out the fucking ass here, too. Dude, it tastes so good. It's like, this is is delicious. Right? Like this, like, I haven't had anything that good for a soda since Pepsi Blue in the year 2000. Pepsi Blue sounds like. Pepsi Blue was garbage. Yeah, (laughs) fuck you guys. That was delicious. I love that shit. Actually, it blew. You and I watched On the Rocks, and you know how they kept drinking martinis? So as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, God, I really want a fucking martini. And so I went to make, like, I had the vodka and the maroon, and then the only thing I didn't have, I didn't have, like, olives or anything. And so I substituted capers. Cause that was what? The- it worked. Holy it shit. was really good. It was good. It was shit really good. You know what really I good. need? Okay. You know what I so really want? Of olives. I really want a, uh, a break from this podcast. Yeah, we should go. I really want to. Let's just end this shit. I really. Actually, I want a mojito is what I want. Are we done? I don't know. I I had some Star Wars news, but it was Star Wars news from last week. I don't even. Who gives a fuck, right? (laughs) Fuck that shit. No one cares now. No one cares. Mandalorian comes out in less than a week. Yeah. Well, it was. Talking about that next episode. Exactly. John, John Favreau was saying that they could still do it. Mandalorian movie, but like that's way off. There's, he's in no hurry to make one. He says we're definitely open to it and excited to see where the story leads us and have that flexibility because there's no rule book now. Technology is always offering new opportunities to tell stories in a fresh way. It's a very exciting time to be doing this, and I feel very grateful that we're able to do the work remotely because of the nature of the technology that we're dealing with. So we're continuing. To try to move forward and keep the ball rolling. Yeah, he's talking about, you know, he's not shooting down a Mandalorian movie. It could happen, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, you were right. That, that news Pepsi blew. <laughs> Actually, you know, I do have a question about the Mandal. Like, so. Wait, we're recording? Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve thinks like the last three hours haven't been recorded. It's been a while. No, um, the, the technology though that they're using for the Mandalorian though, the volume, like the big like LED screen kind of like fishbowl that they're using. I yeah. mean, have other place have other properties tried to do? I mean, it Thor's like doing that it. Is Thor rag uh, the new Thor movie, Love and Thunder is going to be using it. Okay, I was, I was just wondering though, after watching the the gallery on Disney Plus and watching that episode on the volume specifically, I was like. Every, everyone needs to jump on this because it seems like this is a really great way to make, you know, these, I don't know, these movies where you need a, a lot of, like, instead of having to use green screen, yeah, you know, all the time, like, this is, like, something that everyone should be using. No, the, the new Batman movie, I saw an article like a week or two ago saying that they're using the same technology as the Mandalorian. And it's the same fucking article that Cover read where they're going to do a 52-minute fucking Mandalorian <laughs> season one opener. Season two great opener. article. You know what I'm saying? It's a great fucking article, man. 
Oh, so good. Is it the scene that cast periodical? I'm kidding. Oh my god. Thing. Soon 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 that'll be a thing. I'm redoing the website right now. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be written by you. You'll have you'll have full control. No. No, I'm good. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> this episode fucking sucks. This episode is Fuck terrible. You, Brian, this, this is great. Sucks. This episode is fucking garbage. Oh my god. You know what? I got real drunk, so I'm happy. I didn't. I, right I didn't even get real drunk. I was hoping to get so drunk that I eat these fucking Dr Pepper beans, but that ain't happening. It's a fucking canned good. Oh, it's that's a, probably good till twenty twenty four. These are good until tw- uh, August. Uh, what is it? Best by August twenty twenty one. I still got plenty of fucking time. I got a fucking. I got less than a year, but I can still rock these things. I don't know. I'm scared to eat them. I don't care what Jake says. They're fucking good. Jake. Are you scared because they're going to be so good? Is that why you're scared? They're going to be too good? No, it's Dr. Pepper and beans. (laughs) Have you ever, Dr. Pepper and beans. You've never had, like, Dr. Pepper, like, has traditionally been used as, like, a seasoning like that. You've never had Dr. Pepper, like, barbecue sauce? I have, and it's good. Oh, it's fucking delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Brian, what do you know? (laughs) What the fuck? Oh, yeah. All these five star restaurants out there using Dr. Pepper as a seasoning. I forgot. Yeah. Well, five star restaurants. Jesus. All right. 22 <laughs> seasonings. They could be. You don't know. Yeah, they could be. I will They're take just lying it. lying to you that it's that, some like fancy semantics. Give me that Dr. Pepper mahi mahi. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing though if that's actually what like all these like high end restaurants are doing. Except they're just lying and saying, oh, it's. Something else. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the the uh, baked salmon uh, in a light vinaigrette sauce. No, sir. We only use Dr Pepper here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shit's fucking good. If it was like Mountain Dew baked beans, I'd fucking throw that shit away. But oh, Dr Pepper. Oh. Yeah, man. They have taste. Fucking Jake. Fucking eating <laughs> oh, his shit. his yeah, fucking royal crown baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> These Dr. Pepper baked beans are available oh, in stock at my local Walmart. Oh, wow. You sound excited as fuck. I am excited as fuck. I'm going to go get these. June's tomorrow. starting up the car right now. Can't wait to get <laughs> these be, fucking don't beans. Don't be promoting oh. that non-union piece of shit store. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the winning for next week. Your own Dr. Pepper Also, beans. I'm not getting in. Just, just, I'm not getting in the car right now because I am in no condition. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll fucking run a contest. I'll run a contest who can who can win my Dr. Pepper big beans. <laughs> <laughs> Probably be the most interesting. No shit, <laughs> no shit. We had like fucking seven people enter the fucking spontaneous one, but I'll have like seven hundred people enter this fucking Dr. Pepper big beans bullshit. I I I participated <laughs> in the sympathy jaws thing. Oh yeah, sympathy jaws. <laughs> I did that. I literally had nobody enter that contest. I know, and then we all felt really bad, so we sent you like the "We Love You, Brian" no video. One? No one. No one entered for jaws. It was because I made it too difficult. I wanted people to like do something creative, and like we have uh, zero creative listeners that wanted to take part in anything. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I did. The, you want us to recite a line from the movie, and I think. Everyone was like, we don't want to do the, we need a bigger boat. Yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, I wanted people to quote the shark still. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nom, 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 nom. Yeah. yeah. 
Greg Alenti made like a speech, and it was pretty awesome. It was pretty funny. We need a bigger boat. Num num. <laughs> oh my, Steve, you you're drunk. Go home. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm home already. Right. We're good. <laughs> we need a bigger bowl. Num num. That's like me. Dr. Pepper pig. Good God. Oh God, yeah. I these Dr. Pepper baked beans just been chilling in my fucking cupboard for months. Oh, they're so good. They're like sure a, it's not, never happened. I might just buy another can to sit there next to it. <laughs> never eat it. Get some Mr. Pip beans. Look at the new design. That's, that's how nobody cares about this. Walmart's got those Dr. Thunder beans. <laughs> Dr. Thunder beans. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Thunder. I love the generic names for fucking sodas. I need to chronicle all like the you know like keep a list of like the generic names for sodas at different fucking places. Someone made a Kickstarter game where it was every Doctor Pepper variation in a fighting game. It like, like Doctor Thunder and like all the different like Doctor Pepper knockoffs and like a Street Fighter Two like game. That's uh-huh. ridiculous. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, we're done. Yeah, we're done. Are we? I'm fucking. Yeah, I'm, yeah, fucking, I'm, I'm sorry, God. Steve. Sorry. Right. Fucking done with you. <laughs> fucking done, guys. I don't know. I'm, we're coming back, Jake. I don't even have a guest lined up. Episode, right? I am very sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry. I oh my god! Even Jim is myself. I'm sorry. I think it's a good episode, Steve. The last hour, PCL Steve has become one of my favorite new things. <laughs> oh, thank, Jake, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. Yeah. I someone understands me. Yeah, you're lucky you have that one endorsement. <laughs> you know what, Brian? I love you, but fuck you. But I love you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on the same page with Jake on that one. But uh, I'm fine. I'm drink, drink a few more drinks, June. You too. Get more, more drinks. I'm drinking still. No. Damn it! I want to thank all of our. I want to thank all of our. I want to thank all of our listeners for all the iTunes reviews that they provided this week that I could read. That was a lot of fun. Fuck you. Fuck you for listening to this show. Oh, wait, I was supposed to do that. I forgot to do it. I stopped. you don't do it when you're on the fucking episode. Well, I felt bad. You yeah, should. You, you're like you were like un like you you couldn't even respond to shit when you were being talked to because you were writing a review, which is I exactly know, why you don't write a review writing. while you're doing the episode. I know I'm not good at multitasking. Wait, let me self promote real, real quick. Plug in before you end this, Brian. <laughs> Uh, oh, Christ. Hey, uh, tomorrow, CNET Movie Reviews, we're doing Rebecca Spontaneous and Hitchcocktober is continuing with Notorious, uh, with Stephanie Chapman and Brooke Doherty, uh, as guest hosts. Check us out, uh, episode 206 of CNET Movie Reviews. You feel better oh, now? You feel better now, Steve? You got all that out there? <laughs> Actually, so yeah, Steve, I, I, I thought that went well. No, I do. I love Brooke Stephanie. And that's that's a win for me, Jake. Yeah, I mean, take what you can get, I guess, huh? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> you reached out to all all three of our listeners. <laughs> it's been rough times, rough times here at PCL. It's unprecedented times, you guys. Oh man, I'm so sick of hearing that shit. I'm so I hate that fucking word now. I hate that word so much. Times. Well, welcome to your wel- welcome to your new normal. New normal. Go fuck off with your new normal. Yeah. Welcome to your new normal. (laughs) 
God. There's nothing new and normal about fucking spoiler Steve this episode. There's nothing normal <laughs> about this. Welcome no, here. no. It's, it's the same old, same old. Yeah. I scared the shit out of my cat when I yelled like that. <laughs> Guys, just like all good leftovers saying the doggy bags, thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening. I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can you erase it? Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushover. Pop culture. Leftovers. And uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing. That is pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft of crap, even though we're the shit. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushover, pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushover. Pop culture leftovers. Uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.